after a raw Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Kane, you know the stipulations and you gave your word. Now take that mask off. He didn't even give Kane any time to recover. The guy barely, he's not even on his feet yet. But I think we're about to see it, JR. Kane agreed. I don't know if we're going to see it or not. I don't know if I want to see it or not, quite honestly. I do want to see it. You this may, may be one of the things that I get, need to look at through a pinhole in a box or something. You may want to put the kids to bed. I'll tell you, this is... He's going to do it! This is it! What? Triple H, what the hell is... Triple H and Orton and Flair. Evolution now. Stomping the hell out of Kane. And just screwing the man out of the championship. You know what? I think... I think they want to do the honors. I think they want to unmask Kane. They want... And wait a minute. There's Rob Van Dam. Kane's former tag team partner. Oh, he just flattened the game. Oh, my God. He just Van, Norton. Van Dam. Step forward. Captain Randy Orton right in the face. Rob Van Dam coming to Kane's aid. And Orton's going to take one. gentlemen welcome to the ruthless aggression era podcast the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the unmasking of the big red machine as today it is time to leave bad blood well and truly alone and behind and let's forget it ever existed as we take a look at the 12 episodes of raw and smackdown until the next pay-per-view which is the smackdown's exclusive vengeance 2003 as always, I'm your host, Dave Burnham, and joining me is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Good afternoon. 12 episodes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Look at the gods, the 
Let's get into the night after bad blood. It is the 16th of June 2003's episode of Monday Night Raw. Thank fuck Triple H and Nash is over. <laughs> uh, so we are live from Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Arena. Uh, Mick Foley, he joins us to plug a book. Already breaking his promise to leave after the pay-per-view. He <laughs> was going to come, referee, and go. He's yeah, but he had to sell some shit. He had to sell some shit. But he does promise, though, that he's going to leave next week. And he puts over the Hell in Cell match last night. Um, maybe, perhaps, all the chair shots they've left him thinking of 2000, which was probably Triple H's last really good Hell in Cell match. And he puts it over as this <laughs> mega, amazing <laughs> fucking... You ain't ever going to see no better... We've seen plenty better. Evolution interrupt though. Now with group music and entrance video. Even though the entrance video only includes three of them. They really have forgot about Big Dave. Don't you mean Mark Jindrak? <laughs> Big Dave. Big Dave's not here yet. So the worst thing is. right? No, but Big Dave is... is He's come. It was part of evolution. It was the start of evolution yeah. was Big Dave. He got, his in, he got himself injured. Then injured himself again. And then disappeared, and now all the talk now is because he's going to be gone for that long. We're going to bring Jindrak, as we keep discussing. Um, as they've, they've recorded all the, the the vignettes, they're ready to go with Jindrak, um, and all as we'll discuss throughout this month building to vengeance. It's still Jindrak heavy. So evolution then they interrupt. Oh, and he talks to the group and invites Foley to join. But Mick replies sarcastically that there's nothing he wants more than to be a four horseman wannabe. He's <sighs> very. Yeah. Angry, cause it's because in time, you got flair. Yeah, and Triple H is still you're not flair. <laughs> you're you close to arm and flair. Yeah, you're not flair. Um, Orton he then wishes Mick out of retirement so he can beat him up. Uh, Mick offers him a freebie. Uh, Triple H though he wisely holds him back. Uh, Randy though he lets go with one and gets clobbered as Mick fights off the whole group. Then right of all the fucking people to save Mick Foley. Triple H and Evolution have been feuding with. Let's go back to the day. We've had Shawn Michaels, we've had Booker T, Goldust, Tommy Dreamer, they've beat up. Hurricane, they've beat up. Kevin Nash, Kevin they've beat Nash, up. Scott Steiner, Booker T. Booker T. No, Al Snow and Maven make the save. is leading to a six man but Al Snow and fucking Maven what main event Maven I'm telling you I've been trying to put him over since day one main event Maven is the way forward um, as opening segments go as the fallout from Bad Blood it was not bad because granted it, you had the conversation of Foley putting over Bad Blood um, but there, there was no Nash and I love you dudes I love you right, but Kevin Nash 2003 as I've discussed many times What's it, where's, what is Kevin Nash doing there? Is he the same thing that Rob Van Dam, the Book T, 
You finish main event with Triple H, you're no Scott Steiner. You're no longer main event. You're now you're not mid card because you're too good for that. And I've just put Scott Steiner in too good for ignore Steiner. <laughs> but you're too Booker T is too good to drop in a mid. I see as champion is is where he has to be. You yeah. can't let him fall too far. Especially considering yeah. the Rob Van Dam. Where's Rob Van Dam going now? As we're discussing, the month Rob Van Dam really gets cast by the fucking wayside. So you do it. It's this. And Kevin Nash has fell straight into that quadrant of now where do I go from straight here? Straight onto his quads. Well, we come backstage. Uncle Eric, he puts a bad mouth on May and Muller and he books May Young in a match against someone tonight. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Well, my, my mind instantly goes, oh, if only Jeff Jarrett was on the contract because that shit was funny back in the day. <laughs> when he pounded on them fucking... He was getting Muller and May Young in figure fours and putting them on. Like he was putting the figure four on Ric Flair to win the world title. I used to dig Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. He said, I know they were all the backstage, it sounds like he was quite the dickhead, but I used to dig Jeff. Dig Jeff. Opening match of the night. Ivory and the Dudley Boys versus Jazz, Rodney Mack and Chris Nowinski. Ivory getting Ooh. the victory, rolling up Jazz for the pin around four minutes. In one of them weird sloppy matches because they keep trying to push Rodney Mack over as a big, roidy, credible wrestler where he's just a big really credible man and he's more fat than really yeah well he's got he's got funny he's he's, he's vince likes girth that's it yeah he's girthy and vince loves a bit of girth i think that's what it is i think that's exactly what it is put that on a fucking t-shirt <laughs> vince loves girth uh we go backstage and abby and kane they're doing the bucket gold dust if we don't win tonight we'll go our separate ways deal and that's the kit, the way that Kane wants it. Um, up next, Lance Storm versus Garrison Cape. Right, I know they can't have gone with Lance because they've got a Lance. Lance versus Lance. Yeah, but we had this Lance off in the the heat episode that me and Christian covered. Um, we spoke about in detail how it was the Lance off. It was Lance versus Lance because Lance Cade was still a jobber then. Well, now Lance Cade has finally done his job against Cade. Uh, against Cade, against Storm on the the C shows to earn his right to come on to the A show or the B show. As long as he changes his name. As long as he changes his name. But where the fuck did they find Garrison from? Now is that not? No, it's not. South Park. Yeah, might be it? South Park. Well, see, that's what I was thinking that they could come out with a glove puppet <laughs> and you could actually go with it. Yeah. What's that? You know, go with it, actually fucking it. But, 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 but. Stone Cold Steve Austin interrupts before the match and he's had a rough night of bad blood. He can't get no sleep. He needs that little remedy. He's had a little bit of nightness. Not happened. He's tried a little shot of whiskey. And we know he's had loads of beers. Not happened. He's had a dirty kebab. He cannot get to he's sleep. He's had tequila. He's had tequila. He's had a lot. Right? He can't get to sleep. So he needs to come out in a segment where back in 2003 I found piss for me. <laughs> When I watched it back to review this, I found pissfully. But from the mindset I have now, man, you are literally burying one of your best mat workers that you have by saying he's boring. Basically getting the crowd to use chant boring. Now, would you like to know why this angle took place? Yes. It's always bugged me. Well, WWE, and I don't know if you've noticed, are going towards more of a mat-based style of wrestling over the past few months. Mm. With your Angles, your Benoits, your Guerreros, for example, on SmackDown. 
Raw. It's just Triple H destroying people. Because he's the gamer! Yes. All the board. But because we've been going through this Matt uh, based style of wrestling, WWE officials are worried that fans now get this. And this is this is from the mind of Meltzer. So I'd like to think it's legit. Because if it's legit, it's fucking amazing. They're worried that fans are going to start chatting boring. So because of this, they're counteracting it by using boring in the same way they're hoping that the, the term you suck got over with Kurt Angle. Kurt got that over on himself. Yeah. Well, Edge got it over to begin with. Yeah. When it was heel. But when? But the fact that he uses it and he has used it anywhere he goes and absolutely adores, even now, Kurt nearly touching mid-50s, early-60s, Kurt Angle, whatever old he is. Comes out. Adores it, man. You look at that little grin on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. He fucking loves it. So that's what they're going. So they're trying to get boring over as Landstorm's catchphrase. Because they don't want people to chant it in non-landstorm matches because they want people to associate the term boring. Like they do with the term what to Austin and Yusuf to Angle, they want to associate boring. Yeah, what's just become a general promo chant now, hasn't it? To quote Austin, the whole segment was boring, <laughs> looking back on it. Look, watching it back in 2003, like, like you, I found it hilarious as fuck. But uh, looking back now as a more mature fan, it is boring. It, yeah, you, you, Lance Storm. You think I'm? It's like yeah, but the, the, thing is, mid, the thing is, best, what, what makes Kurt Angle amazing for me personally? What makes Kurt Angle amazing is the fact that yeah, he is one of the best fucking Matt technicians going. He's brilliant, absolutely fucking brilliant. But he's also goofiness, and he don't get he, he'll yeah. happily take the piss out of himself. WWE have not allowed Lance Storm to do any of this. Absolutely any of this. The last time, kind of a WWE fan would have seen any. Um, personality. personality from Landstorm is when he was smashing the fuck out of WCW's mid-card and he, re- he rechristened all the titles into the Canadian, the the Canadian fucking title the, the Canadian heavyweight title Canadian tag titles yeah. Canadian hardcore title absolutely fucking brilliant but that was the last time that he had a bit of umph about him now unless you're a WWE fan a WCW fan at the time and let's say you were only purely WWE you wouldn't be aware or familiar no. with this actual that he has got and this if you can be serious for a minute when he came in with this boring gimmick straight away and he's just been tarnished with this boring gimmick and there you go let's try and get the fucking word boring over what are these guys doing are they just back there watching and are they they haven't decided yet they're just gonna watch this watch the show and, and pick out somebody to be invited to be an evolution apparently so Landstorm making his way to the ring. He'll be taking on the, the rookie, Garrison Cade. Here tonight, live on Raw. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And Landstorm, a very talented competitor from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What do you know about this Garrison Cade kid? Uh-oh. Or Stone Cold. slept in a couple of days so, so I figured you're so damn boring 
Maybe you could put old Stone Cold to sleep. Oh, oh my. I was outside a while ago. I was watching the grass grow. I was watching the paint dry. And I was so damn bored, I said to myself, what can be even more boring than this that can actually put Stone Cold Steve Austin to sleep? And I figured you was fixing to have a match right there with Garrison Cade. And I understand you're a hell of a technician. You're a good-looking guy. You're in shape. You got a hell of an opponent. So maybe he's just, uh... <laughs> Hold it. Boring! <laughs> You're boring the crap out of We're going to wrestle. But actually, the match, um, yeah, you didn't see much of it. Because the camera kept fucking panning to Austin, yawning, rolling about, stretching, saying it was I boring. think that's what got griped on me as much, so much as it did. Well, fortunately for us, I suppose, we watched the seashell match on the heat. So at least we saw potentially what Garrison Cade's got going for him. Because Garrison Cade, my friend, picks up the victory in two minutes with a little roll-up on the distraction of Lance Storm. But, yeah, he's debuting, yeah, he's got a win, but... And? We don't see him for the next four episodes. Oh, yeah, till Jim Jack, he comes out as a partner with? Yep. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, the actual fuck with that. Moving on. Up next is Chris Jericho and Christian versus Booker T and Goldberg. Uh, I first originally read my mind, read that when I was watching it as Goldust, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, we're here again. But no, Goldberg now gets added into this. If we're not a one-on-one, we'll get tagged together. So vitamin C, they break up, they get back together, they break up, they get back together. We've got no to do with Arno. What will put Jericho and Christian in attack? Uh, match himself, Goldberg, he spears Jericho, uh, leaving Booker to know Christian with the IC belt to get the pin in around 12 and a half to 13 minutes. Uh, Far too long. Which, yeah, for a raw match, I think. Goldberg a tag match. match Gold, Goldberg put him in as well. 15 minutes pushing it is a bit. If you've not got an actual. If you've not got. If it's not an actual 12 tag minutes. team. Yeah, but it's not an actual tag team. It's not tag team titles. It should be 12 minutes of Booker T getting face impelled. Hot and then tag, hot tag, boom, 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 100%. Totally fucking agree, totally agree. Um, we get the, I want to say highlights, we get the lowlights of the Piatin contest last night. Bischoff, he plays hostile ring announcer for the next match. Um, mind or no, Bischoff says that Mae Young is under WWE contract, so she has to do what she says. So, what does Zach Gowan feel, sat at home? Thinking that an 80 year old woman could get a contract and I fucking can't. Uh, well, <laughs> she's got two legs. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's not as skinny as a string bean. You know what, May Young can't do a moonsault. She can do a bronco muster. We'll she can take out. a fucking bump. We'll find out because she's up next, it's May Young versus Tess. Tess! <laughs> Tess is gonna pound the shit on May Young. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. But fucking fun police. Co-GM Stone Cold Steve Austin interrupts. And he's upset that Eric went over his head. So he makes Scott Steiner the special guest referee. The match still never happens, sadly, as Test Pump Handle slams Mary Young and then leaves Boss for Steiner can even get in the ring. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is hideous. No, this is appalling. Me. It's going to be Test. He's accepted Bischoff's assignment to take on the 80-year-old Mae Young. 
man. Now, what kind of man king with any guts, any character, any anything that's good about a human being hold except it, hold there's it, a sign? Hold, hold it, Eric. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here hold we it go. one second. You went over my head on this deal. You made this match without talking to me. Stone Cold Steve Austin was supposed to be 50-50. I'm going to let you have this match, Tess versus Mae Young. But since you went over my head, I'm going to make a few changes. No, I'm going to make one change. Referee, the guy in the striped shirt, you can leave the ring. You're not needed tonight. Allow me to introduce a special referee for this match. Hit the damn music. What? Some fairness here. Can you hear me? Scott Steiner and his manager Stacy after Steiner being tested bad blood. And oh, look at that, that test, a son of a bitch. Oh, look, he just knocked down Miller. Look at oh, God. Oh, for the love of God. Test just power slammed. Son of a bitch. Hey, he pump handle slammed an 80 year old woman. Come on, the fight with me. What kind of man would do that? 80-year-old and shit. She takes, takes bumps she better than anyone. She takes bumps better than fucking anybody. Um, better than Hogan. But, Tess, I love you, baby. And where are you going? You're beating up Mae Young. Where's, where's, where's it going? We've, we've lost Stacey now, and now we're beating up Mae Young. I hope I hope there's a turning point. He needs to fuck off to SmackDown because I've heard a rumour that there's a title tournament going off over there. Like, Tess needs to go title over Title tournament on SmackDown? Title tournament on SmackDown. Uh, we go backstage, and Rico is prepared for his new gimmick, the even more gayer Rico. <laughs> Are you ready for it? I'm ready for Miss Jackie. Flamboyance. I'm ready for Miss Jackie. It's, Jackie Gator is hot, but... I, I'm ready for Miss Jackie. <laughs> we ignoring the fact that Rico has turned that gay up a notch. I'm ready for Miss Jackie. <laughs> uh, up next then, it is Rico against Spike Dudley. I'm ready for Miss Jackie. <laughs> Towards the end of the match, Jackie shoots a feminine waist to distract Spike, and Rico finishes him with a spin kick at around four minutes, which was probably way, 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 way too much longer than the body were trying to achieve. Um, but yeah, Rico is here. <laughs> What's with the fucking face, mate? What's with the, the fucking gayest motherfucker cousin? in the land. Do you know what we'll be proud of this? Nice it, Goldust. 96, yeah. when 96 was to Goldust trying to rape Basically Palmer Johnson. Same gimmick. Yeah, when he was probably trying to rape Palmer Johnson. And up next is Randy Orton versus the main event eliminating Undertaker himself, Maven. Guess who gets the win? I wish it was main event Maven. I do, but it's reversed for Randy Orton to get the victory. Uh, is it the RKO? Up next, so it is. Let's win. Oh, we go our separate ways. It is everyone's favourite Raw Tag Team Champions, the two Bellins and shit shirts who make a fucking disappearance in a week or so. Against Kane and RVD one last time. Um, towards the end of the match, RVD goes up to the top and he gets shoved off into Kane. Kane gets all fired up. He nails Dupree with a chair for the DQ at around 12 minutes. And then chases Kanye into the crowd to retrieve him. Kane destroys them both with a chair. Chokes slams them both for good measure. So the dream is over. RVD scuttles off out of shot backstage as Triple H makes his appearance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was awesome. I'm glad to see the old Kane is back, man. 
I really am. I know we haven't gotten along great, but let me just talk to you for a second here. At least I, unlike your partner, respect you. Look out. Kane, I can change your life. Right here tonight, I can help you evolve. All you have to do, Kane, is say yes to me. Oh, no, That's wait. it. Think about it. Your name on the marquee. Bright lights, big cities, fast cars, faster women. All the fame, all the money, all the glory with us, Kane. Evolution. It's, it's Kane. You won't be held back anymore. You can be the monster that you truly are, Kane. Think about it. You, me, Ric Flair, and Randy Orton, together as Evolution, no one will be able to stop us, Kane. Uh-oh. Uh well, maybe somebody can. It might be one Texas rattlesnake. America's favorite beer drinker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, just may have something to say about this. You think he's out here to nip it? Cut the music. This is a bunch of garbage. I don't even know why you're listening to that piece of trash. You thinking he likes you? Hell no, he hates your guts. He wants you in evolution because you are a threat to his world title. You join evolution, Kane, and you ain't going to be a monster. You're going to be Triple H's puppet. This, are you referring to the fact that Triple H has been looking for a new member of evolution? And there's been a fan vote online. Hmm. Do you know who the fan favourite was? Hmm. It's our boy Test. It's our boy Test. Yeah, boy. Who is going to join Evolution? I would love, love Test in Evolution. It would have been perfect prick. for him. He's a cocky prick, but they've got but, one. 99. They've got one in Randy Orton. They've got, and granted, they've got 99, which... You say 99, but 99, like, they forgot about it in space not even a year. When... Uh, Triple H and Test and Albert when they're TNA with Trish Stratus they're helping Shane win the hardcore title and they're helping Stephanie win the women's title yeah because it hurt you that much didn't it Andrew it hurt that much um, so yeah Triple H comes out and he basically says join Evolution it's weird we've got the girls we've probably got the cocaine we've got the definitely got the cocaine we've definitely got the cocaine look at Flair's nose we've, look we've at Triple H's nose definitely got the cocaine um, come and join the party lifestyle. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out and says, ah, 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 ah. As about ignoring, because if you run with him, you'll be no bit of running buddy and no bit of bitch. And next week, I get a title shot. Decision is decision. So what do you do? Young rag, put yourself in young Jacob's body, put your mask on. Do you join Evolution and become a suit wearing Jokes on both of them, then pick up the title. I like the theory. That's like what the should theory. have happened. But, Eric Bischoff comes out and he says, if this match is to go ahead, there is one stipulation. Kane, you lose. You also lose the mask. Now, I remember back in 2003 that, Kane, no, fuck off. Fuck I, I read that off. and I'm like, 
Kane is Title's changing hands on Raw. Yeah. Instantly, that's what my brain tells me. You d- no, you don't. That's like saying mankind. Take the mask away and you're still mankind. No, you're not. If Kane takes his mask off, he's Isaac Yankum DDS, Jerry Lawler's personal dentist. What? But he's going to be all burned underneath his mask. If he's a burn victim, he should be. <laughs> Kane, he ends Raw to ch- he chokes on Triple H, accepts the challenge to end Raw. So as episodes of Raw go, first one from Bad Blood. It's all right. No, I'm see, I'm see. It was I'm good at the end. To, no, the I'm end. trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive. The highlights. It was all right. With Test and May Young. That sounded so wrong. <laughs> it was Test punishing Young. <laughs> that was the highlight, highlight of the night. And the, uh, after the tag title match. And after Raw goes off the air, Stone Cold and Kane, they celebrate with beer in the ring. Triple H then gets back in and comes face to face with Austin. Austin intimidates Triple H, who backs up only to realise that Kane's right behind him. Hunter then receives a stunner from Austin. Kane and Austin then celebrate with more beer, and Kane actually throws a beer into the audience, only to throw Ryan back in the ring. Uh, Triple H, he gets up and he tries drinking some beer to get fan support, but he just gets another stunner, followed by a chokeslam for his efforts. Apparently, the segment continued with more beer until Lillian Garcia finally thanked the fans for coming, and the live show ends. Which was pretty cool, I suppose. I imagine you get, That'd be cool. You get more Seems of a see. human Kane, I suppose, when the cameras go off their way. You get Glenn. Yeah. You get beer drinking Southern Glen, or Spanish Glen, maybe. Um, now, reports coming off this roll was that the American Airlines Centre was about 75% full, uh, with all of the upper deck behind the camera and both upper decks blocked off. I did notice the curtains. Yeah. Um, apparently, the, user, the guy that sent this into lordsofpain.net, I think it was, um, he said that he's been to the last couple of WWE shows in the arena and it seems that they all have a different, different setup every time. He seems to focus on what where they want to sell tickets first. So if they're going to sell the main portion of that, we're going to block off that. But this time we're going to set the cameras off there, so we're going to block off that. So it just it seems to depend. Um, and apparently, uh, Scott Steiner is in a horrible shape. Uh, to the of course point, he is. To, Have you seen him wrestle? <laughs> to the point where he's... Michael, let's just have a second for the big Papa dump. Where he's in pain in everyday life. Um, and we're in pain every single fucking match. Additionally, while on the plane ride to the UK for interaction... He laid down the entire ride due to his back pain that he was experiencing. Can we all just have a moment? For bless him, he's, he's trying his best. Too fair, he's working with a bad back, so yeah. I'll give him that. I'll give him props to that. Well, Stephanie, the general manager of SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon, and what's that? What title, what title is she holding? you but I like a little competition now this past Sunday night Stone Cold Steve Austin and Eric Bischoff presented Bad Blood and I'll admit it was a pretty good pay-per-view so Sunday July 27th live from Denver Colorado Smackdown will present Vengeance now speaking of competition Chris Benoit, Rhino, the two of you are tag team partners. But tonight, you'll be facing each other. In the first round of the United States Championship Tournament. And your match begins right now. Whoa! Wow! Oh, man!
So we move on then to our first episode of Smackdown. Featuring a five minute fucking replay. <laughs> five it, fucking minutes. It's the 19th of June 2003. So this is now the fifth episode of Smackdown since our last Smackdown pay-per-view. Yep. Mr. America, the last time we were here, Mr. America and Roddy Piper and Vince McMahon and Zach Gowan were running rough shot. Kurt Angle was back. Brock Lesnar is now... A douchebag. Are you excited for SmackDown? Granted, this we are now, so we should now be on the path. We should now start develop storylines. This is where, it, this is where it should begin. Are you ready? Our opening match is Undertaker versus Nunzio. Basically, 2003's Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker is now getting put across on commentary as this Texan legend and someone who has dominated the industry for longer than anyone else in history. I thought that was Hogan. But Never is that, that because there. Mr. America, are they trying to eliminate... They are. They are. <laughs> They're trying to eliminate the history of Hulk Hogan because Mr. America's there. Um, and how can he be a Texan legend? I'm sorry, I know the biker guy and bugger, he's bugger that he's from Death Valley. Death Valley's in Cali. He's from Death Valley. He's not a Texan legend. Uh, but the match itself... The last ride ends it in misery for Nunzio in around three minutes, uh, which was a completely one-sided squash, what you'd expect. Uh, the FBI, they attack as usual, uh, but it must be an off night for old Mac, because tonight he's been dominating the fucking shizzle out of the FBI for weeks and weeks and weeks on his own with no assistance. But hold on. Billy Gunn and Farouk? No, it's not. It's Bradshaw with fucking, fucking blonde hair. This is the last run Bradshaw's on where he gets pops. Stop it. Stop it all over. FBI, stop it all over the Undertaker. The FBI put the Undertaker. Wait under a minute. What the hell? No. The APA? Bradshaw Simmons. What? Ron Simmons and Bradshaw are back. No. The APA is back. I don't believe it. What the hell? An APA reunion couldn't have come at a better time for The Undertaker. Yeah, I'm sure The Undertaker agrees. The APA? Wow. Can you believe it? Oh, man. Look at Bradshaw and Simmons. They look better than ever. What a way to start off SmackDown! <laughs> you don't even kind of know what these guys are coming out here! What an electric night! Things are rolling already, and we're just getting started! Beer for hire. Beer, beer for hire. Um, but yeah, let's let's touch a moment. Let's, let's raise a candle. Raise a candle. Let's raise a glass and light a candle for Bradshaw's. Awful attempt to cling on to some form of youth. Is it a midlife crisis? Because suddenly, big Texan, big Texan. I think he's diving out. Well, it's now from Jet Black that... Because if you think, the last time we really saw Bradshaw was when he was hardcore champion on Raw in our early stages. Yep. When it was still um, Blackjack Bradshaw or APA Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, he's got APA Bradshaw where he's still long... Black hair, goatee. Yeah, exactly. And now he's, if Justin Hogg had a shave and cut his hair and joined the APA. 
<laughs> but anyway, I fucking love it. The APA are back. Uh, but yeah, why the Undertaker would need any help to fight people that he's dominated for months? Because the APA. <laughs> um, elsewhere, we go backstage. Zach Gowan is looking for Stephanie, but he finds Sable in her office instead. Zach, hi. Sable. Hi, uh, Stephanie sent for me. Uh, she wanted me to come to her office. Is she in here? No, sorry. She's not in right now, but she would like to see you. Would you like to come in and wait for her? That's all right. I, I think I should wait out here if that's okay. What's the matter, Zach? Are you afraid to be alone with a real woman? Zach Gowan, bless him, with some acting. He's, he's, he's not... I hope he's a better wrestler than he's an actor. He really is not. It's he's not Oscar worthy, is it? He's got one fucking wife. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking leave him alone. Up next, tag team explosion again. But they'll be mates tomorrow, so it's okay. As Chris Benoit and Rhino go one on one. But all grown up now. She comes out. We've got a new title on SmackDown. SmackDown finally has a mid card title to fight for. As some really crappy Hasbro looking US ver WWE version. Of WCW's US title. It's not even that. It's bad, isn't it? It's like they've taken a plastic flag and just glued it to a bit of fucking leather or something and slapped it off its shirt. I don't. The NXT North American title looks a lot better. That is a sick ass title, by the way. Yeah. Triple H just got there because the, I like how he's gone for the, the dirty, mucky brown leather as well, which is proper. That's old school, that. And we've not got well, gold basic, all the way around. Like, it's old school title. basic, yeah. He's gone basic. Triple H has got his head screwed on. He really has. He's a bloody good gardener and a bloody good booker. He's got his head screwed on. But yeah, the WCW title was so much better. Why these could. Just I don't know. The I don't know. This. Quiz time. Who was the last US champion in WWE? Who better? <laughs> Canyon. The match itself, though, the crossface finishes in around 16 minutes. It was actually um, a decent singles match for it, it did take a bit of time to get going, I think. What annoyed me is we've now got a US title tournament without no brackets and we don't know who else is there. The mystery thickens. Rey Mysterio against Canyon is next. Months and months of rehab. We've seen him on the heat. Uh, sorry, we've seen him on velocity very sporadically. But months and months of rehab as they're bigging it up as Canyon. His big he's, return. And you don't even get an entrance. It's fucking bullshit, that. It's bullshit. You know for a fact he's jobbing this shit. And you know it is, and you know how it's going to end. And it ended exactly the way it went about five minutes. Rey Mysterio, he's on the offensive to begin with. He gets beat up for a couple of minutes. He gets a guillotine or some form of... Like, head scissors into a 619 position. 619, West Coast pop, because the knees are still okay. And it's not just the seated sent on. One, two, three. And that's it. The big poof for Canyon. Well, like I said, Canyon, it, I'd stick him in the Matitude faction, if, if that's what you want to call Factory it. Factory more. 100%. He's got that quirkiness. I mean, you have Matt. Is he going to be in the brackets? But, is it? Matt. You'd like to think so. But again, we the, still don't know. Billy Kidman in the we don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. Absolutely. That's the funniest thing ever, is when they show Billy Kidman in the crowd, and he's like, yeah, I'm not pissed off. With the evilest of look in his... It's like when you have an argument, and your missus goes, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm all right. No, I'm fine. No, it's all right. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I should. I'm now injury free. It must be frustrating though for a wrestler, where if you know yourself you're injury free and literally creative have nothing for you, you want to get going. 
And then or later. What, just give me a dark match. Anything. We go backstage to everyone's little one-legged superhero. And Sable lets him copper feel. You know, last week you had an opportunity to see. How would you like to feel it? Whoa. Whoa! Oh, Zach, that feels so good. I, I just want copy to feel because they're fucking saggy. Do you know what gets me, though? Is that guy does like a remarkable impression of a 19-year-old kid who's never touched a boob in his life before. I think he was. Do you reckon? How old was he? Uh, 19, 18, 19. He's young. He's a, he's a whippersnapper. He's a whippersnapper. Up next, not Team Angle come out as Hassan Benjamin. Who are now not in Team Angle with new maroon and silver outfits. It takes me back to like the Rumble where everyone wore dark red. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, that feel again. That? But they've got no tracksuits, they've got no music, they don't have a name, and they're not happy. They're not happy. Uh, they said that Kurt Angle was apparently holding them back, uh, but Kurt Angle, he quickly comes out to interrupt. And he says that they keep going on about next week, next week, next week's for crybabies. I'm on about the here and now. So if you want to prove yourself, let's fucking, let's fuck some shit up. And here we get Charlie Haas going up against Kurt Angle, which on paper fuck yes. is exactly why Lance Storm's boring. Because this is Matt Wrestling. This is, the, yes. This is I'm what all, we want. This is what you want. And this is what SmackDown, to be different, and what and the reason why people look back on SmackDown with fond memories is because it was different, because it didn't have your big riding fucking... It was about who was the biggest, it was who was the best. And fucking exactly. It was the uh, Bret Hart show. Exactly. Um, so the match itself, Charlie has, um, I enjoyed, did you see when he noticed he did his own little cut angle strip, uh, put your straps yeah. down routine, it was absolutely brilliant, uh, and he set up a really bad version of the angle slam, uh, it insulted Kurt though, that much that he has his own version to show him how it's done, there's only one way that you pull them straps down, and that's it, at around 13 minutes, but Shelton, he quickly runs in to finish his assault from earlier in the match, uh, they apply a double ankle lock, which was fucking... I absolutely loved it. Until shiny, happy face, look at me, I'm smiling. Brock Lesnar comes in for the save. I don't like this Brock Lesnar straight away. No. Smiley, happy, look at me. He reminds me of Apollo Crews. A white Apollo Crews. <laughs> Smiley, happy. Um, but as TV matches go, you know you weren't going to get a 20-minute fucking stellar. But, but it was good. Uh, very good. Uh, elsewhere, Sable, she's putting the moves on Zach, resulting in him uh, getting quite close to is he actually going to get some of the fucking old saggy boobs, but Vince, enraged in anger, comes in, it all comes out as it's just a ruse to upset and to wind up little one-legged Zach Gowan. It was, it was like watching the nerd lose his duty. No, he's out. Angry dad walks in. <laughs> Are you crazy? Do you ever think you could have a woman like me? You're nothing but an amputee. You're not even a real man. Do you really think you could satisfy me, Zach? Huh? Do you really think you had a chance? Hey! What the hell is this? You little freak! Up next, Billy Gunn versus Jamie Noble. Billy Gunn obsessed me. He's like an old dad clinging on yeah. to his... 
his son's girlfriend. He's going on town with his son's girlfriend so he can feel young again. Like, it didn't work with China to kind of put over Billy Gunn. Is it going to work with Tori all dressed in pink and all this? Just Tori's I don't know. Over. I don't know. Tori gets over. Tori gets over anyway because Tori has boobs. Yeah. And she wears bright coloured outfits. Skimpy looking outfits. The skimpy bright coloured outfits that kind of show off a bit more of the goodness boobs. Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn has an ass. It's good to see him again. But I don't. But, I would have been happy with the one. Yeah. I loved the one. You got it all. I am the one. You, he had it all. And I loved the one. And you go to Billy and Chuck, why not be the one again? No, let's be 45-year-old Mr. Ass. <laughs> to the match itself, uh, Noble, he takes a Billy Gun down to start and they trade wrist locks before Noble bails. Back in, Noble, he drop kicks the knee, goes to work on it a bit, it gets him a two. Um, we're into the fucking headlock from death. Uh, but Billy Gun, as you'd expect, he powers out and it ends with Nidia. Um, she trips up Gun to block, who blocks the, uh, I want to say the fame asset, but the, I don't know, the, the, it's the dumb asset. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I Billy Gunn. I love Billy Gunn, but Billy Gunn's awful. Uh, which triggers a cat fight. Nobody dives and misses, back in, and Billy Gunn, gas to fuck, and they've not even gone five minutes, may I add. Gas to fuck, hits the fame asset for the victory in just under five minutes. Uh, a minute in, Billy Gunn was kind of blown up. You lost it. See, should have the should have the return been over with the match with A Train. That was it, done. Yeah. We only need to see you once. All all Billy needed was just three minutes. Yeah, but one of them's now on indie scene yeah. and that don't work no more. That'll never work anymore. No. One of one of them in the next few minutes is gonna become shit. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Eddie Guerrero versus Sean O'Hare. Eddie Guerrero goes for a frog splash and misses. O'Hare finishes with the fireman's carry bomb around three minutes, which is called the prophecy. Even though on Velocity they call it the Widowmaker. I love it. <laughs> we go backstage. Vince and Sable get up and close and personal. Yes, Vince. Another Vince cheats, cheats on his wife with a diva. I can't get along. The one that he always wanted as well. Sex and, you know, sex and the city. Sex and the senior citizen. I fucking love it. Stephanie knows she interrupts. And then we get a bit serious. Right, this takes a weird tone. Basically, Steph is saying when she was 17, Vince got over in all the territories and all his business meetings by pimping Steph out. Yeah, I picked, I heard that. That's all I took from that when that she was 17. Like, Steph goes into, like, fucking hyperdrive overacting. And you get fucking screaming, uh, but like, absolute. <laughs> you are so bad. <laughs> oh, but how bad? Uh, how bad are you? Um, are you bad? Why don't you just show me how bad you can be then? Yeah. Yeah, you can be bad. Get out. Get the... Get out. You know what, Dad? I'm sorry. What do you mean? I'm sorry that all my life I've let you manipulate me and use me. 
all my life just to be the apple of my daddy's eye. I'm having a little fun here. Every time that you have ever, every time I went out to dinner with one of your business associates, I was 17 years old. You don't think they told me what you promised them I'd do? And guess what, Dad? I did it. I did it for you, the things I did with them, and I'm ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself that I'm just like you. And I'm not going to let you do that to Zach Gowan. Why do I care so much about Zach Gowan? Maybe because he's my last bastion of hope. Maybe because he's the last thing that can possibly save myself. But I'm not going to let you do it to him, Dad. And if that means that you're going to fire me, then fine. Fire me. Fire me, Dad. And then maybe you'll lose the one person who ever cared about you. The only one person that wanted to be just like you, me. Maybe I just won't care about you anymore. And we get on then to our SmackDown main event. Here's for the world title. We finally come to a pass. The ring's been reinforced. It's Brock Lesnar versus The Big Show. Uh, towards the end of the match... The F5, it gets blocked by Big Show and Not Team Angle running. They need a name. So Not Team Angle running for DQ at 7 minutes and 52. But then Kurt Angle then makes the save, destroys everyone until he gets a choke slam. But then Mr. Fucking America makes the save. For what fucking reason? He goes after the Big Show uh, with the usual. I, I don't understand. I know now this, we're moving away from Vince, I which is good. Miss America was only fighting non-Americans. Vince? Mm. Not a true American. No, but Vince is Irish, isn't he, to be fair? Yeah. But Vince only fought Hogan. And Piper's Scottish. A big show to his feet. Shot to the midsection. F5. Going for the F5. The 500 pounder big show. He got him in the top rope. Hanging on for dear life. Big show can't let go of that rope. And look at this. Shot pitch of Charlie Haas. Whoa. Distraction by Hassan Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle with shots to the midsection. Angle slam. Angle slam to the big show. Oh my God. Here goes Haas. Here goes Benjamin. Kurt Angle's on fire. German suplex to Charlie Haas. Now to shot to Benjamin. Kurt Angle taking it to the former team Angle members. Uh oh. Angle's in trouble now. Big show. With a choke slam to Kurt Angle. Just tossing Kurt Angle around the ring. People are not happy with the Big Show, but the Big Show could care less. The Big Show came here to defeat Lesnar and to be new champion, and Kurt Angle is about to receive a big choke slam. Kurt Angle planted at the hands of the Big Show, laying waste. Wait a minute, no! It's Mr. America! The hell's he doing out here? Mr. America! Big Show is not out here! Mr. America's in the ring! And the last week with Zach Gowan! Mr. America didn't like that Big Show lifted Zach Gowan! It was Big Show laughing in the face of Mr. America's biggest fan last week! No. And tonight, it's payback! Mr. America with the right hands! Big Show whipped across the ring! Big boot by Mr. America! Oh my! He's not serious! Oh yes he is! 
Mr. America's got those 24-inch Patriots. Mr. America, and look at it. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin from behind. The two-on-one assault of Mr. America. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Double noggin knockout. Mr. Uh-oh. America firing up. Uh-oh. That caught in the trap. Mr. America's going to get dumped right here. Big show with a choke slam to Brock Lesnar, to Kurt Angle, to Mr. America here tonight. Is anyone safe in the Big Show's world? Big Show didn't leave here when he came here for Cole. But Big Show made a statement. Leaving with a lot more respect here tonight. What a night. Good night, everybody. From San Antonio. Uh, Speaking of SmackDown, um, it's at Madison Square Garden next week. And Brock Lesnar, though, he might not be able to wrestle on the show due to getting into a boating accident during the week. Uh, Lesnar, he stayed in San Antonio, Texas, which was the site of this week's SmackDown, so he could have a doctor examine his rib injury. Uh, Lesnar and a few friends, though, they got a boat to spend some time out on the water, which, yeah, that's typical Brock Lesnar, isn't it? He's very country boy. Get me in the farm. However, Lesnar, he fell out of the boat and his leg came into direct contact with the propeller. The blade gave Lesnar a cut three inches long and one inch deep behind his knee. Uh, many stitches were needed to close the wound, but by the next day, Lesnar's knee had become extremely swollen. There is much doubt about whether he will be able to step inside the ring at the SmackDown taping this Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Lesnar, he will most likely team with Kurt Angle and Mr. America in a six-man against Haas, Benjamin and The Big Show. No word within the WWE as to what they'll do with the main event of the show if, Big, uh, if Brock Lesnar can't show. So fair play on him if he does, and we know he does. Fair play. To fair him. fucking play. But then again, this is Brock Lesnar when he gave a shit. Fucking yes, a hundred fucking percent yes. I would say hundred potatoes yes. Yeah, a hundred fucking potatoes yes. But as SmackDowns go, opening week, and it's I know it's not opening week because we're now on week five, as we're leading to. But are we getting are we getting progression to vengeance? I think we are getting some progression. A storyline starting so to build. Your title tournament. Your title tournament. Do you know what I mean? So it's as there, there's, there's. Do you know what I mean? There, yeah. So Raw versus SmackDown week one. SmackDown, I'd say. I'm going Raw. Maybe I'm going Raw. See, I'm going Raw because there was no Kevin Nash. So Michael, before we get on to the next episode of Monday Night Raw, on the 18th of June 2003, the WWE uh, they released a press release uh, regarding their national search. For a new WWE diva. <laughs> that smile on your face. It'll be the fans that get to decide just who she is. The 2003 WWE Diva Search is encouraging women 18 or older who believe they have the beauty, brawn and brains to become the newest WWE diva. To provide a photograph of themselves and a short written description of why they want to be the next WWE diva. Entries can be submitted to divasearch.wwe.com. The deadline is Friday, June the 27th, 2003. Beginning July the 1st, fans will begin to vote for their favourite diva contestant. Fan voting will whittle the competition to a sweet 16 by July the 20th. Then the final eight finalists on July the 29th will be decided. Fan voting on a final four will be conducted by August the 6th. 
The four remaining contestants will win a trip to WWE SummerSlam in Phoenix to compete in a final event to a webcast live on special Bite This episode. We're broadcast to everybody online where the new Diva winner will be photographed and featured in WWE Raw magazine. Are you excited? We're getting Very a new bitch. Excited. We're getting. We're not getting a new wrestler. We're getting a new bird to stare at. <laughs> I remember visiting the voting page. <laughs> but I think we need to review that shit. Oh, I think, I'm I think, very happy with I think Diva Search it. needs an episode itself. Yes. Yeah, I think coming so big, we'll find that shit, we'll watch it with a beer, and we'll review it. Bit of blue foot, lads. <laughs> Bit of blue. And they finish with the, the 2003 WWE Diva Search will make a dream come true for one lucky female, stated WWE Executive Vice President of Marketing, Kurt Schneider. Uh, this contestant provides fans with the opportunity to choose a contestant who best personifies the WWE Diva. Tits, ass, blonde hair, right? Tanned. That's what personifies. It is fuck. Yeah. Our Divas are some of the most prestigious and powerful women in sports entertainment. I like how we didn't use the word wrestling. Because <laughs> yep. they're not wrestlers. They're not. Christy Emmy, bless her. Victoria. God rest her soul. Did Christy Emmy have like a hundred kids not long ago? She had loads, didn't I'm sure she did. Unless I dreamt that, I'm sure Christy no, Emmy had like octuplets or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, something crazy. Um, so let's move on then to the 23rd of June episode of Raw as we build to SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, there's a long way with Raw in there. I'm ready. It's going to get good. Raw was good last week. It's going to get good. We are live from the Monosodium Glad. I should have. We are live from New York City <laughs> as our opening contest to kick off the show. Scott Steiner and Booker T of WCW. Versus the Un Americans ride once more as Test and Christian representing Team WWE and Team Canada. Un Americans, Un Americans, Un Americans. Guess who gets the win? Un Americans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stanner walks into the biggest of big boos from everyone's favourite test. And can he pass the test? Can he fuck? As in three minutes. Our opening Raw tag match is over within one, two guys that within the last six months have been in the main event of Raw against Test and Christian, who I'd like to say are probably your biggest mid-carders. We'll move on as Kane's staring into a mirror and we're getting some weird Wayne's World with a fucking... As we go back to the time when Kane was a badass. I miss badass Kane. Yeah. He didn't speak. Before X-Pac made him, I am socket. Yeah. And before he went, no, you don't need that anymore, Kane. Use your real voice. And he went, suck it. And then we know the Kane that we know now. Walking, talking, fire-breathing Glenn. Right? This Kane that we go back to in the... is I used to love Amazing Kane before he spoke. He didn't need to speak. Like, because I grew up with, with The Taker. I grew up with The Dead Man. I grew up with Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yeah. And then I grew up with The Attitude Era. And then I got Kane. Then we all got Kane. And it was like, fucking holy shit. And he looked like his brother. It was weird as fuck. 
because the only thing he had going for him that Undertaker had was the fact he had long hair and they were both fucking touching seven feet. Yeah. That's the only thing they had. But he looked like his brother. You are taking that away from him by taking that mask away because we're now going to see his face. And we're now just going to see that Isaac Yankum DDS looks fuck all like the Undertaker. There's no bird marks. There is, granted, according to the dirt sheets, the idea to begin with, before the haircut, before we go in Uncle Festa, was to have him still have the patched hair to make it look burny. Because that's the reason they went with the patched hair, because uh, granted, with the face, yeah. there's only so much burny you can make it. So they went with the patched hair, and the idea was to go with, originally, to go with patched hair and cane mask face paint. Very Sting-esque. That would have been pretty cool. I See, that's exactly what my thought was when I read it. I was like, I would have worked with that. Our next match is Chris Nowinski versus Maven. And it is over within 31 seconds as Maven reverses a suplex into reversing Rolling Cradle for the pin. Maven's Maven, getting Maven. a push, man. Maven's smashing the mid-card. Maven's getting booked how Goldberg should get booked. So I've just seen it. It's bold. It's He's got some muscles. He's ish. He's ish. Ish. Maven's got, Maven's got the borderline definition of fat into muscle. Yeah. He's cuddly with muscle definition. He's got a pot belly. Um, we get a special Madison Square Garden highlight reel. It allows Jericho to mock New York fans, uh, which you'd expect, and it calls out Stone Cold. Uh, Jericho, he takes issues with Austin um, about his treatment with Lance Stone last week. And this week's guest is none other than his former Thrill Seekers partner. The Thrill Seekers reunite as it's Lance Storm. Uh, Lance Storm, he has a prepared statement. And he asks fans uh, to stop chanting boring at him. Uh, meanwhile, Stone Cold, he sends out a crew to start dismantling Jericho's set. And Austin interrupts uh, the, uh, the curse of events. And he makes uh, Jericho and Storm versus the Dudley Boys for right now. I'm all over this. Last yeah. week I said Raw won. Raw's won already. The Thrill Seekers. The I have not seen the... Th- That's it, right? Yeah. Wow. I've just fell asleep and woke up in 95. I would like to take this opportunity to read Quiet. a prepared statement. As we all know, nobody enjoys a good laugh more than I do. But last week, what? Stone Cold Steve Austin overstepped his bounds. Is he reading? Is he reading the Hey, statement? don't worry about this, Lance. You got him in the palm of your hand. I am an athlete, pure and simple. My abilities inside this ring should be more than enough to entertain the masses. Statement's entertaining. If you want bells and whistles, <laughs> I suggest you attend the circus. Oh, yeah! In the meantime, since you have been insulting and damaging to my credibility as a competitor, not to mention my pride, I would appreciate it if you would stop chanting boring. What is this? What's going on here? Hey! hey you people hey, hey, what's that? What are you doing with my set? Hey, hey! That's expensive stuff! What are you doing with my set? Hey, hey, get your hands off of that, Junior. Oh, hey, come on now. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Like expensive stuff hey, there. Jericho, listen to me. Hey, you got to put yourself in my shoes, guys. I had to do something. 
You're boring Madison Square Garden to death. Oh. Are you moving, guys? Go ahead and get that bar stools and get that carpet and get it the hell out of my ring right now. Get all that crap out. Oh, I get it. You're a jealous jackass, Austin. You're bitter because I beat you and The Rock in the same night to become the undisputed champion. Shut up. Yeah, what? Shut your stupid little hole. Oh. If there's one thing I can't stand worse than a bore, it's a bitch. Oh my! And that's exactly what you are right now. You know, Lance, listen to me. Look at me, Lance. You know, last week I was just trying to help you out, believe it or not. Trying to give you a motivational speech. If you took it the wrong way, then that's just your problem. But seeing as that you're such a great athlete, such a great competitor, and it's sorry as Chris Jericho flat out pisses me off. I'm gonna make a match right now. And Chris, I know you're upset about getting your little furniture moved out of the ring. So the two Damn guys God. you're about to face know a little something about moving furniture, so hit the music. The match went for eight minutes, which was long enough-ish, but I didn't see the Thrill Seekers that. Yeah, we're never going to see the Thrill Seekers. You never were. You never were. But the match itself was all right. There was a couple of hot tags. It was good. It didn't really mean anything, though. Um, do you know what I mean? Where, where's this going? Unless Lance Storm and Jericho are actually going to start teaming. The which Dud would be amazing. Which would be amazing. But the Dudleys look lost as fuck. This is easily... The Dudleys are now the, the jobber tag team to the stars or... If you need a tag team to go against somebody, we'll use the Dudleys. Three minute warning were that. It's now the Dudleys. Yeah, it's 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 now the Dudleys. Um, we go backstage. Randy Orton is sat reading Foley's book. Uh, Bless him. Yeah, I wonder what was, was so comfy. Was actually going through his mind though while he's reading that because you know he's probably getting forced into reading it. It's like Randy just open any chapter and just so he's probably just staring at it going, "Let me know when you finish filming." <laughs> and over. That was shit. <laughs> but I have read all of Mick Foley's books, and the one that he's reading at the minute is fucking exceptional, by the way. Mick Foley is one thing, if anything, apart from a hardcore legend, a fucking icon within the business, he's an exceptionally good author. He is, I will give Mick Foley props. He knows his way with words. He really does. He can tell a story. And I'm not a big book reader. I don't know about yourself. Not really, no. But More comic books. Yeah, well, I, I've never bought Mick Foley books, the autobiographies, absolutely all over them. Um, Kane, he has another, another flashback, this time to three weeks ago. Is he just like been breathing too much of RVD secondhand smoke? I think so. Yeah, because some of yeah. In a very weird segment, Stone Cold comes out um, and he announces WrestleMania 20 for next March. He brings out Mick Foley. Um, he says before he goes on tour, uh, he wants to present him somewhere, and we get all these CW guys come out, all the hardcore guys, and they present Mick Foley with something that I would literally give any money to buy tomorrow. Yes. The hardcore title displayed in the most beautiful of manner in this display cabinet. It looked mint, but I was so upset, Michael, the fact that that didn't get smashed over some cunt's head. <laughs> Now, before you get all wound up and uptight, you know, I know you're fixing to go away on a, on a book tour to promote your new book, which I might add, I know is going to be highly successful because you're behind it and I think you're a genius. And by the way, I would like an autographed copy. But there is, uh, before you go on this book tour, there is something that I wanted you to have. No, 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 it ain't a stunner. 
Good guess by the name of Stunner. Guys, would you come out here, please? championship belt which you represented like no other human being on this earth so right now I'm having a hardcore legend ceremony for Mick Foley and if anybody's been living under a rock for the past few years and has forgotten what Mick Foley has done with his body for the WWE for you I got a hell of a piece of footage for you so roll that summits right now uh, but, but the segment, it was, I suppose it was quite nice to honour McFoley and McFoley, that is it now. He's been promising us for about four weeks, but he is now going. We're not going to see McFoley now for a fucking month or so. Until <laughs> Randy Orton kicks him downstairs. It's not long, is it? Because I'm sure they have a match at SummerSlam. No, it's backlash. They have oh, is it? Oh, backlash they do. And then next Rumble, isn't it? Where Foley comes out and eliminates Randy Orton. Oh, that's, that's jumping far too ahead. Um, Rocky McFoley versus Evolution. Yes, a mania. Yes, of course it is. Uh, we get a little video package, which is quite nice for Foley, looking back at his um, hardcore years. The only thing that kind of worried me about, not worried me, that upset me a little bit about this video package, is that all it showed was McFoley getting smashed. Yeah. It was him getting a bump here and a bump there and a smash here and a smash there. It's like, let's remember him for the fact that he could go 20 minutes with The Rock, he could go 20 minutes with Austin, he could go 20 minutes with Triple H and make it look fucking outstanding. And Mick Foley, all, for all these fucking positives, he wasn't the greatest of wrestlers. He wasn't the greatest of agile people to move around the ring. No, but he... He made he it fucking do. work. He made it absolute work. And the segment it finishes, uh, Vince comes out. Uh, he wants to shake Foley's hand. Foley wants a hug instead. Uh, which I thought was a nice way to end the segment where everyone kind of broke kayfabe for a bit. Even Vince broke kayfabe. It was a nice way of saying, yeah, Mick Foley actually is off now. We might not see him in a bit, even though we are going to see him in a bit. Foley effect. Always be there. Foley effect. So up next is the two dudes in attitudes, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash, against 50% of Evolution, uh, or 33 and a third percent of Evolution, if he's dead, because he's not here anymore. Uh, it was Randy Orton and Rick Flair. first time we see Kevin Nash as bad bud. It is. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't, because he's got a team show Michaels against Evolution. Why? Because maybe they're going for the tag belts again. Maybe because... Can you remember back in the day where Shawn Michaels and Big Sexy were IC and world champion? Yep. And they beat the... Well, they didn't beat because it was supposed to be Owen Hart against Yokozuna, but Owen Hart was injured. Uh, so British Budo took his place. But Owen Hart interfered but then took the pin so the two dudes of attitudes for about a week not even though it could have been about a day like so i think this was saturday or something or whatever like that uh they had the titles and they had all four straps uh, and i think jack tunney took them off him because 
Owen Hart was not in the match. Yeah. But there was also the time where I remember this is going way, way back. SummerSlam '94. I always remember SummerSlam '94 that I watched, that I'd recorded on VHS and watched the following day, and absolutely flabbergasted that uh, IRS and it was IRS. No, it was, was it Bam Bam and fucking Tatanka or something against the uh, Head Shrinkers was not for the tag titles because last night at a live event, Michaels and fucking Diesel had won the tag titles. titles off the Head Shrinkers. So when fucking Diesel and Michaels come out for Diesel's match against uh, Razor Ramon. They're fucking tag champions. I was so... I was on like 9, 10. No, I was 9. I was so pissed off. Where I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? <sighs> fucking kayfabe, man. Wrestling was still real. Wrestling was still real. Um, but at the end of the match, uh, Sean, it goes up flying elbow. Um, and then it hits another try with the super kick after an early attempt was uh, flummoxed with a thumb to the eye to get the victory for the two dudes in 13 minutes. JR, he says that it was Sean's revenge for bad blood. Uh... I, I, we shouldn't Sean need to get that win back on Ric Flair yeah oh JR <laughs> I yeah, love you every now and again he drops in with these terrible comments looking back at JR's commentary it's, but I, is he really a legend he, oh of course he is oh, yeah, but you know if you actually go back and study it we were kids when JR was massive yeah and I always said that I think every every everybody who knows has an opinion right? we were kids back then and we see JR a different way. Like I find JR uncomfortable these days listening to him. Mm. I just feel like he's trying too much to be like the one thing that made JR turn away is because JR didn't want to go and tune in for the network for nine ninety nine because JR didn't want to do that. JR wanted to call wrestling, but actually because I don't know have we now got used to wrestling not being just called anymore. It's completely scripts. Yeah, I'd, yeah. It's, it's, there's no free flowing. Even like Corey Graves' little comments in that, I imagine ninety nine percent of them. I fucking, they're not ad lib. They're actually meant to come across as ad lib, but they're not. Mm. They're little digs, and it's all scripted. But anyway, at the end of the match, Flair and Foley they get into a bit of a kerfuffle, and Orton he punks out Foley, um, rather convincingly to be fair, which uh, could mean hmm, something in the future. Randy Orton, yeah, I'd have him going over that match. Yeah. Because we are pushing Randy Orton as this next big thing. Yeah. Stop having him take the loss just because the biggest star, current star, or star in the 80s and 90s is in the match. When you've got a match with Diesel, Michaels, and Flair, let's push Orton. Yeah. Orton getting a win Mama over Michaels. Orton getting a tag team victory over Michaels. He's nothing really in the grand scheme of things, but in hindsight, he's getting a, he's getting a victory over Shawn Michaels. But no, let's not go that way. Let's not go that way. Logic. Up next, white boy challenge. Rodney Mack. I've got a feeling that undefeated streak against white boys is about to come to an end. As Goldberg is finally getting booked how Goldberg should get booked because within a matter of, I want to say, I'm not point. even 30 seconds. I points have missed it. It's over and that's how you book Goldberg. Well, as I can see tonight, I guess the man thinks that he's going to ruin Theodore Long's night. You feel me? Well, let me say something to you, players. When Theodore Long and Rodney Mack leaves Madison Square Garden tonight, we're going to have a smile on our faces. And the reason why, because it's time for the Theodore Long five-minute white boy challenge. Believe that. Oh, no. Now, if there's any white boy on the planet that thinks he can stand up 
to the thugging and bugging of Rodney Mack, the undefeated one, then get him out here. Any white boy, any white boy, anywhere we have time that thinks he can stand up. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Look who's stepping up to the plate for the first time in Madison Square Garden history. Wait a minute. It's Goldberg. Backstage again, and Kane's had enough of the waviness. The drugs have worn off, and he smashes the mirror to show that he's intense. The demons finally come back. We get a flashback to WrestleMania 18, featuring Triple H and Stephanie. Because that matters. That matters when it's time for your main event title versus mask. It is the game. Everyone's favourite gardener, Alan Triple H Titchmarsh, against fucking Kane. It's really all our childhoods about to be ruined and Kane's about to have his mask taken away. Yes. In the short answer, yes. In the short answer, Randy Orton runs in with the old crusher. Because <laughs> his surname's Orton and it's an ace crusher. <laughs> and Triple H finishes with the kick one pedigree in around 10 minutes, which was a band match with tons of interference, a near fall off a belt shot, two ref bumps. Similar to No Mercy. And a screw job finish. Um, it's practically clean though these days when it comes to Triple H. All that. I just needed a couple of sledgehammer shots. Uh, Bishop though he comes out to make sure Kane un- unmasks, but Evolution attack him before he can do, because uh, Triple H wants to do the honors. Uh, RVD though makes the save, and Kane decides to do the right thing and unmask voluntarily. Do. Well, I, 
I, I, he's going to unmask. That's what he's going to do. That's what he better do. What must he be thinking right now? He's got to do the right thing. Kane came so close in becoming the world's heavyweight champion. He's going to do it, JR. He's going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. Do it. He has no alternative. He has to do it. Speculated. Here it comes! What the hell is this? His hair came Oh my god! Wow. Oh, 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 do you know the first thing I thought? It looks like Warlord. Yeah. He look, really looks like... He snapped back to the camera with his face. Black over the eyes. He looked Lotus. like Warlord. Um, let's let's talk the bad-looking burn makeup. Why is there no burn marks? The best they could do. So how do you do look it? Do you use synthetic, synthetic yeah. skin? Hobby City shit? Yeah. That would work. Yeah, but has he then he got to wear that forever? Every match. So he's got, let's say, he's got burn going from his forehead, down his cheek, over his nose maybe. So you've got mm. all synthetic burn looking thing. Is Kane going to sell merchandise looking like that? Not going to sell merchandise looking up. Because he put a mask on it. Let's not forget his insecurities. He yeah. did put a mask on it. Does this not take away, as we spoke about, does this not take away though the, the, the demonic... Terms of Kane. Yeah. yeah. Is he now just another guy? He's a big, bold guy. That's all he is now. And it looks like. to end the segment, to make it a little bit more confusing, and just to confirm that Kenny's now a heel, if you didn't know already, RVD gets a choke slam to end the episode of Raw. Uh, so, yeah, Isaac Yankum DDS makes his debut. What was Jerry Lawyer thinking? Was he worried about a checkup? <laughs> but it was a good show. Yeah. Better than last week. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk Kane's unmasking then. Uh, the current word, um, going as I said, um, going around backstage is that he could have his head shaved completely bald, or he could start wearing face paint. Um, obviously, the, the unmasking is quite a big deal, so the the next week should be the payoff to an extent, because the intrigue, what does it look like, what we're going to see, yeah. is it just going to be a carbon copy of what we've seen this week, or are we going to see, is he going to have a haircut, is he going to, they're going to use makeup, are they going to use face paint, is he going to go back to wearing the mask? Because they never said, you're unmasking, it's got to stay off forever. They just said you have to unmask. And you could put it back on. Could he put it back on? Now, um, apparently though, as we all know, next week we'll jump ahead a little bit. Kane goes bald. Now, Paul Bearer, who we've not seen in our timeline yet, uh, had his own little two pennies to throw into the situation about Kane being unmasked. Are you interested to hear what he said? What did Percy say? Oh. Now, this comes directly from PercyPringle.com. Kane, a new beginning or the end. Commentary by Paul Bearer. Notwithstanding my own prejudice feelings concerning the Kane character, I'll be very disappointed if tonight's Raw Nielsen rating didn't rise. 
I felt that there was a definite interest amongst WWE fans in the outcome of the main event. Kane versus Triple H, Mask versus the World Championship. Kane's string of bad luck began long before he broke the mirror on the wall of Madison Square Garden this evening. Admit it or not, the primary factor in Kane's creation, and the Paul Bearer character as well, is none other than The Undertaker. Kane and Paul Bearer were always around only to support The Undertaker character. When The Undertaker evolved into American Badass, the writing was on the wall for Kane and Bearer. It was accepted that the Bearer character was always disposable from the get-go, however Kane was always the superior athlete, and had the potential to be nothing but pure box office dollars. With Mark Calloway's big boot resting on the bar, Kane had a snowball's chance in hell of any type of character elevation. Glenn Jacobs was indeed treated like a red-headed stepchild, while big brother Mark got the big paydays and all the glory. This is one time though that I hope I am dead wrong. I sincerely feel that this is not a new beginning for, the K- for Kane, it is a continuance of the road to the end. My website and message board was filled with Kane fans this evening, hoping that the face they saw under the black and red mask wasn't Glenn Jacobs. Unfortunately, it was Glenn without a doubt. The Kane character has been used, abused and kicked to the side by writers that didn't have a damn clue of what to do with him, so tonight they took the easy way out. I agree with you. Completely. Once you move the mask, you've lost the mystique of Kane. And like I said about American Badass, no way you're up. No point having him around. That's it. It's that. It, I absolutely, absolutely. And yet, in Fumo's time, Undertaker goes back to being dead man. So episodes of Raw, as it goes, the first one, that was for me. That was a good, solid episode of Raw. This, not as much wrestling. It was obviously a lot more focused about Kane. It was all the build-ups, Kane. You can, the backstage segments were a little bit cheesy for me, but as episodes go, yeah, this, this is, is better. better. We're getting better than this time last month. And we've got stories. I like Triple H and Kane. Story. We've got Triple H and Kane. Katie Vick was wi- fucking weird, but it was a story. It was intrigue. You were looking forward to I'm now very interested to see what they do with Kane next week. Yeah. So we move on then. It is the 26th of June episode of SmackDown from New York, New York. Your hosts, as always, are Michael Cole and Taz. Why is Josh Matthews on? Yeah, I know, is that? I don't understand. Yeah. It's granted he's been doing commentary on fucking velocity, but all of a sudden, so we we failed at wrestling, we we failed because his commentary is abysmal on velocity. Abysmal. So now yeah, ringer uh, ring announcing as our opening match is Orlando Jordan versus John Cena. Uh, Cena though <laughs> announces this is like 2013. He announces that it'll be main event in WrestleMania 20, and this was an opening challenge to any rookie in the back who want to step up. And it is young Orlando Jordan. End of the match, a Jordan, he comes down with a flying body press, however, Cena rolls through into the pinfall victory in around two minutes. But, oh, bugger red himself, the Undertaker comes out for no particular reason and offers respect to Jordan. Um, you may not recall, right at the start, he did the exact same thing to Cena. Yeah. And obviously that got him fucking main event straight away, didn't it? Yeah. So... Get him up and take a year, sort of. Jordan, you're laughing, son. Your, your main event, 35, is going to be Orlando Jordan, 15-time world champion. Really? <laughs> <laughs> up next, it is what we expected last week, is the FBI versus the Undertaker and the fucking APA. Again, why would the Undertaker want backup against guys that he's been beating up week after week after week? All of a sudden, he needs a bit of backup. Only tacky part of your head was there, Kendrick. Exactly, yes, yes. 
Towards the end of the match, Undertaker, he chokeslams Palumbo, and old Billy Gunn Bradshaw finished off Stamboli with a clothesline from Heck in around six minutes, um, which, yeah, was another... The FBI, the, that one concerns me. What they're doing with this FBI, they, they are jobber to the stars. They are. Because the only thing they do is lose to Taker. They'll win the matches on Velocity, but that's it. Oh, they'll smash Canyon on Velocity. Canyon done, who better than Canyon the FBI when it comes to Velocity? On fucking SmackDown, Undertaker's just... He has been for months, for Come weeks here, now. I'll beat you. Elsewhere, we go into the streets of New York with Jamie Noble and Nidia. They're annoying the local New Yorkers. And then, all of a sudden, a fucking lawyer tracks down that. Now, this opens so many questions, right? How the fuck did A, he know that he was there? And B, found him in the middle of New York City. At One that of them, time. At that time. When he's a wrestler... So you'd like to think that a family lawyer that would know Jamie Noble would know that he'd probably be inside the arena. Tell him that poor, dear Aunt Lucille has passed away. Now, Jamie Noble ain't <laughs> fucking got no Lucille. And then he goes, well... It's his sister. He's probably his fucking mother, his sister, his girlfriend. But what annoys me is that Aunt Lucille has not left him a round figure. She's left him $827,000. What, what a random figure. But the nephew. <laughs> she must have been fucking loaded. How much did the kids get? If, if the kids... Are, see, maybe she might be poor old Aunt Lucille. They might have just been her and cat and her sister. They lived in a caravan park. And maybe, I don't know, cat used to ship gold or something and she saved it. And they were no other family to get it to. Then young Jamie. Give it to James. No! Excuse me, Jamie Noble. My name is Robert Codlin. I'm an attorney. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey. This is about that girl in Alabama with the monkey pox. Them monkeys are clean. I didn't have nothing to do with that, okay? You can't blame that on me. Sir, I don't know anything about that. I'm sorry to inform you that your Aunt Lucille has died. You got the wrong guy, buddy. I ain't got no Aunt Lucille. And it says here that Aunt Lucille left you $827,000. Jamie Noble is here, but... Jamie Noble... Jamie Noble... Jamie Noble... Jamie Noble... You're Jamie Noble. $827,000. You know what that means? Where is it? Oh, my God! Hey! You all right, boy? Hey, baby! title tournament matches as we've still got no brackets but it is Matt Hardy versus Rikishi so you know the Matt fact tell me Matt has better abs than Rikishi <laughs> fucking hell I have better abs than Rikishi got shot he's got a big fucking he got shot in his abs he's got a star in his abs um, the match itself is all over after Matt uncovers a turnbuckle walks into a super kick but Rikishi charges and hits the exposed steel and walks into a twist of fate at around four minutes so in round two is Benoit and Matt Hardy. Solid. Matt's getting a push. Matt's going to win the US title. 
Josh Matthews, who is not only ring announcer, he's now also ringside interviewer. Uh, interviews Billy Kidman, who is, yeah, he's not fucking happy. He's not happy. I, I, he gets this, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight. Looking like, it, yeah, literally, I want to kill you all. You motherfuckers disappear. And up next, it is time for the SmackDown Tag Titles. I knew last week we were coming to this. It's O'Hare and Roddy Piper versus Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri. Now, my brain is going, they're going to put the titles on O'Hare and Piper, and we're going to have America and Gowan against Piper and O'Hare for the titles of vengeance. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Just to see <laughs> O'Hare use that like a baseball bat. <laughs> Could you imagine? I want to see Big Show versus that Gowan and see, replace Rey Mysterio and yeah. the fucking backboard for just Zach Gowan. <laughs> see if he can ping him. So use the false leg and see if you can ping him into audience. <laughs> oh, that's evil. David, that's evil. Um, That'd be amazing. The match, Eddie slugs uh, Piper in the corner, but O'Hare super kicks him. Uh, Piper, he's just normal slugging offence, but he gets misted by Tajiri and then sets up the frog splash for the win for the champs in just under four minutes. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I really actually did have this pegged as that Piper and O'Hare are going to win the titles because... Chavo's getting fit. Chavo's coming back. So, Tajiri and Eddie is, can't last for too long. No. Nah. It can't last for too long. Get it another couple of weeks. Maybe vengeance. Could be the bluff. Maybe. Anyway, Vince McMahon then comes out. And he calls out Zach Gowan and Stephanie. Vince, he talks about how she's always been his little girl. And he admits that he hauled her out when she was 17. Vince, he says he's learned something, though, about himself and about Zach Gowan. He says he understands Gowan, he wants to be Gowan, and he apologised because he now understands the fights that Gowan has to go through. But Gowan doesn't accept the apology. He decides to stand up to Vince and not be a joke. Um, it, it cuts quite the promo. I was impressed he with Zalit Gowan's skills. Oh, with that as well. Yes, he enough knows, is enough, knows. and it's time for a change. He says that he wants a contract, so Vince agrees as long as he joins the Kiss My Ass Club. But he goes low, he's Shinsuke Nakamura's Vince instead of kissing his rear end. For me, let's end this, give Gowan a cut, this has been going on. And this is going to go on to vengeance, you can feel it already. But this is like a 12 week Dragon fucking running storyline, yeah. Where do they go from here? Let's give him his contract and then go from there. But we keep building to arm wrestling, if he wins you can get a contract. This happens if he wins you can get a contract. Win this match if he wins you can get a contract. You just give the boy a damn fucking contract. I've overcome obstacle over obstacle over obstacle to get where I'm at. I've busted my ass to become a professional wrestler, and you want to make a joke out of me? I'm sick of it. Enough is enough, and it's not going to happen anymore. Now you wanna you wanna save yourself? You wanna you wanna feel good about yourself by offering me an apology? I spit on your apology. Here's what you can't offer me though, Vince. You can offer me the thing I want most in this whole world. You can offer me the thing that I've been fighting for since the day I was born, Vince McMahon. You can offer me a WWE SmackDown wrestling contract.
That's what all of this is about? You want a contract? I want a contract. You got it. All right. Wait, I, uh, I've got the contract? On second thoughts, you've got your contract, but you've got it under one condition. You do want to earn your contract. You just don't want me to hand the damn thing to you, right? I mean, nothing was ever handed to you, right? So let's earn the contract tonight, then. Uh, since you will not accept my apology, and since I don't like the looks my daughter's been giving me, I don't like to be called the son of a bitch, and you can earn your contract by being, well, you can join a very special club here in the garden. You're not talking about the... Oh, yeah, I am talking about the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. Oh, come on. That's right. Hey, kid, all you got to do is pucker up. That's it. This won't take long. Pucker up. Kiss my ass. You've got your contract. When is enough enough? Oh, I mean, your kid's got to earn the contract, boy. Oh. Now you gotta admit, that's a nice looking ass. <laughs> what do you think? Don't make it do tricks for you. He's got tan lines. Come on, kid. My ass is hanging out in Madison Square Garden. Kiss it. I don't have all night. Stephanie, Stephanie, tell him. Stephanie, tell him to kiss my ass. He gets his contract. Tell him. Come on, kid, let's go. On your knees. Get on your knees now. You want this contract more than life itself. On your knees. This is, this is just humiliating. Come on! I don't have all night. Come on! Kiss it! Oh! Man. A low blow! Well, that's gonna affect I'm getting a contract, I'll tell you that. I really don't think at this point in time Zach Gowan cares. He was not gonna be humiliated by Mr. McMahon again here tonight. Yeah, I get that, but Mr. McMahon was humiliated, Cole. Zach Gowan said to Mr. McMahon, I'm sick and tired of you making a joke out of me, and it's gonna end here tonight. And this is how Zach Gowan ended it. Up next, Shannon Moore, the Matitude follower himself, against. Is that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's music I hear? I think it is. As Ultimo Dragon. Nah, I loved Ultimo Dragon. We spoke about this kid and a couple of times. Now, I remember Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, I think it was. And I was like, Ultimo Dragon, he's got to be fast. He's a cruiserweight. He, he gets billed as a flippy doodah. His stats and his speed and his agility on Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, are atrocious. He's like slower than fucking Stephen Richards. So which was made me quite excited to watch this match. Because I was see, like, well, let's see hype. if... Yeah, let's see, big hype. Let's see if I can actually change my opinion. And 
I don't know. We get handsprings. We get a lot of gymnastics. It's a lot of flips. There's not actually that many moves. Do you mean there's not that much offence? It is a lot of the lucha libre flippy shit into arm drags. It's very much, yeah. It it is. Yeah, very, very, very. Um, but Ultimo, he does get the victory. Um, he brings him down with a jawbreaker uh, and a backflip into like an inverted DDT sort of thing. Would you say? Oh, what AJ sells us. Yeah, to an extent. Um, to get the win in under five minutes. Um, Dragon though, he looked good. He looked rusty. You could. It looked like he'd not maybe wrestled a TV match um, in in a while. I don't know. Maybe he'd not wrestled a match at all in a while. I expect with... I I always remember Ultimo Dragon as the the original belt collector. We had Lowe's. He used to walk around with them all. So you'd like to think that he shouldn't be rusty, but I don't know. And then it is time. And as we spoke about, he smashed his leg. But fuck me, Lesnar cares. It's Lesnar, America and America against the team formerly known as America. Team Angle and the Big Show. Uh, Taz, he tries coining a new, I don't know if you picked up on it, a new phrase or a new a nickname for Brock Lesnar. The Manster. Counter now, the quickness of Benjamin. Oh, and a close line by Lesnar. He's a manster, Lesnar's a manster. Half man, half monster. Covered by the 295-pounder, hooks the leg. Now that sounds like, like some gay foul-sharing website. <laughs> some shit indie guy. The Manster. I found a horror mask and we call ourselves the Manster. The Manster. Imagine Bro Strowman, the Manster amongst men. Big Show, uh, the match itself, Big Show, he evades the big boot, allowing uh, the heel beatdown. Uh, Lesnar and Angelo, they make the save with an F5 and Angle slam, respectively. But Show, he chokes slam both of them. America, though, he hugs up. Uh, sorry, he America's up. And looks to and finish. The fans just start chanting USA. They do. Every they, guy in the ring is fucking all American. fucking over it. Yeah, every guy in the ring, American. Yeah, but that's always the case. Hacksaw Jim Duggan against any American. You'll get USA, USA. That's how it, American fans. But Vinso, he brings out old one leg <laughs> to distract Hulk Hogan. I'm going to throw him to the wolves. And Hulk Hogan, who's not there, he's sat at home watching. As Mr. America... Gets choke slammed for the clean pin. So Big Show pins Hogan in 17 minutes on SmackDown. Uh, Stephanie Hill, she saves Zach from any further beatings. So Vince, he makes a match next week as we go off the air. Gowan and Stephanie versus the Big Show. Big man still up, don't call. Lester and Angle take it down with a double choke slam. Something that uh, belongs to you here, huh? One of your friends? Huh? Zach! Look, there's something wrong with him. Hey, Mr. America, can you tell me what's wrong with Zach Gowan? Huh? Can you tell me? I can tell you he's got a stomachache. Oh! Oh, look out now. Mr. America distracted his buddy Zach Gowan, who's a hostage of Mr. McMahon, and Big Show is taking advantage. And Big Show smells the blood. You can see his face. The Big Show. Mr. America is in trouble here. Slam! The cover. Hook of the leg. Big Show. Benjamin and Haas with the six-man. See ya. 
exactly finished here with old Zach. Oh! I mean, he, uh, see, he wants to be a wrestler, you see? That's his problem. He wants to be a wrestler in the WWE, and it looks like Zach here uh, can't quite cut the muscle. Oh, looks like he can't. yourself an opportunity for a contract, Zach, because I'm putting you in a match. But you're not by yourself, Zach. Oh, no. You've got yourself a partner. And that partner is Stephanie McMahon. What? That's right. If you win the match, you win a contract, Zach. It's you and Stephanie in a tag team effort in a handicap match against the Big Show. You gotta be kidding. somebody in all ways possible but overall thoughts smackdown we're two for two oh, i no. thought roe Ro won the last one i'm steve i i'm, I'm still steve going with roe following the episode of smackdown michael as we know smackdown is recorded on the tuesday shown on the thursday on the tuesday wb released the following statement since march 31st 2003 world wrestling entertainment incorporated and roderick tombs a.k.a. Roddy Piper, have attempted to negotiate the terms of an arrangement for Roddy to appear on WWE programming throughout August. The parties have been unable to reach a mutually acceptable agreement. On Tuesday, June 24th, Piper appeared on a HBO program and revealed disturbing facts about his own personal drug use. Piper stated that he's used drugs for many years while working in professional wrestling and that he does not like the person that he has become. When he actively performs as a professional wrestler, he does not feel himself. In view of WWE's inability to reach agreement on a contract and to assist Piper from engaging in any life-destructive behaviour, WWE is ending any further discussion with Piper regarding a contract. The WWE sincerely hope for Piper and his family and that Roddy can find future happiness. Which is quite a level up from the WWE have come to terms of release of Jeff Hardy. We wish, we wish him well in his future endeavours because we offered Jeff rehab or we're sacking you. And Jeff went sacking then. Uh, for WWE to actually come out, and that's quite a sincere fuck off, you're fired. And that's what that is. I mean, they would have probably happily carried on renegotiating contracts. Yeah. But after he came out in that interview, and the fact they mentioned that interview and his drug use, that is a fuck off, you're fired. But in a nice way. Because he deserves it, respects. So we move on then. It is our final step. It feels like we've been stuck in June for a long time. It's the 30th of June. We are live from Buffalo, New York. Uh, we join things in progress with Jericho interviewing Scott Steiner and hitting on Stacey Keebler. Uh, we take a look at Stacey's layout from Stuff Magazine and he declares himself the king of bling bling and a legend in the sack. 
Uh, and then we get... And then she makes a small penis Yeah, joke. we get that long-running Jericho's got a small dick joke uh, that they've used for many, many a time. It must be a real thing. Jericho was must like... true. Yeah, it's got to be true. Um, basically, she said outright that he's got a small dick. Testing Jericho, they try a heel beatdown on Steiner, though, unsuccessfully. But Bischoff interrupts anyway to announce that Austin isn't here tonight. And that the first match of the new Bischoff era is Jericho and Test yeah, versus boy. Steiner and Stacey Keeper. <laughs> yes, Bischoff! Look, you know, he's bringing WCW 2000 all the way to WWE 2003. Let me tell you the difference between me and you. See, I know a woman is like a peach, and I love the sweet nectar of their juices. Uh-oh. Especially the ones with the long stems. Something. Chris, do you really think that you can compare with Freakzilla? Uh-oh. Because I love what the big bad booty daddy does with my hips uh -oh. and my lips. Wow. And the only legend that I've heard about you was how legendary small your penis is. <laughs> but it still works, I think. It's like this big. What? Stacy's gonna get her ass beat. <laughs> Women violence, we crave it. Uh, Lance Stormy comes out and tries to read a prepared statement about the definition of boring, but Goldberg interrupts. Um, the fucking irony. <laughs> I want to talk to you about boring. Fucking <laughs> hell. Uh, Landstone versus Goldberg, it's Nitro all over again, which wasn't a match as Rodney Mack attacks Goldberg and gets laid out for his troubles. According to JR, the Jackhammer is now called the Jackknife. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> like we said earlier. What's happening JR. to JR? Losing it, mate. He's losing it. Meanwhile, Bischoff, he consoles tower-headed Kane and offers him a rematch against Triple H tonight. Kane refuses. So Rob Van Dam gets the match instead. RVD thrust back into the main event. We thought it was all lost. Almost a year ago. Fucking hell. Up next, women, battle royal, championships. What could go wrong? Puppies. We've got Trish Victoria, Jazz Ivory, Molly Jackie. And the debuting. Matrix. Fucking split Maybe. link herself. Matrix fucking Jackie Chan. Gail Kim, who I remember to be a lot better than she is in these first few weeks. Yeah. Like, she, Gail Kim's good. Gail Kim is really, really best. good. Really good. But all we see is, like, arm drags. And look at me, I can do an arm drag. But... Very good drop kick. She does do a... That is a very, very good point. And she also knows how to win a battle royal. And become women's champion in a debut match. You've got to think as well, this is full circle for Gail Kim. She thinks Gail Kim's like last appearance in WWE was that Battle Royal where she eliminated herself under the middle bottom rope, went backstage to let them know what she did and no one was paying attention. No one was watching the match. So that's full circle for Gail Kim. Enters in a Battle Royal. Leaves in a Battle Royal. Leaves in a Battle Royal. But yeah, new women's champion. And I am excited. Gail Kim is here. Uh, it's a bit, it's no good. We can have Trish against Gail Kim. We can have Victoria against Gail Kim. We can even have fucking Jackie and Ivy against Gail Kim. It just adds someone fresh. And she's young. And she's not 
a diva search. No, she's a wrestler. Actual wrestler. Yeah, she's actual wrestler. No pinfalls, no submissions. It's over the top rope only for to be eliminated. Oh, look at, look at uh, Victoria welcoming Gail Kim to Raw in her own way. And now look at this. Oh, whoa, nice move. Nice counter by Gail Kim, sliding down that arm drag. But Victoria is very powerful, very strong. And we know it's extremely deranged. Whoa. And look at Gail Kim in that mount position. And Gail Kim holding the line. And Victoria's out. Gail Kim has done it. Can you believe it? Here is your winner and new WWE Women's Champion, Gail Kim. I can't even Gail Kim can't believe it. Her first appearance on Raw. She's done the impossible, JR. Oh, what a debut for the rookie. What are the odds? Look at this. Against Gail Kim winning the title, her first match here in the WWE. Up next for the IC title, because there's nobody else on the roster that goes for the IC title. Other than Christian versus Booker T. <laughs> right. I enjoyed Christian versus Booker T like a month ago. Yeah. Why nobody else? Because where's, where, where's the storyline going though? It isn't. The storyline is still on the basis that Christian screwed him at Judgment Day. Yeah. We've moved on from there. We've, we've moved on from there. Do you know what I mean? They had a match. It was a one-on-one. -on -one. Granted, he got screwed at, at Bad Blood, but that's Christian. Do you know what I mean? We, we're, Heel. I don't, yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It frustrates me. Dragging it. We've had weeks of matches being restarted, and it looked like Booker was going to win, and he didn't win. So the match ends. Booker T, he gets the Dynamite Kid roll. But yep. it looks like both shoulders are on the mat, but Booker T's shoulders are One, two, three. Booker T's United Champion, but Bischoff comes out. He says, nah, uh, 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 uh. So Bischoff points out that both shoulders are on the mat. Match is a draw. Yet again, he's been screwed. So I did ask for storyline. This gives me storyline, granted a little bit. Tiny little bit. But at least it gives us an, uh, one more match. Yeah. And then another one, and another one, and another one. And another <laughs> no, one. but as long as they end the next one clean, end the next one clean, and we're okay. Let's give Booker the title. Christian, I don't think he needs it. Christian, for me, has always been up there with guys. I don't want to put him like with Jake the Snake, but I'm going to uh, like Jake the Snake. Like Ted didn't need a world title. He didn't need any title. His character was bigger than a title. And I just think Christian, I just think because he's always known for edging Christian, He's always been known for the Christian of Edge and Christian. He never needed the the, no, the, Christian the oomph. Edge. Yeah, or they were crew. Well, it depends. I would think we used to always call him Christian Edge, and then later in life we sort of started calling him Edge and Christian. They were always Christian Edge. So we go backstage. RVD he assures Kane that the fans will accept him without the mask, no matter how much Warlord he looks. <laughs> he looks like Warlord. Uh, Kane, though, however, he hates the fans and RVD. Although he doesn't say that part until Rob leaves. Presumably to build dramatic tension so that we'll know that Kane's going to turn on Rob again tonight. What gets me is that Rob Rob's forgiven. suddenly forgive him for chokes on him last week. It's all right, pal. It's all right. Yeah, okay, he beat him last week. It's, it's all fine, right. Don't worry. Weed, mate. Weed makes you forget. <laughs> that's what it is. I tell you, that's what it is. And up next, it's the match that Michael and everybody's been waiting for. Stacey Cleaver's going to get a pounding from vitamin C. Didn't get a pounding from me. Uh, I knew that was coming. Uh, the match itself, Jericho, he clocks Steiner with a chair and Tess brings Stacey in uh, with the forced tag. 
and the pump handled slam, which was edited out from a couple of reports I read online, was edited out from the replay. It's on the network. We, we sat and watched it on the network and watched it a couple of times over. That was a ferocious pump handled slam, but the fact that it got re-edited uh, that week that they fought, even in 2003, that, that was a bit, ooh, yeah. Because it was quite a, ooh, yeah, but we've seen a lot worse since then. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, it was just, uh, maybe just a little knee-jerk reaction or something like that. Obviously, Test gets the victory. Test gets the win. Test gets a massive win. Massive main event win over Stacey Keebler on Monday Night Raw in around eight minutes. Um, Ted, Test is a really bad person. Uh, we get that. Like The fans are booing the shit out of him. But he's always going to be there for me. So it's, it's up to you, Mark, to change my opinion that what Test did was wrong. Test is the lad. <laughs> Here. No disqualification, thanks to Bischoff. No disqualification, and Scott Steiner's brains have been scrambled. You know what that means? Here's Stacy. Come on, tag her. Get in here. Oh, uh, take her hands off her. She's Dude, in the match. Show yourself a little class, Here's will you? Here comes the tag. And, and Tess is forced to tag. Get in here, girl. And now Stacy's illegal. Oh, come on. This is not right. It's not fair. She's scared to death. Let go over the damn Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff's loving this. Hey. Oh, the finding moment. The finding moment. Oh, don't, don't even do what you're thinking, Test. Uh oh, you big subtle. I uh -oh. can't. No, don't do it. You break a little bone. Oh God. This is sickening, and it's all because of Bischoff. And Test and Jericho are loving it. Wow, he really did. Up next. It is gayer than gay, Rico against main event Maven. Jackie interference as per, Rico gets the win in around four and a half minutes. Uh, main event Maven, the push is over. Leave the memories Thanks for alone. Thanks for coming. Up next, Randy Orton with increasingly called music and video against Tommy Dreamer. Because when you need to put a new star over, and we keep saying that Randy Orton's had his chances to, put up, to get a win over Flair, Flair, see a win over Michaels, or Diesel. No. We'll put him over Tommy Dreamer. It's okay. What did you speak wrong last week? Ah, uh, uh, right. Tommy Dreamer. He goes after Ric Flair, but walks into an RKO. They have changed the name. Breaking news. It is now called the RKO. Which is probably up there with the Stunner as one of the best finishing names yeah. that a finisher F5. F5, yeah. The FU. Because of how it was... Yeah. came about to begin with that it was a direct um, reply or retort to Brock Lesnar's F um, F F5 Dominator um, but yeah so Randy Orton obviously gets the victory uh, with the RKO um, but yeah I don't understand getting over Dreamer I, I, why why Dreamer of all the people is that all you've got is that literally yeah. all you've got is the last person you can think of is we've got Dreamer we go backstage to Bischoff. He uh, remembers that Terry once gave Kane advice. So he sends her to go and talk to him. She doesn't look quite happy about this. Is she like, uh -oh. uh, concert, she uh -oh. may get a... Um... Burden. Yeah. <laughs> we want to call it. Up next, Road Tag Titles. On the line again as the two bell ends against the Hurricane and Spike Dudley. Uh, so the... Why? The Hurricane is still desperately trying to look for a partner onwards and upwards with Spike. Why would you? I suppose former tag champ with Taz. 
Got a proven track record of being tag champs with fucking anybody. Same height. Ish. Same build. Ish. Ish. Not um, now, but. Guess who gets the win? Bellends. The Bellends. Of course they do because they're not going to put a title on the line again and fucking spite them and leave. Uh, meanwhile, Terry, she heads into the bowels of the building to find Kane, but he's gone. Drama. Where could Kane? <laughs> Where could Kane be? Up next is time for the world title in our main event. It's like we've gone back a year. It's RVD versus Triple H. Oh, forgive it, 2002. Is RVD finally going to get one over Triple H? Is Triple H finally going to drop the belt? He's going to drop the belt on episode of Monday Night Raw to Rob Van Damme. Nope. Yeah, no. Um, basically, you get what you'd expect. There's going to be a three-on-one beatdown with Evolution, which would be a four-on-one if Big Dave didn't keep fucking injuring himself and Jindrak debuted already. <laughs> um, we get a three-on-one beatdown. Uh, but... All of a sudden, a very bold Kane appears. Slightly painted his hair white as well. A very bold Kane. Um, uh, instead of going for the, the the beef with Evolution or RVD, he instead chokeslams Bischoff straight off the stage. And the fans love it. So... They try to build him as a heel or... Do you know what I find more funny though is that Triple H still managed to get the victory. He got the pin. Do all that shit. Yeah, don't get involved in my match. I'm going to get the pin. But yeah, I don't. Where's that going to go from here? Being there, done that. Get a, a GM, a commissioner attack from a monster. Vader, Gorilla Monsoon. We see it literally a year later. We are going with Big Show. It's all the time. It's literally all the time. But at least on the flip side, Kane is still in the. It's still in. The main event picture. Yeah. And my concern was that they, they didn't know what they were going to do or... Well, at least even now, we've only been a week. Anything could fucking happen in the world of 2003 WB. But, as Raw goes, with three Raws in... Get that, better. That, that compared to the last two? I prefer the ending of this one. Yeah. Uh, positive on this one? Yeah. No Kevin Nash. Oh, yeah. We've had one week out of three. We've managed to avoid Nash. Um, now, coming off the end of this episode of Raw... Some really, really sad news. WWE have released Crash Holly. Right, one of my growing up as a child, one of my when I was like 14, 15, watching the Houdini of Hardcore escape, especially when it's fighting the headbangers in fucking. Oh, me Street Posse. Wacko Land or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Um, WWE released a statement. WWE and, My- and Michael Lockwood, aka Crash Holly, have come to terms and released so that he may pursue other interests. Uh, we wish Lockwood all the best in his future endeavours. Um, so at least it was they've, they've wished him well. It's a little bit more than what you get now, as we keep alluding to, yeah. with wrestlers like that fucking big cast. WWE have got uh, come to the uh, release of William fucking Morrissey, or whatever they're called. Fuck off. No, thank you. <laughs> Fuck best off. Book. Get out. We're not even paying you last week. Just sue us, you knobhead. <laughs> um, but yeah, Crash Holly, that's it. Gone. Um, and we will obviously touch on it when it does come in our timeline, but it's not too far away now that, unfortunately, he does pass away. This could, um, could have been the figure. Could have been. It's a horrible thing to say, um, but I, you just don't know, do you? You don't know. And I, I, I don't want to go to And I said to myself when I found this out, I didn't want to delve too far into it yet. I wanted to wait till we hit that point. 
uh, so we can spend a bit more time on it. Because like I said, for me personally, Clash was one of my, it was one of my boys, he was in my club when I was growing up as a kid. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, it's, it's a weird one because we said at the start when he joined Mattitude that unless you watch Velocity, it's going to be very sporadic that you see Crash actually wrestling. Yeah. And I think maybe twice from him joining Mattitude to getting released, which actually seeing him wrestle. So, yeah. Good. I want to say good luck to him, but yeah, see in TNA in a couple of weeks. See, he pops up. In, is it like fucking Matt? Is it Mad Mike Lockwood or something like that? I'm sure it's something like that. No that he turns up in TNA with, I'm sure. I've watched TNA before Chris Sure it is. Now, according to a radio appearance yesterday, uh, Valvinus stated that as far as he knew right now, the fourth member of Evolution would be Mark Jindrak. Uh, to add to the continued rumours and reports that Jindrak will be joining Triple H, Ric Flair, and Randy Orton in Evolution, Jindrak is slated to team up with Orton on upcoming Raw brand house shows to take on Venus and the Hurricane. But, to contrary, but to contradict them reports, it is stated that the next member of Evolution is going to big sexy. Fuck off. <laughs> According to the day, day, day sheet. Who big said sexy. That? <laughs> One wrestlingnews.com. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you, you, you're really, really wrong. Could you imagine? Raw made no sense back then, but. Could you imagine, though? Just for a bit. Just for a bit. That we open the next. That, that, so we finished, we finished that episode of Raw. Next episode of Raw opens. The fucking big sexy walks out in a suit. NWO and Four Horsemen joined forces. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So we move on then. We are into July. It is July the 3rd, 2003. We are taped from Rochester, New York. We are spending a lot of time in New York at the minute. I don't know if you've noticed this. It's like WB must have booked an hotel for months. But it's all right. We'll book up nine arenas and we'll do loads of Raw and SmackDown. All the estate at uh, Times Square. Oh, they're all, they're all camped in what used to be WB New York or something like that. An opening match. It is Rey Mysterio versus Nunzio. Uh, Johnny Stamboli sneaks out and lays the boots to Ray on the outside. Uh, Nunzio, though, he brings him back and gets uh, a two count. But the APA, they come out to deal with the FBI. We are going to the API. It's the acronym versus acronym. We're going to get the, the fucking FBI versus the APA of vengeance. For what reason? For the Undertaker's honour. Must be. For the, oh, so because America. Rey Mysterio, as expected, gets the victory in around six minutes. Uh, Billy Kidman, though, he comes out to enthusiastically offer his congratulations. Um, I detect a very hint of sarcasm, though, from young Mr. Kidman here. Just a touch. Just, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know. Just a touch about his openers go. It was fast-paced. There was a bit of action. Um, you had your experience. You had your cruiserweights. You had your, yeah. Cruiserweights, you always open. It was all right. It was all good. It was all good. Elsewhere, we go backstage as happy, smiley, go-to Uncle fucking Brock and his best mate, Kurt, are drinking milk. Hey, how you doing? She was talking to me. She was talking to me. Yeah, she was. She was talking to the WWE champion. Oh, 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 really? I think she was talking about the Olympic champion. No. Oh, yeah. No. She was talking to me, the two-time WWE champion. That's a good one. 
I think she was talking about Kurt Angle, the three-time WWE champion. <laughs> no, oh, it's no. true. Oh, yes. Kurt, she was talking about the guy that beat you at WrestleMania for the WWE title. That's who she was talking about. You know what, Brock? I beg to differ. I think she was talking about the man that's going to beat you at Vengeance for the WWE title. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's where you're wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So you're way wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, Kurt. Mm. <sighs> Better keep drinking your milk. I will. Right. Thank you. Later. By the way, Missy, I'm the champ. Right. Oh, it's true. Good luck, champ. Oh, my God. Nah. I don't know for what reason. Why have they turned Brock into a super duper ooper? Why have they turned them both? They've turned them both into... They, they've Goofy, taken, happy. Yeah, they've taken a machine and an angry heel with his Olympic buddies behind him and made them both ooper duper, super duper smiley, happy, jokey, fun faces. It's like they've not really debuted. I don't understand. You've done it to them both, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. It's just, yeah, fucking... This face, Brock, is irritating me already. Go back to where's Paul Heyman? Where's fucking Paul Heyman? Because that lasted didn't last with Big Show fucking five minutes, did it? Up next is another match. It is the Basham brothers versus Chris Benoit and Rhino. At the end of the match, then Rhino he sets up for the goal, but the Bashams use some double team shenanigans to hold him off. Another try hits though, and Danny taps to the crossface at around five minutes. Um, yeah, Why? I don't know. It was again the Bashams. I said this at the start. It'd have been better if. The Bashams won. Dissension. Dissension. win. Exactly. There's now every now and again you're called for dissension. And that was a point where it was needed. Um, we go backstage and everyone's favourite pass around to your business colleague, Stephanie. She appeals to Vince's softer side. But of course, he doesn't have one. Uh, Vince is all spare the rod, spoil the child. And Steph whines in a childish voice that she's not a child. Um, so yeah, carry on, Steph. I'm going to pass you around again. You're too big to go today. Oh, could you imagine I'm going to pass it out to my business associates and old Briscoe and Patterson? <laughs> they come rumbling in. <laughs> Anyone say hi, five? <laughs> yeah, Patterson will see that she's legal and walk away. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> but kind of true. Um, Sable, though, she does assure Stephanie that if she dies tonight, the company's in good hands. A fucking Sable. Sable's got Sable and Lesnar run the company in 2018. <laughs> hey, you never know. Um, what? Do you see many lights? The face will be smelt off. There is that. Um, we go backstage, and Undertaker is giving Orlando some boxing tips and explains about paying his dues and earning victories. He's going back to my yard. To come in my yard, you've got to stand up to the big dog. You hold your right hand too low. You been caught on the chin like that, man. Orlando Jordan. How you doing, man? How you doing? Good, good. Take a hey. It's an honor to finally be able to introduce myself to you, man. Well, that's cool. The reason I came over here, I wanted to talk to you about what happened last week with John Cena. Yeah. 
Now, I know you're a young man and you're trying to make a name for yourself here on SmackDown. But listen, you got to realize you got to pay dues here. Paying dues here means you go out to the ring every week, you get your ass kicked. You pick yourself up and you come back the next week and you try it again. Nothing's free here. You earn your victories out there. But that little beat down you took after the match, see, that don't fly. See, if you let guys like John Cena do that to you, you're not going to have any respect. You don't have any respect that's going to continue to happen. You're not going to go anywhere here. So what you have to do to guys like John Cena is you got to go up to him and you got to challenge him. You got to let him know what you're all about. You got to let him know you got a set. And when you do that, you'll get his respect. And you'll get all the respect of the guys in the locker room. You'll get my respect. And most of all, you'll get the fans' respect. All right? Oh, it's okay. It's great. It's okay. He's hating on me over there. It's okay. Y'all have me a little moment. That's okay. I'm on fire right now. You heard? Yo, me and you had something like that way back. What happened, man? You dropped me like a bad habit. Orlando, don't let this white boy right here brainwash you into catching another beat down. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Undertaker, I think you're forgetting I'm a veteran now. So let me give you some advice. One veteran to another. Watch whose business you stick your nose in. You heard? And then we get more US tournament with no brackets. As Mr. Ass goes up against John Cena. That's like a dream match for somebody somewhere. Billy Gunn against John Cena. The one Billy Gunn would have been amazing. I don't know, I would have liked Rockabilly against this John Cena. So with country and western against gangster rap. John Cena, have you know he started to do the somersault neckbreaker over the last yeah. few weeks? Have you know that it's now got a name? Throwback. The throwback. I love it. Yes, Michael Cole. Um, Undertaker though, he comes out for the distraction midway through the match. And of course Cena stands there like an idiot watching him fucking dive around the ring. And Gunn cradles him for the pin. When is Vince Russell booking this? Right, so John Cena was supposed to be is the next he's ruthless aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Loses to Billy Gunn in the US title tournament. Oh guy's gonna win. Yeah, but it's always Billy Gunn. It, right, seriously, I love I love Mr. Ass, but Billy Gunn can't win this. He won't win. <laughs> no. You are champion version one. Uh, is that what we're going for? So I'm going Benoit from the start. Yeah, Benoit's an animal. Unless Guerrero gets in his way. <laughs> spoilers. There's no spoilers here. No spoilers here. Elsewhere, we go backstage to the fucking dorks acting like children, and it's now a push-up contest. So, can you remember our last push-up contest of Steiner and Allen? This is worse. <laughs> I think this is worse. This was quite funny, though. It was quite funny. <coughs> what we did? How many drop Riz does? And then I go just like, ah, good. Yeah, nah, you, got, you got this one. You got this. I'm alright. You can have this one. It was quite funny. <laughs> that was a good shot too. <laughs> Did you see your face? Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> that hurt. Good. You know, everything has to be a competition with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm a very competitive guy. You know that. Well, since I can't kick your butt to a vengeance, 
How about we have a little competition right here tonight? Well, name the game. Name the game. All right, how about uh, a real man's competition? How about push-ups? Ooh, push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Let's see who can do 100 push-ups. Oh. Ooh, 100 push-ups. All, all right, all right. 300. Like, you can do 300 push-ups. How do you think I won these gold medals, pal? Now, let's do it. You go first. All right. All right. <laughs> so this is what it's like at your level. <laughs> That's not funny. Get, get down and do your damn push-ups. All right, come on. Ready? Three. Go. One, two, three, four, three, four. Come on! All right, all right, all right. They did Those counted. Okay, we'll start with seven. Go. Seven, eight, nine. Come on, Brock. 294. 295. You're going to do it, man. Olympic, Olympic caliber. 296. Come on, four more, baby. 297. Come on, Brock. Come on. Oh, that was a little crooked. Come on, Brock. 298. Come on. You got it. Come on. Up. Smackdown Tag Titles. I'm loving this. We know it's like every week near enough. Both brands tag titles are on the line. Granted, it's like the same people, but they're on the line. They're at least fighting for something. As Eddie and Tajiri go up against Not Team Angle. You thought of any better names yet? Not yet. <laughs> I quite like Not Team Angle, but I'm sure someone out there can come NTA. up with something better. NTA. What, National Television Awards? <laughs> so towards the end of the match, uh, Eddie goes up to the top. He blows the frog splash low and Benjamin is super kicks to Jerry to the floor and onto the truck, which causes quite a bit of damage. That poor car. Remember that, Michael. Um, Eddie, though, he brings Benjamin into the turnbuckle and stops to worry about Tajiri, allowing the super kick roll-up combo to give the titles back to not team angle. Angela may have cost Guerrero. You're right, good point. It changes Eddie Guerrero's. Tajiri bounces off the hood of the low rider. What a kick right there by Shelton. But what an impact when Tajiri hit that truck. No doubt about it, right off the hood of that truck. Referee going to check on Tajiri. Eddie Guerrero. Well, the, the match is still going on though. Drop to hold into that second turnbuckle. I don't know if uh, Eddie got all of that, but Look at Eddie. Eddie could turn of Tajiri. 
Eddie Guerrero upset. His partner could be really hurt. Charlie Haas looking to take advantage. Check this out. Kick to the midsection. Into the cover. Shoulders are down. Shoulders are down. Referee is outside the ring. Hefner back into the ring. It's, it's over. Benjamin and Haas have won the titles. The champions. Tajiri almost went through the hood of that truck. The concern for his partner cost Guerrero this matchup. For the second reign as tag team champions, normal services have been resumed. We have a proper tag team. Fuck Tajiri off now, hopefully. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I'm happy. Not team angle. Are you We go backstage and Big Show is bullying Zach Gowan. He reveals his strategy. Go for the leg. Zach, you've got one leg already gone. It means you've got one leg left. <laughs> That's, do you know some of Paul? That's genius. That is fucking up there with the best of them. Absolutely. Back at ringside, Tajiri is still down and Eddie's true concern is revealed. His car. We stopped though for a Mr. America video package and return to an increasingly enraged Eddie, who's taking, now he's taking his frustrations out on Tajiri, by suplexing him through the windshield. Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas winning the tag team titles from Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri. It began with Tajiri with that horrific kick by Shelton Benjamin off the hood of that low rider, and now, oh, the kick, the cover, new tag team champions. No doubt about Eddie Guerrero, just distracted. Just took a couple of seconds of that distraction and Haas and Benjamin capitalized and captured the tag team titles right here on SmackDown without the help of Kurt Angle. But you hit the nail on the head. Eddie Guerrero distracted after Tajiri almost went through the hood of the low rider. And back now here in Guerrero. Obviously worried about the welfare of his partner Tajiri. Jerry landed hard in that thing. I mean, he's been gotta get some help or something for this guy. What is that all about? My car. My car? What the hell is it? Like, what is he talking about? Well, we'll get back to this story in a moment, but earlier tonight, Mr. McMahon claimed he had evidence to seal the fate of Mr. America, the superstar who made his debut on SmackDown on May 1st. Excuse me, Stephanie, I don't mean to interrupt, but who is Mr. America? Well, the truth is, I don't know. See, I signed Mr. America sight unseen. America, you've breached your contract, brother, Hulk Hogan, Mr. America, can't be fired, can't be suspended, so I'm here to stay, Mr. America, are you Hulk Hogan? No. What's this mean? That Mr. America has passed this lie detector test. I am freedom, I am justice, and I am liberty for all. Tonight, Taz, Mr. McMahon told us that he's going to have some huge announcement that will seal the fate of Mr. America. Well, I've been thinking about this. 
this is what I think it is, Mr. America and Hulk Hogan are in trouble. But Taz, look at Eddie Guerrero growing angrier by the second. And he was saying something about his car before moments ago. Meanwhile, his tag team partner to Jerry is laying on the floor behind Eddie. Eddie could care less. All he cares about is his ride. That's not, I don't get it. Hey, just get a buffing machine. You could buff out the, you know, the, the sweat on there and stuff, right? kind of cave up on the team already but yeah the, Eddie Charles team. coming back soon and Eddie needs something let's let's get Eddie in these US I want, to, I want to see some brackets if we see some brackets we'll see if Eddie's in it but we don't know because brackets don't exist in 2003 Smackdown as we move on A-Train versus Orlando Jordan because why not Orlando Jordan is the new fodder for everybody on Smackdown and A-Train gets the victory in around 4 minutes time um, we go backstage and Big Show his dirty, sweaty armpit is like an inch away from Stephanie Man's face. As he looms over and basically says that he basically wants to. Quite rapey. Yeah. <laughs> quite. Quite. He's like, I mean, so he sniffs her hair. <laughs> he sniffs her hair. <laughs> and that's so rapey. Oh, oh mama. Where are you going? Where's your little tag team partner? Your little one-legged protector. You know, Stephanie, I really hope you know what you're doing. I hope you don't get hurt out there, you know. <sighs> so many other ways I'd like to hurt you. Hey, Steph! Steph! Show, I'd like to remind you, uh, that is my daughter you're gonna be in the ring with tonight. You may want to listen up, by the way, to the announcement I'm about to make out in the ring. It concerns you, and the announcement I'm about to make also concerns one, uh, Mr. America. Then we see Vincent Sable come out, uh, to close the door on Mr. America. As it seems, as we mentioned last week, he unmasked and didn't think anyone was looking. He was looking. He's gone. That's your payoff. And that's all we see from Hogan. That's it. That's your payoff. No, come back. No, months and months of bollocks. It started out before Mania. Granted, it's gone from Hulk Hogan into Mr. America, but it started before Mania. And months and months of bollocks, and this is your payoff. He went, look at me. Not even with the match. Fucking wow. Absolutely wow. Oh no. Wow. Wow. A proverbial smoking gun, wouldn't you say? Oh, you ain't kidding. 
busted. Oh, man. I'd like to thank those cameramen who recorded that footage for me because, quite frankly, Hulk Hogan and Mr. America, well, they're just not here tonight. Chant all you want. Hogan's not here tonight. Mr. America's not here tonight. You know why? Because they're at home. And they're going to stay at home. As a matter of fact, Mr. America and Hulk Hogan, they're in the same place at the same time as we speak. And they'll be at the same time in the same place tomorrow morning in the unemployment line. I've been wanting to say this for a long time, Sable. Mr. America, Hulk Hogan, read my lips. You're fired! And also Vince announces that Vengeance will have a freeway with Angle and Brock and Big Show. Because Vince was scared that that match was going to be that good, he need to slow it down by 10 minutes and throw in fucking Big Show. Why? Why can't we have Angle Brock too? We'll get that. Why can't we have it now? SummerSlam. I want it now. I want Avengers it now. Avengers is a throwaway pay, single brand pay-per-view. I want it now. Even though it's SmackDown's first single brand, and they need to... They, need to, they don't need to up the game. They really don't. To beat Bad Blood, just deliver just two and a half hours of Stay consistent. Consistency. Yeah, just, that's all you need to do. You don't, don't try anything fucking elaborate, right? Because Bad Blood was the shit. You, you could be the shit, right, if you do this right. Uh, main event time, Big Show versus Big Steph and Big Zach. No DQ. No DQ. Um, Bet you've broken angle over it. One of more, my more famous memories from this period of time is this match. Mm. Is I remembered very fondly how Zach got a contract. Because Angle comes in, Brock comes in, they beat up on the Big Show, put Zach on him. Uh, was it? Did they put he, he's the moonsault. He's the, he's the moonsault. Single leg moonsault. Which is a sick looking moonsault, by the to way. To be fair. Um, Best one legged wrestler to do the moonsault. He's probably the only one legged wrestler to do the moonsault. <laughs> so, Gowan finally gets his contract. So, another payoff. So we've had the Hogan payoff, the, the Gowan payoff. What's next for Gowan now? He's got to have a match with Vince, surely. I think so. Surely. Mr. McMahon's oh, sick. No, He's no, lost no, it. No, put no. her down. Big for God's sake, put her down. Wait a minute. It's Kurt Angle. Oh my god! Hey! Where the hell's that going? 
off his hat, little scrawl little fuck. Let's see him now. He's not even cruiserweight, is he? He's like a jobber to the cruiserweight. He's like paperweight. He weighs as much as a pound. He weighs as much as a pound in your pocket. How's <laughs> that going? Um, but yeah, overall, episode of SmackDown. Great episode. Even though Billy Gunn beat Cena in the US title tournament. Yeah, but Eddie was gold. Uh, coming off the back of SmackDown, it's been announced that WWE has signed a top indie star, Paul London. I've never heard of him I up haven't. to this point in 2003. Never heard of him. Uh, he said that London has incredible talent and has been na- making a name for himself uh, in promotions such as Ring of Honor, NWA TNA and Zero One. Um, he's been trained in Shawn Michaels' as Texas Wrestling, Wrestling Academy. Uh, London will be making his last appearance with Ring of Honor on the 9th of July uh, when he faces Samoa Joe, who is the current Ring of Honor champion. Steady. That was a press release from WWE. It was. But that was the first time before AJ came that they mentioned TNA. Quite possibly. Quite quite possibly. I can't... I've not... And we've digged the dirt sheet since TNA started to an extent. Yeah. And yeah, that could be a fucking shout, that. Um, and also, a little snippet on Kurt Angle. Um, since starting with WWE, Kurt Angle has always had a great reputation backstage and has been considered as a leader. He's always been willing to do jobs, put the business before his personal interests. However, reports are stating that since Kurt came back from his neck injury, he's been very political and is now playing the game Triple H to a lesser degree in other, others play. In that, that he mainly looks out for himself and mainly feel that evidence in his new behaviour has been seen in the fact that Angle himself has lobbied for Big Show to be added to his vengeance match so he would not have to do the job to Lesnar. Angle's a dickhead. Deserves to be. <laughs> no, but so fucking, yeah, so should. So he Look should. Look at all he's done. Look at all he's done. He deserves, he deserves every ounce he of being a dickhead, to, yeah. He deserves to be that when he walks in. If Hulk Hogan could call the shots, then 2003 Kurt Angle can fucking call the shots. You can call the shots on fucking Hogan. Fucking hell yeah. So then, it is the 7th of July. We are halfway through this mammoth month and a bit from our last pay-per-view to our next one. Um, guess where we are? New York. New York. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So get ready for two... Uh, Steve Austin makes his return after skipping last week and he gets a rather loud ovation to be expected. And we're right into our opening match, which is the IC title. Now, we, are, we mentioned this about half an hour ago. I'm sick of Booker T and fucking Christian. Uh, if you don't win it, then there's, there's, quite there's no there. point. Yeah. Towards the end of the match, Booker he hits a side slam for a two. Yeah, Montreal. Uh, Christian no chops him in the corner, but Booker hits back with his own and pulls him for a bit. Christian though, he hot shots out of it for... Two. Christian chokes away and a backbreaker gets two. Booker fires out of a chin lock but walks into a knee which gets two. Christian, more choking. Booker comes back with a flapjack and a sidekick. He stops to the spinner Rooney, which always fucking annoys me. He holds cover his, it, cover he holds it, cover his it. own momentum for the spinner Rooney. Uh, so Christian kicks him in the face to stop it, which is decent counter, I suppose. He was spinning round and Christian was boof! Someone out of your dickhead. Stop dancing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Booker though, he axe kicks it for the pin, but Christian's foot is on the rope, um, so we get another restart. Um, of course, the match must continue. We take a break, we return with Christian using another chin lock. Christian, his suplex attempt is blocked, however, and Booker follows him down with a missile drop kick for two. Booker stops to spin a Rooney again for no fucking reason, and another axe kick is blocked with a low blow and a roll up that gets two. Christian stops to throw a tantrum. I do love Christian's tantrums. I've, I've missed Christian's tantrums. Axe kick times two finishes at around 13 minutes. 
and your new champion. Finally. Because it seems to have taken for ages since Pablo's. And they seem to have had so many... They started Judgment Day. started Judgment Day. Then Insurrection. Bad luck. They've had so many matches. It's, yes, but we know I've have a new champion. It's exactly what uh, the Dirt Sheets and Dirty Dave Meltzer reported many, many moons ago that the reason why they brought back the IC title was because they wanted Booker to leave the mid-card because he is he is a main eventer, let's be fair. Um, of course probably, he is. Probably at this time, 2003, he's probably borderline main event, but nobody would see him out of place in the main event. Like, it was, it was Raw's main event to an extent against Triple H at Mania. Yeah. And he didn't look out of place. Do, do you know what I mean? He, he didn't look at anything really, Booker T. But you can understand why they, at the minute... They Bad time to see the view champion. They, but they don't want him in the main event at the minute because it's by Kevin Nash, move on Goldberg. So Booker's had his bit back in April. But no champion... Because Triple H didn't get to wrestle Invasion, did he? True, true. So this is how he's making up for... Is he making up for what time? <laughs> but Booker T! Someone has attacked Tommy Dreamer. I wonder who. I Looks like Jason Voorhees. I'd probably say Kane. <laughs> like probably everybody that was watching this thought, yeah, that's Kane. Yeah, no, yeah, that's Kane. Um, Teddy Long comes out with his posse, uh, Rodney and Rosie, which I believe should have been a quite a good... They, Rodney and Rosie works, I don't know why. Yeah. Rodney and Rosie, it's an eight-tag team name. Uh, they come out to rage against the white man, as per usual, and teach Rosie how to fuck and bug. Got to be boxing like Randy Mack player. One, two, one, two. <laughs> Knock a right boy out. <laughs> Apparently, this is so important of a speech is that we keep coming back to Tommy Dreamer getting loaded into an ambulance. So, are they trying to say that Rodney Mack and fucking Rosie did it? I don't, I don't understand. It's like, shh. You know, only got to knock a right boy out. Yeah, but you get there, they knocked a right boy out, imagine, apparently. And our next match, the Hurricane versus Rosie. So, the Hurricane, um, is he already abandoned his quest for a new tag team partner, maybe? Um, towards the end of the match Hurricane he gets the buff blockbuster and hits Mac with the Shining Wizard uh, but gets caught in a Samoan drop by Rosie and pinned it in around 1 minute and 40 seconds job out job fucking 100% uh, end of the match Rosie he then um, turns on Long as Teddy Long is berating him because he wants him to beat up Hurricane a little bit more and he doesn't want to so Teddy Long thinks he's Tommy Tenmen gets in Rosie's face and gets punked out for me that segment it's quite shit I'd agree it was the yeah. shit. Yeah, I'd agree. A lot of weight and power to the uh -oh. corner corner. Look at this. This is this could be ugly. Boom! Rough trip. Bad landing. Samoan drop. And the 400 pound Rosie just has imposed this physical win on the hurricane. I'm afraid the hurricane just got downgraded to a tropical storm. A 400 pound man. What is Theodore Long doing? I think Theodore Long wants some more thugging and bugging. Hey, wait a minute, look at this! Theodore Long is bossing Rosie around, and I don't think Rosie liked it one bit. What is wrong with Rosie? What did Long say to Rosie? Rosie just in, he just didn't go Theodore Long and now. It's Rodney Mack. Theodore Long, can you feel that clap? Rodney Max only lost to one man in the WWE, and that's Goldberg. And Rodney Mack just with a 
kick right to the temple, taking the 400-pound Rosie to the outside. This Rodney Mack is a dangerous man. Look at that. Head and shoulder first, right into the steel steps. Comes a 400-pound Rosie at the hands of Rodney Mack. Well, Rosie obviously not a player. Theodore Long gave him an opportunity to be well, the back to Mac. Well, Rosie beat Hurricane fair and square with a Samoan rod, but man, Theodore Long right in Rosie's face. We go backstage and Bubba Ray Dudley's confronting Randy Orton and Ric Flair about the Dreamer attack, but they claim their innocence. Randy says he was drinking protein shakes. Um, Orton's delivery at this point, it really, I, I like it. He's so it's much a, better on the mic here than he is now. Generic robotic Randy Orton. Don't get me wrong, I've always been an Orton fan. And I don't, yeah. And I'll kill out of nowhere, pleases anybody. But I, heel Randy Orton was the best because he spoke very little. He was had people that spoke around him and for him. But face Randy Orton, especially when he grew his hair out and looked like fucking someone's dad that was going through a midlife crisis. I think uh, he is. Yeah, oh, I. Um, yeah, but yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Randy Orton on the mic is fucking terrible. But this Randy Orton, this cocky prick. Perfect. Absolutely love it. Look, they could be a cocky prick stable. Christian Test, Randy Orton. Be fucking imagine the promos. Test. I love Test, so I don't hear a bad word said, but I don't think he's that bad on the mic. I think he's that bad. During the break, uh, we find Austin, who finds Rico bloody and unconscious, and he fingers Kane as the attacker. It about makes sense, really. To be yeah. Fair. But think of the people that he's wiped out so far. Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer and Rico. And Rico. So is he trying to destroy the whole Five or seven Maven's next. Five or seven, Al Snow and Maven are going to be next. Um, up next, Victoria and Stephen Richards versus Gail, Kim and Val Venus. Uncle Val. Uncle Val. Uh, Steve is wearing a pink cap that looks especially like a penis. I don't yeah, why is the that. Nazis I don't wearing. know, but I do kind of like it. It looks quite cool. It's, it's giving Even him something. Even wears them though when he comes out. Manager, yeah, but yeah, that's it's committed. We've had this conversation, it's like a footballer and a retired footballer always carrying his boots because he never knows where he'll get a call. Stephen Richards always wears his wrestling trunks because he might get a match, he doesn't, and we're not, but he might. You never know, he might. Um, the match is over in a matter of minutes. Uh, Val hits Stephen with a spine buster, they tumble out, leaving Kim, um, to get a uh, runner onto Victoria. Finish like I said, around three or three and a half minutes. Um, Gail Kim, this match showed it as well. She doesn't do much apart from arm drags and like chill wells and uh, head scissors. Flippy shit. Yeah, no, but this, it's not an array of flippy shit. It's I can do two flippy shits in different ways and I can do an arm drag. This girl came, I know she, we all know she gets better. She was, for me personally, one of the best women. She's one of the, the best women wrestlers 20, in the world. 20, 30 years. Um, but young girl Kim, she's not the... I, she's I, inexperienced. Very much so, very much so. It's, I, I don't use the word green because she can go. I just think she needs to broaden the moveset a little bit. Show us what else she can do. Bring, eat the feet. Great finisher. Great finisher. Great finisher. And then Enzo fucking you with it. I was like, ugh. Uh, we go backstage to test. He's hitting on Trish. Um, who is less than overwhelmed. Let's say that. Um, he doesn't take no for an answer. Good lad. Uh, so Big Kev is forced to step in and talk him down. It's the apocalypse. We're going to get Nash against Test. The battle of the big boots. JR, look! Puppies! Puppies, JR! Looking good. Hey, Trish. Hey. You know, I've been doing some thinking since I surprisingly am single right now. Hi. I've been making this list of 
chicks that might be lucky to, you know, hook up with you. Yeah, and you, Trish? I made the list. Are number one. No way. So not only do you have a big match tonight, you got a big chance of hooking up with me. Oh, wow. Thanks, but no thanks. What do you mean, no thanks? I see the way you look at me. What, you think you're going to hook up with something better than this? Test. You know what? If the way you treated Stacy is any indication... Who cares about Stacy? The way you treat your women? I don't think so. I'll pass. Thanks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't understand. Uh, I don't take no for an answer, go Chris. Test. I think it's oh, time hey, to... Hey, 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 man. Hey, what? Problem? There's no problem, right, Trish? I'm no. not talking to you. I'm talking to her. Big man, huh? Like to beat up on women? Why don't you try me, huh? Why don't you try somebody bigger than you, huh? You want some? Fine. I'll see you in the ring. You got it. You got it, punk. Action and test. And now coming up next, Chris Jericho Tyler here with Shawn Michaels. We're going to go back to 1997, folks. We're live, and this is next. Up next, Chris Jericho he shows us the Montreal Screwjob as a prelude to an interview with Shawn Michaels. And as promised, an apology from Shawn. Uh, the crowd is all over Shawn from the moment that he enters the arena. Uh, Michael apologises to the crowd for the whole thing and makes fun of them for not getting over it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking years ago. Right, it's wrestling. I know it hurt. And Brett's your hero. Get over Come on. it. Come on now. You know, Chris, I'm actually glad that you've given me the opportunity to come out here and address this situation with absolutely every person in Montreal. These people just can't get over, can they? Hopes you can hear the chant. These fans are very emotional. It's only been six years ago, you know. Now, I have publicly apologized to Bret Hart and to everybody else, but I've never once come out in Montreal and publicly apologized to the fans here in Montreal. So that's what I'm gonna do right here, right now. He really is? I am. And I will always be very sorry that the entire situation ever had to happen. But I have to tell you, what I am most sorry about is the fact that you people have never managed to be able to get on with your lives. Someone for the apology. That was it, huh? Oh, in America, that. back at home, heck, all over the world. All over the world. Nobody cares about what happened back in 1997. No, Montreal, Canada right. sits there all by itself as the only people that are stuck in November 1997. It's like a time warp, JR, here in Montreal. They can't get over it. Sean's telling the truth about that. Move on, people. Get a life. Funny how cats have nine lives. These people in Montreal don't even have one. Get over it. I wonder how this interview will be received, King, if it were done in the United States. Nobody would, nobody would even care in the United States. We've moved on. 
Jericho though he steps in on behalf of Canada and Michael's protest that they should at least hate him for beating Jericho at WrestleMania rather than Montreal. Um, why is it every time we're in Montreal for a Raw, we bring up Brett? Because we're in Montreal for Raw. When Michael's is on Raw. That's literally it. It's, it's, and, and it's so that Michael's can have that one day a year where he's pure heel. Can you remember months ago though where we were talking about how um, they were all about trying to bring Brett Hart back by constantly mentioning his name? Yeah. If this ain't gonna fucking make him want to come back. Do you know what I mean? Laughing out of the situation again and taking a piss to the situation because we know Brett Hart has grown up into this incredibly bitter old man. So I imagine Brett Hart in 2003 was still this middle-aged bitter man. Yeah. So He was bitter when he left. Yeah, and he was bitter when he come back. He's, he's bitter now. You watch him on all these shooting interviews and every time he's interviewed or whatever, he just looks... Hates everybody. He hates everybody. And to be fair, do you know all the trauma and hide that family's gone through? Fair enough, yeah. yeah. But Brett Hart really just hates every fucker now. He doesn't like anybody. We return for, we go to break and return from the break as Austin is uh, asking Kane and telling him, do you want to quit? And then he lectures him for killing people backstage instead of in the ring. Um, he promises that if Kane goes out there with him, people will cheer or he can quit if they don't. Um, his choice, Austin, though, he's, uh, he's got trouble looking in his eye. Uh, so I just, and, and I kind of don't get the... We had it before the mask reveal of the... I want to see the old Stone Cold. I want to see the old yeah. Kane. I want to see you choke slamming people. And now we're getting there. People love you, Kane. Don't worry about it, man. You're all right. What's this? Complete I don't understand you. the character. I don't understand the Stone Cold character of what he's trying to come across, what we're trying to, what we're supposed to get out of this. Does he want to be his new manager or something? Look, we're both bald now. I, I, yeah, I don't. No idea. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. And as it was expected and predicted, the... Immovable force meets the unstoppable object, or however Grill Monsoon used to put it, as Test goes one-on-one with Big Sexy. Test was being nothing but a jackass to Trish Stratus. Do you think, think Stacey Keebler is at home watching this, convalescing in her bed? I think we mentioned that just a few minutes ago. I wonder what her bed's like. Are you having a senior moment again, and now Test is unnut, taking that padding off that top hey. turnbuckle. Hey, wait a minute, look at this! There's Trish. What are you doing, Trish? Look out! And, and Trish trying to tell the referee about the turnbuckle. And, oh. and no! Kevin Nash caught Trish, and he caught the size 14 right in the face, and Tess wins it. Oh my God! Here is your winner, Kevin. Kevin Nash was, as you said, catching Trish. He was about was shoved almost to the mat. And, and now, no, wait, wait, look at this. Come on. May Young, 80 years of age, three or four weeks ago, Stacy last week. And just, he just pulled Trish out of the ring. She fell right on her oh, face. Really? Boy, this is one first class jerk. Look at this. Oh, test just ramming Trish's back in her, the back of her head and her neck on that security wall. Man, what a jerk. Oh, now he's doing the. Big Papa Pump impersonation. That Papa Pump's gonna, he's gonna disembowel test one of these days. Did you enjoy that match? No. I was sat watching it and thinking, there's no way you could actually make this enjoyable. They are two big men. One big men can't move at the greatest of ease. No. Test is quite agile. Kevin Nash really isn't. So you've got a big man bumping around a big man, and it doesn't fucking work. And the worst thing is, fucking Kevin Nash. He's fucking shuffling in the corner. He's hammering test. Look at shaking like shit. Looking like Ozzy Osbourne. Kevin Nash looks fucked, man. 
I don't. I'm not enjoying this run. I really thought I would. I'm such a big Diesel fan. So so Such I. a big Diesel fan. Um, the Trish gets involved and Testy boots Nash for the pin in around a minute and a half. Um, that was the only, Trish running down was the only good bit. Yeah, Trish running at any point is the only good bit really. Yeah. Um, surprised me that Tess got the win. That really has put Nash. She's plummeting. And it always happens. And we keep mentioning this. Yep. We mentioned it about half an hour ago. With that, look, it's he's literally plummeted to the point where he's losing to Test. Anyway, up next, Chris Jericho versus Mark Jindrak. Mark fucking Jindrak. Evolution is a mystery. Evolution is a mystery. The Mark Jindrak ex WCW power plant. Um, he used to hold the tag team belts in WCW with Sean O'Hare. Uh, they were the. It was part of the. Impact. Oh, no, no, no. They were the the summit thrillers, something like that. It was. Oh, what were they bloody called? If someone's out there, let us know. I went a massive WCW fan it later today. They were there were loads of youngsters. Yeah. That were part of Jindrak O'Hare Plumbo. Yeah, uh, loads of them. And they were the summit thrillers. Ah, I can't think of a life in there. But Jindrak, yeah, um, as we keep reporting, is apparently going to join Evolution. And as we know, it's utter fucking bullshit. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do with the character and to have Jericho as your debut match. It's not not a bad opponent, to no. be fair. Fandango's um, still going. D- fucking hell, of course, yeah. Um, it, but it wasn't great performance by Jindrak. No. And a lot of these power players, yeah, it was very green. Jericho gets the victory with the, with the walls in our three and a half minutes. Up next, we have Trish and Molly Oli. Um, dead match. This went longer than the match before. Like, this lasted only four minutes. Um, I don't know. So the women are actually getting more time. The women are getting more time. Um, Molly though does get a shoulder breaker into a uh, into a submission on Trish, uh, which was pretty cool because Trish literally had nowhere to fucking go. She had to tap, and now Molly Holly will get a title shot next week. Um, Molly's probably one of the most underrated. Oh, definitely, definitely. She uh, should have got a lot more title runs, I think, in her career than she ever did. Well, at least longer ones. Oh, def- hell yeah. Um, She's. Great private business, you win best way in your 20. Fucking hell yeah. Um, I've, uh, Molly Holly, when she has the head shaved. Yeah, best way in 20. Is that best way 20, is it? Yeah, it's fucking crack on, lass. Go on, good boy. Good. Right, no, we've got time for Molly Holly. Um, backstage, Kane though, he's scaring Austin again with his, I don't know, ugliness. It's not the burns, is it? No. Um, but he agrees to come out with Austin. Up next, tag team affair. 50% of Evolution, Rick Flair and Randy Orton, they all love tag team, these two. Uh, which is quite weird compared to what happens when Batista comes back. Yeah. He kind of ditches Randy Flair. Well, Andy does... Randy like, ditches Flair first on there, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, yeah, he does become icy champ. Yeah, he ditches Flair first. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, so it's Randy and Randy and Rick against Bubba and Rob Van Damme. These aren't teamed together for a while. Where's Devon? Uh, or Devon's away on personal reasons. And Spike. <laughs> that don't fucking... Heat <laughs> fighting Tommy Dreamer in a 20 minute dream match. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer's in the ambulance. Oh, shit. I hope he's okay. <laughs> we need to, we have not cut back out of him, know if he's alright or not. Um, Frog Splash on Flair finishes it for Rob Van Dam gets the victory. Um, not the greatest of tag team matches. Uh, probably better than the tag team match against Michaels and Nash, but mild, but that was Nash. Still not great. That was yeah, Nash. Still not, still not the greatest. Um, yeah, that was Michael as well. You throw Michael into the mix, and he's not going to have a bad match. No. But that, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. And it's, it's weird with these random mid card, random uh, slotted evolution tag team matches. Like, yeah, 
at the top of the hour. Let's have get evolution out there. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're just we're that custom to modern day where your main guys are always on last or on first in a one-on-one. Yeah. And then it's made into a tag that's on last or on next sometimes, but it'll get cut short because two of them will end up fighting again in the main event. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just find it a bit, yeah, probably just me. Um, so, Austin, it brings out Kane, who apparently gets a huge reaction, according to JR, as he yells that this is the greatest moment in wrestling. It's They're not laughing. They're <laughs> cheering, King. <laughs> They're not laughing. Uh, right, calm down. It's, it's only Kane. Um, Austin always sucks up to the crowd on Kane's behalf and explain his motivational techniques. Uh, this is basically setting up Kane's heel turn. You're, you're yeah. waiting for it, aren't you? Uh, Kane, though, he misinterprets Austin's remark about the chokeslam being funny and beats on Austin. Who fights back and lays him out with a chair? Kick, wham, stunner. Kane's Remember 2001. Arse kicked. But Kane, no sells like the fucking motherfucker that he is. Interrupts the celebration with a chokeslam. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you know if this and wasn't Paris someone City. that was crippled who can't wrestle? Yeah, that scared me. Because he kind of landed. He landed close to his neck. Yeah. And also, this can't have a payoff. No. So I don't understand. I, I, it was a great segment. And again, for me, Raw's getting better. I'm liking that we are having a bit of continuity through the episodes. The first episode was Kane beating up guys in the back. Austin finding him. Austin trying to give him, for some reason, this motivational speak. And then him going out and having the main event segment. So yeah, oh, um, so yeah overall, I I like the episode. Yeah. Well, the end, it, the whole Kane storyline, anyway. Oh, I think I just saw something throw up. This has got to make Kane feel better. That he's getting respected, no matter how he looks. You know, I just realized that we did like horror movies here in Montreal. And they're the living, breathing, real one. He is still the good red machine. He's a bad son of a bitch you'll never see and these fans are on their feet but it'll always be a freak you saw that Respect for Kane. I know everybody's got the right to be ugly, but he abuses the privilege. Wait, where do you see this monstrous face? Why aren't these people horrified? I'm not a rocket scientist, but isn't that exactly what I said would happen? This ain't no beauty contest, Kane. These people don't give a damn what you look like. What they care about is when you come to this ring. You step over these ropes and you start throwing carcasses around like there ain't no tomorrow. That's what they want from you. You're one of the toughest bastards I've stepped in the ring with. It's time for you to get back to where you were. No, 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 I take that back. It's time for you to climb higher than you've ever been in your life. Look, look at that. If you want to see this big red son of a bitch, open up. Many cans of whoop ass in the future. Give me a hell yeah. 
See, Kane, that's what RVD was trying to do last week, and he tried to get you to take off your mask. It ain't about the mask, it's about being Kane. He was trying to motivate you, trying to turn you into the machine that you can be. That's what I was trying to do when I tried to motivate you last month. We got a piece of footage I can look at. Picture you choke slamming Eric Bischoff right oh, no. straight to hell. Can I see that? and I thought Kane was going to do a number on any one of Evolution or whatever it's dead. I thought he was going to choke Sam RVD. I did too. Eric Bishop wanted him to choke Sam RVD, but it's dead. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. That's the fire that Kane possesses. Can I see that back one more time? Oh, look. One more time, play it back. Austin's a glutton for punishment. Here we go. This is why Eric Bischoff is not in here at Raw tonight. Come here, Bischoff. That, that, that wasn't just hysterical. That was straight up funny. You're saying I'm funny? I'm not saying you're funny. I said that was funny. Uh, I thought you said you weren't going to make fun of me. I'm not trying to make fun of you. Oh. Hey, just Supposed to appear on Raw um, in the match with La Resistance. 
but the match was pulled when he showed up to the arena with an arm infection. Uh, Goldberg was taken to a med get medical treatment while Larry Zisamps were given the match on heat instead. Tag champs reduced to heat. Because of Goldberg. <laughs> so was that, that going to be two on one? And was Goldberg going to run through the French? Well. Our two bell ending shit says. Was Goldberg going to run through them? Randy Mack last week. Oh no, what's happening? I like the Bellends. Now, WWE, I don't know if you noticed, they made quite the effort to not put any Canadian wrestlers in a position to get cheered on last night's Raw from Montreal. Yeah, they're all heels. They're all the heels. Um, they're very aware of the fact that crowd reaction changes shows in Canada. Now, the following is from BretHart.com and the words of the Hitman. So I'm sure you'd like to know how he felt about Shawn Michaels' comments last night. No. Bret Hart says regarding Shawn Michaels' comments on the 7th of June Raw from Montreal, where he stated that he apologised to Bret Hart. BretHart.com, Bret's official website, would like to clarify that Bret Hart has never received any apology whatsoever from Shawn Michaels. For a man who claims to have found God to outright lie to millions of people is disappointing to say the least. Then again, it really isn't surprising when you consider that this is the same Shawn Michaels who swore on God on videotape right after Survivor Series 97 screw job that he wasn't in on any of it. Years later, he was in on it all along. If anyone is aware of an apology of Shawn Michaels ever made to Bret Hart that was not part of the angle, please send us a copy. He is a very bitter old man. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a bitter man. Now, Brett, Brett screwed Brett. Brett screwed Brett 100%. Vince did screw him a little bit, but Brett screwed Brett. Now, it looks like former WCW superstar Buff Bagwell He's trying to land a job back with the WWE. Why? Because he's the stuff. Why he's, else? He's some stuff. He's the stuff. Now, Bagwell has apparently called John Laurinaitis about position within the company and was told that there was interest, but the timing was off. I, the WWE, have no real interest whatsoever in Buff Bagwell. Why would they? <laughs> Why fucking would they? Why have you Scott Steiner? After that one match with Booker T that was fucking atrocious. Um, so yeah, let's move on then, as it is time to take a look at the 10th of July's episode of Smack of the Down. We open the show with everyone's favourite red, white and blue badass as Kurt Angle comes out to a massive face pop. He's ready for the triple threat match with Big Show and Brock, but before he can go on anymore, it's word life as everyone's favourite rapper hero John Cena comes out. Um, Cena says that steel chains are in and gold medals are out. The crowd is eating up Cena's rap. Um, Angle get, um Angle, he gets Hebner over to do the beat and cuts his own rap. Uh, Cena looks depressed, so Angle gives him Hugonomics. <laughs> Hugonomics. To be fair, Kurt can flow. Kurt he was good, good at rapping. Kurt's always been good at rapping. He's always been good at rapping. And fucking, how good, we mentioned it the last beatboxing. time. Beatboxing. How good is Hebner at beatboxing? He's fucking so good. Uh, Big Show's music hits no one, distracts Angle long enough to see Cena take the FU. Uh, Big Show then waddles his ass to the ring and chokeslams Angle for good measure. Opening segment, quality. Yes. Quality. Opening contest. It's fucking tag team fucking gangbang. We have got Kidman and Rey Mysterio, FBI, APA, Basham Brothers. The winner of this match gets a shot at the not Team Angle um, at Vengeance. Who's winning this before you know who's winning it? APA. APA, that all my money we're on as well. After the big fucking hoorah of the return. But it should be the Bashams. New tag team. They're the new guys. Build them straight away. It should be. 
it should be. But guess what? It's fucking neither. As the fucking filthy animals of WCW, they um, hit the 619 and drop the dime on Doug for the title shot. So Billy Kidman, who'll come back last week, is now who's pissed off that he's not back. He's now back at number one contender for the tag titles with his mate who he's held tag titles with in WCW. I smell heel turn. Needs to happen. I smell it all fucking yeah. over. All it's got over. to happen. Um, so yeah, so that's one match set for Vengeance there. Well, two matches now, obviously, with the main event. So tag titles. Um, yeah, should be a decent match. Should be. Should be. On that paper. Means it fucking won't be, doesn't it, really? Um, we go backstage. Angle, though, he's getting his neck, neck iced when Brock walks into the room with his big fucking grinny, smiley, happy fucking Brock face about him. Um, but Angle wants to know why Brock didn't save him. And then they realise that oh, we're going to be facing each other in a vengeance. Like, yeah, we're mates, but... Yeah, I want to win. I want to win. If someone can beat you up, I want to win. We get a replay of the Steph Gowan versus Big Show match from last week. The entire match we get replayed. Yeah. It didn't need it. It's the last minute highlight. What for? Yeah. What what for? The Angle Summon F5, then the Moonsault. Miss McMahon herself comes out, followed by Gowan. Uh, Gowan talks about how he's thrilled and then signs his contract. But old Mac Daddy comes out. And says it will be Vince versus Zack at Vengeance. He also makes the main event for tonight. Brock versus Big Show and not Team Angle. Uh, Sable then hits Steph and Zack's contract and knocks... With, sorry, with Zack's contract and knocks off that out. What's say? Fuck off, Sable. Like Vince, I don't know Vince coming out and he's like, right, fucking Kevin. Kevin, I got an idea, Kevin. You're a little one-legged kid. <laughs> he's mine. Oh, I love it. This is going to wipe the floor with him. I cannot wait. Backstage, Vince and Sable neck on. I love how Linda is all happy with this. Neck on with anyone you want, Vince, because he's acting. It's not real. You know he's got the biggest fucking boner in his fucking pants. As soon as them cameras are off. As soon as them cameras are off. What, is she gone? Okay, all right then. Uh, but Steph, though, charges in and attacks Sable. Uh, Vince, though, makes a match between Stephanie and Sable at Vengeance. Get in. Catfight. Sable's a shy wrestler. So this will be like the second daughter versus stepman match. Because you may have survived cancer. You won't survive me. We need zombie Linda from WrestleMania 17. <laughs> sit in the corner. That was all she was good for. Ah, <laughs> uh, so another match set. Former women's champion versus former women's champion. Sable versus Stephanie McMahon. That's awful when you think about it like that. I forgot they were both women's champions. Yeah, former, both former women's champions. Up next, tag team affair. It is Mattitude against Chris Benoit and Rhino. How about Chris Benoit? Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. That's what they should have been called. Why have we only just come? Why have I only just thought of that? So, why are Chris Benoit still a tag team? They've been attacked. They've split up. They've got back together. They've fought. They've got back together. They've wrestled in the US title tournament. And then they're attacking again. I, d- I, d- I don't understand. I don't but understand. This is where Gargano and Chamber got the idea from. Maybe. Fucking maybe. But made it better. <laughs> we finally get the US tournament brackets. So we find out that Billy Gunn will be facing uh, the winner of Ulmo Dragon and Eddie Guerrero, which happens later tonight. And Matt Hardy will face Benoit. So, I, if you give me a final of Chris Benoit versus Billy Gunn or Eddie Guerrero, I'll be happy with Larry. 
Give me my Hardy as well, actually. No. Give me my Hardy versus Billy Gunn or Eddie versus Chris. Yeah. I think them two styles would work better. So I think well, you know that Eddie and Chris will have a good match anyway. Oh, 100%. I, fucking, I always remember the match they have um, in a few years' time, or if you want to go back in real life a few years ago, at the ECW, was it the second one? The no, first one. First one? Opening match. Wow. That, was, that is an opener. Wow, yeah. That's how you wrestle. Yeah, they went, you know, they went back and went, go on, lads. <laughs> do what you can do. Do what you can do. Did you uh, want to know the Mattitude, Matt fact? Go on, hit me with it. He lost his virginity at 17. A what lad. a lad. And he's also never had earrings. The finish saw Benoit playing possum and then locking on the crossface on an unexpected Matt uh, for Matt to tap out for the victory. It annoyed me that Matt was the one that tapped out. That's yeah. what Shannon Moore's there for. He really is there. Because this kind of spoils it for... Yeah. Um, we go backstage. Brock is preparing for his main event match and messing on with Angle at the same time, which was... These two villains just need to go and fuck each other. Yeah. It's a bit homoerotic with these two, their little bromance. But this tells me, though, at Vengeance, that they're going to be nice and nice and nice, and then someone's going to snap, and they're going to kick the fuck out of each other. That's what I'm hoping for. Kind of take Big Show out early. Yeah. Leave then him, put him through the table, take him out early, and then them two go out in for 20 minutes. And let's see. And then Big Show comes back and then Big Show takes comes the back loss. And takes the loss. Let's see what we should have seen at Mania if, like, we had fully Both fit, well. we had fully fit people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's time for our next match in the US title tournament: Eddie Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. WCW is sneaking its way onto SmackDown. Into WWE. Well, no, we're Raw. If you think about Raw, it's been very WCW heavy with Goldberg versus Lance Storm. I uh, know matches along them lines. This is very much WCW's Cruiserweight division of the early 90s. Yeah. It should have been quality. Um, uh, really, uh, yeah. It went the way you did yeah. it. Yeah. Who's um, just lost tag titles? Needs what I can't remember, though, is this match it didn't even last five minutes again. It probably needed about ten. I'd have given this a bit more. Let's see what Ultimo Dragon, because Eddie Girl would flip around the shit for Ultimo Dragon. So I imagine they, they know each other quite well from their days in Japan as well. Yeah. So I imagine they're very familiar with their style. And WCW. Um, and WCW. Um, I was happy, though, that Eddie caught a heel promo to the start of the match. Face Eddie Guerrero, I'm not a fan. And I won't be a fan ever. He's the heel you could cheer. But not at this stage. I didn't like... He's not cocky funny. He's stupid funny. Yeah. He's still... The Eddie Guerrero I've seen in 2003, he's still a... Latino heat. Yes, thank you. I was going to go Mamacita. He's still a, a version of the Mamacita character where he's using a lot of these... Uh, Spanish phrases. Uh, I was going to say Mexican phrases, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of John Mina with that. And yeah, and give me Eddie when he finally wins the belt. That Eddie is the Eddie I can get into. Can't wait for that. Exactly. Uh, backstage, uh, Billy Gunn. He blows up after a minute of making out with Tori Wilson. <laughs> He's so unfit. I love Billy. To Gunn. be fair, after a minute of making out with Tori Wilson, I'd be blown up. <laughs> I think it's our next match. It's Billy Gunn and Tori versus Jamie Noble and Nidia. Um, to I like Noble, and it's a shame because I've been bumping like a pinball for yeah. Billy Gunn. Yeah, he's not moving well. No, not at all. Uh, luckily, Lily kept his shot, and unsurprisingly, the, the Divas made the the pin. Tory getting the win with the DDT on Nidia. I can't six wardrobe, near wardrobe. Oh fucking hell well. yeah, hell yeah! Um, Noble gets on the mic after the match and offers Tory a bit of a indecent proposal. Let's say ten grand. Ten grand for a bang. Tori boot to the belly. Tori, nice reverse. Yeah. Beautiful counter. It's going to DDT. Oh, it is a DDT. India is out. Hook of the leg again by Tori. 
There's one, two. It's over. Tori Wilson picked up the victory. You might have got one up on my knee tonight, but you got lucky. You think you're so special, don't you? Playboy cover girl and all that. Girl, you'll never be sexier than my Nidia. Hell, I bet you ain't even half as good and bad as she is. But I'd like to find out. It ain't no secret you want me. You found a way to get in this ring with me ever since I got here. You know what? That gives me a good idea. Tori, I got a little proposal for you. Girl, it's your lucky knot. Lucky knot? Tori, I'll give you $10,000 cash money for you to spend the night with me. Oh. Jamie Noble. That's an indecent proposal. Oh, you offered a five. Well, I think Tori, oh, Tori's in trouble. Come on. Billy and Billy. Billy in is to the ages of Tori. Billy Gunn is hurt and seen it off. Well, Noble asked for that. He got it. Well, Billy Gunn smacked at a DDT from Tori to Jamie Noble. Well, Mr. Ass, don't nobody mess him with his uh, blonde love for standing Tori. Uh-oh. Show then reverses it into a chokeslam through the table for the victory. Um, Kurt Angle 
Nowhere to be seen, so has he been locked in Vincent's office, maybe? That's where Michael Cole should have kept, left his script. <laughs> the fact he's holding his script and the camera's pointing right at him. It's not the first time he's done it neither as well. Yeah. Um, I just noticed it, and the camera was yeah. just still there. Yeah. Like, someone get in his ear. Throw it away, Michael. Do something with it. Move uh, out of the way. It's like these days, though, if the, when, if the camera points from the side, you see all their fucking tablets and notes and everything and it's like fucking hell is that much fucking thought process needs to go into you don't watch the product but Smackdown's go with 4 for 4 yes Smackdown overall Smackdown. yeah you're very much favouring Smackdown overall and I, I think it's been Raw all the way for me Raw has only had one good storyline Kane yeah uh, but Smackdown's got US title tournament now Rico's gay than gay Hurricane's looking for a partner Jamie Noble's offering money to sorry in world title I get what you're saying I do more storylines there is more soap opera but that's what got me back onto Raw from Smackdown last month because there was too much soap opera with Vince and Mr. fucking A but let's move on then to the July the 14th episode of Monday Night Raw we are live from Indianapolis Indiana your hosts are the coach and the king Where's yeah on assignment because he's interviewing Kane, you see, a little bit later on. And he needs all fucking raw to get prepared. Even though he's a five-minute interview. Yeah. Probably not even five minutes. Yeah. I imagine his list of questions are fucking endless. Um, our opening segment, it is Jericho's highlight reel. Uh, Jericho, though, he's damn mad and he's, gonna, he's not going to take it anymore. He says, there's paranoia and unrest backstage. And even Jericho, the toughest man in wrestling, is worried for his safety. So Jericho welcomes back Uncle Eric, hoping for order to be restored. His doctors warned him to take two months off, but he just couldn't stand idly by and watch it go on any longer. Kane, he says, won't be here tonight, but there'll be an interview from Stamford later on. I don't think he's at Stamford. I reckon they're all backstage. They're all backstage. Austin, though, he wants answers from Bischoff. They argue about how to deal with Kane. Austin wanted to use tough love and kick the crap out of him. The only guy with any credibility left as a tough guy is the only one that can't wrestle. Yeah. Hey, yeah, to shut up, up, jackass! I got nothing to say to you, so butt out. What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm taking shut control. Up. You ain't taking control of nothing. What are you doing, sending Kane to Connecticut to talk with Jr.? Did you talk with me about that? No, you didn't. I shut up! Yeah, you damn right you do. I was gonna address the Kane situation in this very ring. I was gonna call the bitch down and deal with him face to face, man to man. I was gonna talk to Kane. Matter of fact, I was probably gonna beat the crap out of Kane. Oh, great! You're gonna kick his ass, so what's that going to accomplish, huh? Have you thought about that? What's that gonna do? Make him even angrier so he hurts more innocent people? Is that what you want to accomplish? I mean, think about it, Steve. Think about it. The pain, the trauma, the injuries, all of it. RVDs, Rico, Tommy Dreamers, mine. It's all on your shoulders, Steve Austin. And if you really think about it, you've ruined Kane's life. Because he was fine. He was happy. He was a tag team champion. 
He was successful in this business until you stuck your nose in his and convinced him to be a monster again. Steve Austin, all of this is on your head. Face it. Is that a fact? That's a fact. Well, I said I was going to come out here and I was going to address Kane one-on-one. -on -one. But you've seen fit to make sure that Kane's not here. I was going to whip a man's ass. I'm still going to whip a man's ass. And you look like the perfect victim. Look at him. Look at you. It ain't worth it. You're pathetic. You stupid little neck collar on you make me sick. You're a lucky bastard. That's right, Austin. Walk on out. Walk on out of this ring. As a matter of fact, why don't you do one better and do what the entire WWE locker room wants you to do and just keep on walking right out of this building, right into your little truck, and drive your ass back to Texas, because nobody wants you here. Do the right thing and let Eric Bischoff take over the show because it's obvious to me that you're in way over your head, my man. You don't have a clue as to what you're doing, do you, Junior, huh? You know what, Steve? Face it, man. You're a failure. Admit it. You failed. And since you've ruined Kane's life, why don't you get the hell out of here before you ruin everybody else's, you sanctimonious son of a bitch? Scott Steiner versus Test Victoria and Pink Pants himself. He's With getting a match. Fuzzy hat. Stephen Richards. Uh, Nash he takes out both Richards and Victoria. Big boot to Richards and a jackknife finishes him around five minutes. Uh, Biggest win in Nash's career, return. WWE career. Since he returned, yeah. Only win. I think it is. No, it can't be. Fuck off. This can't be. Bayride has had three main events in pay per view. He's had a lot of tag Four matches. Included. He's had a lot of tag matches with Sean. That the majority have ended in DQ. Yeah. He's had. He's lost a test. Fuck off! This can't be Kevin Nash's first win. 
Fucking hell, Kevin Nash's first. I hope it's not, but if it is, oh Jesus Christ, his first big training return to WWE after his leg. And he takes the pin on Stephen Richards. Stephen fucking Richards. Good lad. Um, up next, Lance Storm versus Maven. Lance threatens to sue the crowd for chanting boring. That's a great idea. Is it defamation of character or something like yeah. that? I'm not boring. Bang, sue them motherfuckers. Uh, Maven though he goes up with a sunset flip but Storm reverses it into Maple Leaf Maven makes the rope and reverses it into a pin the, the fucking streak I know we lost last week but the streak of main event Maven is living on he's winning week after week apart from last week week after week after week apart from last week he's winning he's back main event Maven back the fucking ah oh, no more contender soon or tag team we asked now ugh right it's that's what you ever want to get fucking stabbed in the neck or stabbed in the eye you know what I mean? <laughs> so let me just don't say come out to protest about being off the show last week um, and they probably would have been in, be massively cheered with being in Montreal French Canada fucking exactly and I imagine them coming out singing the national anthem they, everyone would have sang along in, in and then French. everyone would have booed Goldberg oh it would have been amazing absolutely amazing uh, and they come out and it's also Bastille Day um, so they sing the French national anthem and we instantly cut to commercial Instantly, so it's like, yeah, we, we, their gimmick is to get booed. Yep. So their opportunity to get booed. Dirty foreigners. Vincent's dirty foreigner. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's, it's foreign, isn't it? Kevin, cut to commercial, Kevin. Cause it's fucking French. Yeah, I, I don't know. A bit weird. We return from commercial, and the Dudleys lay them out and wave the flag. Uh, and apparently they say the French national anthem apparently sucks. I quite like the French national anthem as national anthems go. It's quite an upbeat national anthem. It's a good tune. It is quite a good tune. And I've got no idea what they say. Like it's got quite a good uh, got a good rhythm to it. Um, so they decide to sing Star Spangled Banner instead. Um, up next, Dudley Boys versus Evolution. Uh, this is elimination rules. So the first pinfall, um, Orton finishes Spike with the RKO. Um, second pinfall, Orton finishes Devon. Third pinfall, Orton. Finishes Bubba. Obviously, after a pedigree, yeah, because RKO won't win this match. Let me do a pedigree first and you can get pinned. But just what we were saying from last week's episode, Randy Orton needs to be the guy that's making all the pins, making yeah. the noise. He's just got three for three in an elimination match. This is the start of his elimination match streaks as well. Yeah. Survivor Series, he ends up being Soul Survivor. Fair, yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, same again. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, but yeah, again, I mentioned it last week. Middle of the card evolution match. Main event this time. This one had Triple H in. Yeah. I don't get it. Is it Doghouse? I, I, I don't know. But we find out next week. It's Bischoff is made. Rob Van Dam versus Kane. Okay. That should have been last week, but hey yeah. no, let's, let's not worry about that. Roger Mack and Teddy Long, they come out uh, to petition for a black man to take over from Austin, such as Johnny Cochran or Snoop Dogg. Now, you're familiar with both names. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny Cochran, as in OJ's lawyer. <laughs> now Johnny Cochran to be Raw GM would be fucking amazing. The main event would be all black. Like, Sheldon Benjamin versus Maven would, versus ha- would open T. the card. Booker T versus Mark Henry. Rodney Mack could be world champion. It'd be amazing. It'd be fucking amazing. Um, so up next it is Rodney Mack against Rosie. Uh, Teddy Long, it goes low um, to break up a Samoan drop and Mack gets the pin around 54 seconds. All of a sudden, the fucking hurricane hits the ring and with a missile dropkick on Mac. Now, no one cares at all about Mac's character. He gets no heat. No. He doesn't get negative X-Pac heat. 
But my god, Hurricane got the pop. So maybe... Everyone loves superheroes. It, they do. But also, nobody cares about Rosie's big fat Simone character. Because he's not a big fat Simone gangster anymore. Yeah. He's now just a big fat Simone. That wears street clothes. That wears street clothes. So, are we going to see if Hurricane finally found a partner? Maybe so, hopefully. Maybe, maybe fucking so. What who's... Shit. Shit. <laughs> Up next. Just because we've not had them enough. Intercontinental title. Booker T versus Christian. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand. But luckily, luckily, Christian gets the win and Booker gets the title back. Oh no, nope. because let's do what we've done for the last three weeks and restart the match. Luckily, ref fight. We have a, yeah, the, the ref fight was fucking brilliant to be fair. Better than the fucking match. Uh, so, ref, so Austin brings out a third ref just leave them two scrapping um, and luckily the match is over quickly axe, t- axe kick from Booker finishes the match um, it still sucked but hopefully that's it we said it last week that has got to be it now it's got to be they, they can't be any more Booker versus Christian they've dragged they've dragged something that they've already dragged they can't drag can't it drag any anymore. further they really can't um, it's been dragged through it backwards uh, 100% 100% um, Austin then he lays out, uh, lays a beat on Christian and hits him a stunner. Um, again, the Austin stuff is crazy. They're feeding him the heels. The guy can't wrestle, and he's supposed to be the manager. He's supposed to imagine Kurt Angle start turning on the wall and start kicking fuck out of everybody. That'd be awesome. It would be, but Angle, even though he says he can, I believe Angle can't wrestle anymore because someone's knee should not be at that fucking angle when you're in a stationary position and you're supposed to be standing upright. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand. Um, Kane, he brings JR a present as they wait for the interview. And it is time for our next match. It is women's title time. Gail Kim versus Molly fucking Holly. Uh, watch this match die like Katie Vick. Uh, and it did. It lasted about three minutes. Uh, and again, it's Hurricane Ranas and head scissors all over the place. And Gail Kim gets the win. I want to see more. I'm desperate for more. With Molly, it should have been more. It should have been more. It should have been more. Again, is Molly just... Why is she winning the, the multi-man match? Well, the multi, multi-man match? The multi-woman match. Win that just to get jobbed in three minutes. Is it three minutes? Uh, yeah, for me, it doesn't make sense. Not at all. You had a number, you had a number of contenders week before on TV. It should have been a lo- these much longer match. Nah. Or even main event. Oh, to hell of a yeah. Uh, back in Stanford. Kane, he friends JR with a can of petrol or gasoline. Um, if he makes fun of him, he's going to burn him. And you can tell it's gasoline. And why can't you tell it's gasoline? Because it's a gasoline can. It. And it says gasoline fucking on it. Long story short, Kane sets JR on fire. Yeah, he pushes him out first. Did yeah, but he sets him on fire. He turns him into like a human barbecue. Yeah, do, did you notice when he, after he punches JR, JR loses a hell of a lot of weight? Maybe. Is that how it works with a fat man? If you hit him hard enough, <laughs> just go. Push the fat off him. Yeah, push the fat off. Knock the fat off you. Oh, I like that. I'm going to knock the fat off you. The rest of these times, that was a line now. You know something? I'm going to knock the fat off you. I remember, was it Enzo that once said to Devon, I'm going to knock them crooked ass straight? I enjoyed that one. Um, that, my favourite bit of this whole interview was Kane was talking about scarred skin and JR just pointed to his fucking, uh, just, what, what is it? It's not, 
what's the after effect? It's like a stroke effect, isn't yeah. it? Is it the muscle the muscle relaxes or something? It doesn't work uh, with the illness. Um, so yeah, that, that was quite humorous, I'd, I'd say in a way. Uh, but yeah, JR gets set on fire. I think Kerry is fed up with uh, JR. He's constantly reading from script. Yeah, maybe, or maybe just beating up someone is just not enough anymore since he's lost his mask and lost his hair. Kane, you know, you know what I see? I see a man that needs help. A man that needs help? Well, then help me, JR. Please, help me. Kane, all, all I can say is that I know what it's like to be made fun of. I know how much it can hurt. But you just gotta say, screw it. I am who I am. And I'm not going to let some stupid, insensitive people stop me from living my life. And I'll tell you this, King. Stone Cold, RVD, the WWE fans, they're not your enemy. They, they, they respect you. And they, res they support you. And, and if I may speak with him, I don't... And they give a damn what you look like. Do you really think so? Then you've made my decision for me. What do you mean? You say you speak for the people. Well, the people are liars! Just like my doctors, just like Stone Cold, just like RVD, just like you, JR. How stupid do you think I am? I know as soon as I walk out of here, you're gonna make fun of me and laugh your ass off at me. I tried to tell you, JR. I tried to warn you. Don't make fun of me! Oh man, here comes Stone Cold Steve. Oh God, I didn't like the way that interview was going. I'm Maybe in the nick of time for, for JR. Woo. This isn't going so well, Cal. Hey, looks at you, you son of a bitch. Oh. Ain't nobody out here laughing at you. We're trying to help you. So settle down. Sit down. Can't just, just calm down. Please. Please. You want to help me, Austin? Yes. You want to help me, JR? You want to know why I do the things that I do? The only way that you can know is by experiencing them yourself. You Please. need to feel my Somebody get in there! Put the gas down! Put it down, Kane! Kane, put the gas down! Kane, you have to think about it. 
Listen to me, Kane, you sick son of a bitch. Oh, please, please, Kane. Back off. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do this, Kane. Don't do it. Kane. Put the matches down. Come on, Kane. Don't do it. Put them down, Kane. setting people on fire and because Bischoff wanted to get rid of Kane and because Austin's allowed Kane next week Linda McMahon will fire Stone Cold Steve Austin as Raw goes off the air and then it calls Austin a bastard hmm so is that it have we seen the end of uh, old uh, stuttering Steve the fucking alcoholic pisshead I hope not neither me um, now apparently Jim Ross himself was not indeed burned last night as if there was any doubt it was actually a stunt double who was trained to take the flame and a lot thinner. And a lot thinner. Apparently, Gail Kim wasn't supposed to win the Women's Championship during the seven-woman battle royal a few weeks back. The original plan was to have Jacqueline win the championship, turn heel, and align herself with Teddy Long. However, for reasons unknown, the plan was changed at the last minute and Gail Kim walked out of, of her first WWE match as Women's Champion. Is that probably because they're not doing fuck all the jazz? Yeah. If jazz and... wasn't there, then maybe Jacqueline would have been part of fucking and bugging. I mean, jazz still... Had... On TV, is she? She's, yeah, but she's not doing nothing. They've taken the title off her and she's not had any chances to regain it yet. So why would you... Jackie would just be Jazz 2.0. Yeah. Even though Jackie is badass. I've always been like, Miss Jackie back she in can the beat day. Men. She could batter the men. Uh, but yeah, Raw overall, that, that sucked for me. That it was... The only memorable thing was the last bit. Yeah, but again though, it's, it's like what we keep saying. Remember for the wrong reason. Raw is... It's been... It, Ish the kind of the wrong reasons, but also it's the right reasons where they're still prolonging the Kane yeah. storyline, and that's what's getting people's attention and people's interest and people's intrigue. But other stuff needs to be going on. I know we've gone from it being the Triple H show to the, the Kane and Austin show, but th- is this maybe why they're, they're placing evolution matches in the fucking yeah, it must first be first hour just to kind of get them in and get that on, in, get the uh, sort of heat on them, but also make sure it dies down long enough. For people to be pissed off again when Kane comes out. I don't know. It's just fucking a bit weird. Uh, but yeah, Raw overall, I thought it was shit. Yep. Uh, moving on. Smackdown. The A-Show. The A-Show. 17th of July. It's three days before my birthday, 2003. No chance in hell hits and we start the show with Vince strutting to the ring. Vince welcomes us to Smackdown. He says that the handicap match he's booked two weeks ago didn't turn out as it planned because Zach Gowan won a contract. He also mentions that Zach won himself a match with Vince at Vengeance. But Vince wonders out loud how an amputee won a match. He says Zack won because of two reasons. Kurt Angle and WWE Champion Brock Lesnar. The crowd starts the arsehole chant which causes Vince to say the crowd needs to be taught a lesson. He says he taught Brock a lesson last week when he booked him in a handicap match. Vince asks, where was Kurt Angle? And he says that Kurt was in the back with him. Kurt told Angle that if he interfered with the Brock in the handicap match, 
any way, shape or form that it would take him out of the championship match and fire his ass. Vince says that Kurt Angle will be taught a lesson tonight. Kurt will have to pull off what Brock couldn't last week. Angle will face the same three individuals, no holes barred, false count anywhere in a handicap match. And then he shifts his focus to little Zach Gowen. Vince starts to hype vengeance when Brock's music hits and the WWE Champion comes to the ring. Vince says Brock is probably mad about losing last week, but reminds him to not cross the boss. V Brock says that he's not going to cross the boss, he's going to beat the boss. I reckon these will fight in a cage. Imagine the blood loss. This is why I'm bleeding, you're bleeding, we're all bleeding. <laughs> I fucking love it. Absolutely love it. Brock says it wants to be Brock Lesnar versus Vince McMahon tonight. Vince says you're on, but not tonight. He doesn't want to face Brock when Brock isn't 100%. See, that's the kind of guy Vince McMahon is. Uh, Vince then tells Brock that he has the night off. Um, uh, Vince warns him, though, that he'll strip him of the WWE title if he interferes in tonight's main event. Brock grabs the mic, though, and says, because he can't F, F5 McMahon tonight, here's a F you. Now, I thought that was seen as like... Yeah. Up next, US title time. Chris Benoit versus Matt Hardy. Um, absolutely fucking awesome match, to be fair. Um, you saw uh, Matt Hardy get a serious busted nose. Yeah. That looked like it fucking hurt. Um, it was back and forth all the way, uh, with Hardy taking his share of the beating like a man. Benoit went for a swan dive headbutt, but Hardy moved out of the way. Hardy went up top for a leg drop, but Benoit countered it and got the crossface from the top rope for the tap out. Um, Benoit when he's motivated. I love watching Benoit when he's motivated. He looks, because it's like, you can see for Benoit for a while, since they moved him from Road to Smackdown, he had the run with the IC belt for a bit. But then that's it, nothing's really happened. No. He's not been main event, he's obviously teamed with Kurt. He had the match with Kurt at the Rumble, but since then he's not really done much. So I think that Benoit's got a bit this of motivation. He's probably one of the best matches in Matt's career as well. I, I definitely. And we've said that a couple of times every time he fights Benoit. He's had a couple of matches with Benoit now where he's made Matt Hardy step it up a gear. Um, yeah, awesome match. But obviously Benoit gets the victory by tap out. He uh, tans wearing just his sock. I'll let you guess where. He goes, boy. <laughs> so bollocks, bollocks get tanned at all then. <laughs> Oof. And his I, beard is much colder than Benoit's. I didn't believe. Benoit's, I got my beard. 14-year-old kid going through fucking puberty and still not getting there. Uh, we go backstage to Vince. He's sitting in his chair talking on his phone. He says he's just really intimidated, even to Brock. Uh, he's, I love Vince, full of big bollocks, Vince. He just he's so... Uh, I'm so intimidating. Even the WWE champion is scared of me. I fucking love it. Uh, Steph Bell walks in and Vince says that he's using her office. Steph says that she's looking for her assistant Sable and Vince says Sable's in a safe place where Steph can't get to her. Vince is sour. That's where Sable's locked up. That's where she needs to stay. Uh, fucking forever. Or Brock's, on fa Brock's farm. Tie her up somewhere outside. Probably is Scarecrow. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Vince gives Steph a present by a Sable. A box of Midol. Uh, Vince holds it up and Steph slaps it out of his hand and walks away pissed. Midol, familiar? <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. Now, I imagine, I was thinking maybe like... Maybe feminine product. I was thinking feminine time. product. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, would you know when it's that, that month, that, that day and a few days in the month where women are fucking Red nasty bastards. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be that. I'm unsure. Uh, again, we're still backstage and Brock, we see him leaving. Um, when Kurt catches up to him, Kurt asks where Brock's going. Uh, Brock says he took everything they had not to F5, the old prick in the ring, but he respects the title and he respects his job. Only we were on 2018, eh, Brock? Uh, Brock tells Kurt to watch out for the announce table because it's a bit of a doozy. They shake hands and Brock tells Kurt not to get hurt tonight because he doesn't want an excuse when he beats him in the triple threat match. 
Kurt says he's never heard him make an excuse in his entire life. I so wish this was one on one. I know. But I so wish they weren't. We do get it. Then. We get it. I know we get it, and we get it in a fucking awesome way. Um, but I just wish it. The build up. What? Where's Big Show being in the build up? The build up. He's literally there to take the L. He's there to take the L. The big show. The big build up has been. Look at us. We suck each other dicks now. The romance is just perfect though for Fallout. Oh, of course. I want, and it's it's one of them where it's designed for some serious one-upmanship. But I'm better than you. No, you're better than me. I'm better than you to the point where it explodes. Up next, Jamie Noble versus Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, boy. This uh, should be a good match. It should be. But Billy Gunn and Troy came out to distract. Uh, now, to end the match. But Jamie Noble, he has an idea. Because he's now loaded and he's now got 870 grand. 10 grand? You don't want that? Well, like 25 Gs. Now, someone tells me, Tony starts to think about it. Yeah. Now he's up in it. Now he's up in it. And then she's like, well, how far is he, uh, he going to go? 100 Gs? 827. But do you know what gets me, though? Wouldn't he just stand there and cheer him on? Because he does the same with her. Yeah. So if they got one of them relationships, wouldn't he be in corner? Yes, Jamie, go on, yeah, boy! So would you cheer him on while he's pounding Tony Wilson? Probably. I've never thought about that, really. Um, we get a vignette of John Cena in a cemetery. He raps about how he's been watching The Undertaker ever since he debuted as a dead man. He mentions how Taker and Paul Bearer shared a coffin. Uh, he ends quite a good rap uh, by urinating on the tombstone. I did love this promo. Yeah. Um, Perfect for their rivalry. Yeah, the build. I'm, I, this is one where it's, it's, it's been a slow burner. It's been a slow <laughs> burner, but it's, yeah, it's picking up with a piece now. Been a dead man walking. I'm leaving you in a wheelchair, dude, like Stephen Hawking. What do fans like better? Fitted hats and throwbacks? Or a fairy like you wearing assless leather chaps? I'm the front man, you fake like vinyl side. Do your badass a favor. Get off them hogs, you ride. This is thugonomics, bro. You can't touch me. I'll have dead man ain't filing for bankruptcy. Armed with two steel chains, I'm throwing double suit bones. John Cena's your last ride. Carve your name on tombstones. And at vengeance, you soak up blood like a tampon. You get left like Zach Gowdy. No legs to stand on. What? And as you said, right, right back at the start, uh, making their return to WWE many many years ago is the Conquistadors in a fucking one of them very very jacked a 40 year old squash gimmick as they lose to Billy Kidman and Jamie Noble did uh, you know who they were? no hit me the fat one was Eugene and the roidy one Rob Conway was it really? <laughs> oh wow is this Rob fucking over a bear Conway <laughs> Rob Jones you want to play over a bear Conway? I fucking love that. The French sympathizer. It's not long ago, is that? It's only a few months. Not even a few months, maybe a couple of months. This is when there was, the they were feuding in OVW. Uh, Vince comes to the ring to talk about Zach. He mentions Sable in Skybox at the top of the arena and the camera cuts to her. Uh, the reason Sable's in the Skybox is, a, is for her daughter's own protection. Why is the chance that Sable's tits could explode and she could go like third degree burns? Th- there's always that chance. Yeah, there's always that chance. Uh, Vince says he's going to put uh, Zach out of his misery at vengeance. Word life! John Cena's music hits. And he comes to the ring and cuts another rap about how he and Vince both have handicap matches. 
Cena's going to kill a dead man and Vince is going to finish off Christopher Reeves. I love that line. I this fucking is I Cena at his best. Cena's t- I said it. I said, you get ready because... It takes some, it's a slow burner. Thugonomics is Thugonomics is a slow burner, but it gets there. And when it gets there, it's fucking genius. And I'm gutted that he wins the world title and fucks off the row and becomes All-America, American John Cena. Because Doctor of Thugonomics is, is a gimmick that could still work today. Uh, Taker comes out on his bike and gets in the ring. He no-sells some of Cena's punches. Hits a big boot that sends Cena running. Uh, which good segment because you took two segments. Obviously, we already had Cena rapping earlier, but we didn't have the reply from Taker but we managed to put both storylines in one segment, so not waste much time. Yeah. So, perfectly moved, great. And it's good that it didn't end in one standing at other. No, exactly, yeah. You've got Cena backing off. You know, he's not making anyone look shit. He's not making anyone look too overpowering. You know, because Cena at the minute, against Undertaker at the minute, I probably would go with Cena. Yeah. He has more of the advantage. Torch pass yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Build you up and cover. Oh, fucking 100%. Um, up next, Sean O'Hare versus Rhino. Bit of a random affair. Um, all of a sudden, APA come down and they absolutely start banging on everybody. Um, they start handing out flyers. Now, something does me maybe a, a bash of a kind, maybe a beer bash in a pay per view arena, set up a bar. Why not? Why not? It's um, JBL. Uh, but uh, O'Hare, he attacked Bradshaw and it caused the APA to jump Rhino while O'Hare escaped. Um, so obviously the match had finished a no contest. But yes, what are the APA inviting people to? Because I want an invitation as well. Um, up in the skybox, Sable. She's gobbling down some wine. So now she's going to be pissed. Vince is banging you later. Now you're pissed. Yeah. But Linda's, here. Linda's knocking about though because if Linda's going to be on Raw on Monday to fire Austin, Linda's close. So yeah. keep just... Bear in mind, Vin, that's all I'm saying. Bear in mind. Up next is time for our last semi-final of the um, US tournament. Eddie Guerrero versus Billy Gunn. Praying for a Billy victory. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was praying for a Billy victory. But Jamie Noble. So you decided you wanted Billy Gunn and Benoit. Billy Gunn and Benoit, yeah. But Jamie Noble, he comes out for the distraction uh, and allows Eddie to get the chair, lay out Gunn uh, for the pinball victory. So... At Vengeance, for the US belt, we're going to get Benoit Guerrero. Yes. Yes. I'm all over that. That's going to be match of the night already. Apart from Vince against Gowan, when he swings in by one leg. That was like a fucking lasso. Can't wait for that. Swing Um, for the fences. Swing for the fucking fences. Up next, it is our main event. It is Kurt Angle versus Big Show and the world's greatest tag team. Um, Another handicap match. We are getting quite a lot of handicap matches. And yet we're not even building the tag title match that's happening no even though the tag champs have been in the main event two weeks in a row not once is there any mention of them defending the belts at Vengeance there is obviously in the segments but there's no mention during the the main event of Smackdowns of them actually progressing in their careers we'll talk about Angle we'll talk about Show we'll talk about Lesnar but you two no no the other two are just there to take the pin or the, or the tap, and guess what happened? They took the tap. They took the tap. Shelton uh, does to me. Shelton does. Uh, they finished saw Zach Gowan running and gave Angle some assistance, uh, which was, again, Zach Gowan, uh, for one-legged guy, he moves like fucking, I love him. I'm in love with Zach Gowan. I think he's absolutely brilliant for a guy so agile, 
to have such a, a disability, but turn it into such a positive. Yeah. It's fucking fair play. Um, so Kurt Angle becomes the winner with Kurt, with Zach's help and SmackDown uh, goes off the air with Kurt and Zach celebrating and walking to the back. Um, so the shows go. They were both poor, but that beats Raw. SmackDown better. Yeah, that beats Raw. But they give it Angle the win here and mm. give Lesnar the win. Hmm. So that tells me that Big Show's going to win the title of Vengeance. So I'm like, overall in SmackDown. Much better than Raw. Yeah? Well, not much better, but a tiny better. More storylines again. Raw only had uh, the fire. <laughs> you did, yeah, though. No, it was built up to fire. Like, Kane's, we had a segment of Kane showing you that he was bringing petrol. It was, it was fire. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think SmackDown, I think Raw was poor. SmackDown wasn't great, but SmackDown, yeah, you're getting billed. We've got billed. We, we, we're getting... We are a week before the pay-per-view. We've got one more left of Raw. Granted, Raw doesn't count when it's SmackDown's pay-per-view, obviously, like last month, but we've got one more week left of Vengeance. This is like week seven for SmackDown since our last pay-per-view, maybe. Something like that. Something like that. And we actually know where we're at. And we know where we're at for a reason. We've got Vince against Gowan. We know why. Sable against Steph. We know why. The tag team titles, granted, we kind of know. The US title, we've watched it grow. We've watched it build the tournament. So... Vengeance, I'm looking forward to a lot more than I was Bad Blood, because Bad Blood was matches that Fuse have put together the, the, the week before. Yeah. At least this has got a bit of longevity about it, a bit of continuity. So this is the time when Paul Heyman's in charge of booking. Yes, yes. So You can, you can tell that storylines have been built. Um, so, let's go then. We've got one more episode of Raw and one more episode of SmackDown in this 12-week marathon. Are you ready? <sighs> I'm ready. So we are nearly there. Um, it is the July the 21st, 2003 Raw. But I think before we enter this last episode of Raw in this massive marathon, um, I think we should touch on the elephant in the room. We're recording this on the 7th of July, 2018. England have just defeated Sweden. England are in the semi-finals of the World Fucking Cup. It's coming out, lads. It's coming home, right? I know people must get bored of our social media posts over the last few days and weeks, but let's be fair, it's coming home. It really is. Um, Uncle Eric, he kicks off the show and he brings out Linda McMahon to start, but she doesn't fire Austin after all, even though as much as he was saying last week that she was going to. Apparently Kane, though, he's under house arrest, but he can still work tonight, though, against Rob Van Dam. That's not how house arrest works. Yeah, if you... If you fight her, you can't fight people on house arrest. He's not just on like house arrest for a burglary. He's on house arrest for like setting fire to somebody. He should really like be on lock. Why is he not in prison? Attempted murder. Why is he not in prison? Austin though interrupts and he mentions that Jr. doesn't want to press charges for what happened last week. So Kane's under house arrest for what reason? Linda says that what Eric was saying was not really true, as she's here to really address the problem um, that's going on at the minute in the GM's office, because let's be fair, they're not really getting on. Kane is under house arrest and has been ordered to undergo extensive psychological evaluation. But, but... House arrest does not prevent Kane from earning a living or coming to work. What? What, what exactly do you mean? So, therefore, 
Kane will come here and compete with Rob Van Dam tonight. He's under arrest, but he's still going to compete here tonight? You know what? That's a great idea. I'm 100% behind you on oh. that. And hell, Linda, I don't know why I went off on that tangent anyway. I mean, this isn't about Jim Ross getting set on fire. This is about Stone Cold Steve Austin getting fired. So why don't we get right down to it? Because I'm sure we... I'm gonna come out here right now. I'm gonna take you face to face. The Stone Cold Steve Austin ain't gonna apologize for anything I've done as Coach Jim of Raw. I ain't gonna apologize for nothing. Every single decision I've made, I stand behind that decision because I thought that was the thing to do. Well, he's not backing down. Do you have a problem with that? Shut up. <laughs> if JR don't want to press charges against Kane, that's fine with me. That just means that when I get that son bitch out here tonight or wherever, I'll beat the son bitch to death the way I want to do it. JR ain't got to press charges. Stone Cold Steve Austin will whip Kane's ass. You see what I mean, Steve? You see what I mean, Linda? That's exactly the kind of attitude that has got you in trouble with Linda McMahon, that is exactly the kind of attitude that is going to get you fired here tonight. Right, Linda? Oh. Wrong, Eric. Wrong? Wrong? Eric, I never said to you that I was coming to Raw tonight to fire Stone Cold Steve Austin. I knew we never should have believed it. What I said was that I was coming to Raw tonight to address a problem in the general manager's office, and I don't like it when you put words in my mouth like that. He didn't mean to, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Eric, however, gentlemen, we do have a problem in the general manager's office. See, Steve, you chose a career path to be a general manager. And you've done a good job. A general manager accepts responsibilities for his actions. 
You've done that. A good general manager works to create an exciting product for all of our fans. And you have done that. Who's done that? But Steve, the problem is you can't go around beating the hell out of all the other WWE superstars. Yeah. And, and that's where the problem lies. So if you're going to remain as general manager, you cannot put your hands on anybody anymore. Oh, that's a tall order. You hear that? It's over! Uh, uh, unless you are physically provoked. Uh-oh. There's a small print. A little shoe on the other foot action. So, Steve, you got to play by the rules, and the rules for everybody, especially for Kane. So what you're trying to tell me is, if I see fit to beat the crap out of Kane, then I lose my job as co-GM of Raw. That's what you're telling me. Yep. Well, then I guess I got a lot to think about. Wait a minute. What, 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 what do you mean he has nothing well, to uh, think about? Steve. Is it a lot to think about? Just bear in mind that if you step down, as general manager, co-general manager, I'm not gonna look for replacements. I'm not gonna have any choice but to turn total control of Raw back over to Eric Bischoff. Wow. So, if you wanna stay on, you gotta play by the rules, but it's up to you, Steve. What's it gonna be? I don't think any, anybody wants that man, Eric Bischoff, in charge of everything again. I'll think about it. Well, I can give you just about a week to think about it. But given all of the tension that's going on tonight and the feelings, I think it's just best if you took the rest of the night off. Oh, oh look at Bischoff. Look at that smile. Do you hear that? Mrs. McMahon has just given you the rest of the night off, so why don't you get the hell out of my ring? In fact, I'll sing you out of my ring. Sing him? Na, 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 na. Oh, no. Oh. Na, 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 na. No, come Does on, this Johnny. constitute hey, physical hey, provocation? Hey, goodbye. Na, 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 Wait a second. Be careful, Linda. You know, Eric, I think it's a good idea. Why don't you take the rest of the night off, too? What? That's not what was supposed to happen. I don't think your services are required here any longer this evening. This shot's off for the night. No, 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 no. Steve Austin has the night off, but King, 
How is Stone Cold Steve Austin going to win? Some night. Give me a couple of damn beers. One more beer. It's the only time he should drink beer when he's not working. Well, there you go. There's a beer from America's greatest beer drinker. Oh, it looks like I got a lot to think about, and uh, if this is uh, my last night as co GM in this ring. Thank you for the memories. Oh, no. No. What is Stone Cold? Look out, Linda, look out, Linda. Stone Cold. He's going to stun us. Look out, look out. This can't possibly be the last night for Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can't believe he didn't stun Linda McMahon. Stone Cold Steve Austin has been given an ultimatum. Now, Linda says that it, it, Austin can't really go around starting kicking people and hurting people. He's supposed to be a, a gaffer. He can't go around beating up his workforce. And um, So, basically, she says to Austin that he can't go around hurting anybody unless he's physically provoked. You know, for a fact, he just wants to be the first one, bro. Oh, just... <laughs> Does Bischoff ever provoke Austin to the point, or is Austin just like she's always? He's always had a short fuse, his old son and Steve. So is it? Is he just got that much of a short fuse? Can Can Bischoff really provoke Austin to the point where Linda can say, "Fair play, he pushed you." Well, it's physically provoking, isn't it? Finger poke do. <laughs> Austin always says he's got some thinking to do and Linda gives him a week she also gives both guys the week off and, and we get the na 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 hey hey goodbye which was really weird when they weren't leaving it never really stuck to me that no um, so our first match of the night is Molly Holly and Victoria versus Gail Kim and Trish Stratus because every Raw episode should kick off with the Divas Trish, she kicks uh, Kim by mistake, and Molly gets the pin in around 3 minutes and 52. Um, so it's kind of the same what we've been getting over and over again, where Gail Kim will... Gra granted, they're starting to... I hope they're trying to start developing a bit of a storyline, because ever since Gail came in, she came in, won the battle royal, won the title, and it's all been multi-mans... Uh, yeah. Multi-men, sorry. Gender neutral and that. It's all been multi-women matches, where I'm hoping now maybe this... Still start developing a little bit of a storyline. You want to see Summit. Hopefully one soon, yeah. But, <laughs> I do. Maybe there's Molly now the number one contender again? I don't know. No one knows. Maybe. Because it happened the other week, and it happened where they instantly said, well, because you've been the champ, she's now in a number one contenders match. She wins it. What's, the problem is, this is, as we mentioned, this is like, so this is week four. No, this is not. It's week six from Bad Blood. And it's now another week, another Five till we get SummerSlam. So they've got to... Well, they've not. Well, what they should do is do what we've just said and develop some storyline and have a long-running thing a few weeks and build up and invest in the women's division. What they're going to do 
It's probably have weeks and weeks and weeks exactly, and have yeah multi fucking women matches and no storyline whatsoever because it's just a. I don't understand why they open the show with the women's matches. We go backstage and Jericho is singing and the co-GMs argue about getting the night off, and they hype a web poll uh, for whether Jr. should press charges or not. So we've had we've had web polls on whether Kane is going to unmask. Who's going to be part of Evolution? And now we're... We, seriously, this has not been going for like two months. Are we re, seriously running out of ideas? We're now having a poll on WWE.com. Not available in the... West Coast. Should... Or out, outside of the US. Outside of US. <laughs> Should JR press charges? Should it though? Yeah. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Will it though? Even if you're in that poll, so you should. Remember, yeah, the, the same poll. internet poll. There's a test should be in evolution, yeah. Why well, is that in evolution? Because the internet, no one listens to the internet poll. Um, Randy Orton Evolution, they come out to talk about how great Randy Orton is. Um, Randy Orton's kind of adapted that witty uh, Randy Orton news personality into this cocky douchebag. He's like a slicker version of testing Christian, like we spoke about before. Such a good gimmick. Oh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And to be fair, it's, it's there's still a lot of green in the promo, and you can tell that. But the attitude and the confidence and the so cockiness. Yeah, he does. It's so much better than what he does now. He's just all Dr. Robotic. No charisma. Whereas here, full of arrogance, full of cockiness. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, I am with the way, well face Randy Orton. We spoke about it many a time. Face Randy Orton. Anything above like 2013 onwards is horrific. Smiley, happy. It's very much similar to face happy go lucky Brock Lesnar. I want to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Where all your career you've played a cocky. Well, not not so much cocky with Brock, but I'd say not so much cocky, but definitely smiley. a yeah smiley happy go lucky. That I don't like the face. Randy Orton, never have done. This Randy Orton is money, it really is. And we get up to our next match. It's Randy Orton versus Val Venus. Um, because that character makeover times three really helped Val Venus progress. End of the match, Val goes up, misses the money shot. The RKO finishes around three and a half minutes. Um, the crowd really went back into it. But again, though, the Val Venus gimmick, it's the audience that it used to attract. has now a lot grown a lot older. Yeah. Granted, it's only been four or five years since like, Val's heyday. But four or five years when you're 13, 14, it, it's a big difference, isn't it? It's a big difference. And um, Triple H, though, he gets on the mic again to put himself over. But Goldberg all of a sudden interrupts to a massive pop. Probably the biggest pop he's got compared to the pop at Backlash with The Rock. It was easily... Well, easily. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, Coach knows that they've never been face-to-face, um, which is quite... It, it is one of the iconic moments where you've got one of the biggest guys from WWF during the actual era, probably the biggest guy from WCW, the biggest guy they promoted anyway. Um, they, granted, for me personally, I always wanted to see in the heyday Austin and Goldberg. Everyone's wanted. Yeah, I do. He's one of them that everyone wanted. I always wanted Taker Goldberg. Got in his prime, Goldberg in his prime. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, what what Taker are we talking though? Dead Man Taker, Bike Taker. What, to prefer? <laughs> Use the taker they used in SummerSlam 94. <laughs> was it, doing, was uh, that not him out of DOA? That was him out of DOA, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, chains. 
Yeah, was it Chains, I think? No, it was 8-Ball and Chains was the... No, was it Skull? Skull and 8-Ball. So it was Chair, Chains was the long-haired dude who was the Undertaker uh, SummerSlam. We are the best this business has to offer. 16 times the greatest world champion of all time. The greatest wrestler alive today. The world heavyweight champion and a future world champion. That is evolution. And I don't care who you are, there isn't a damn person that can stop us. Wow. Very confident. Very confident. Now the way I see it... Wait a minute. You gotta be kidding me. What? champion you stand out here you say you're the best you make it sound like you're invincible maybe in your own eyes because to me you're nothing but another victim if you haven't figured it out, you're next! Triple H is next! You can cut this tension with a uh -oh, knife! Watch, watch, watch it! Goldberg ain't running, but he's looking all around this ring. Evolution is circling like buzzards. And I think Goldberg is actually inviting all three of them to jump on him at once. Wait a minute now. Triple H now calling over Randy Orton, shaking his head, saying... Triple H just said, on my terms. <laughs> Triple H now leaving the ring, and Goldberg just called, called out Triple H, saying that he was next. And Triple H saying it's on his terms. Yeah. What is wrong with this picture? There's the uh, so-called greatest wrestler alive today, our world heavyweight champion, along with the... Uh, Look 
We go backstage. Randy Orton, though, he's upset that Goldberg stole the spotlight from them. But Triple H has a plan, however. Um, I wonder if it involves some form of hammer implement. Up next, the rematch from WrestleMania that we've all been wanting to see since WrestleMania. Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. Should have happened at Judgment Day to make that show a lot more interesting. Or even Bad Blood. We said Jericho Goldberg, Michaels Flair. No, definitely, definitely. I think we spoke about that back then, didn't we? Where that it was, lost the heat. yeah. Um, where this, granted, from this sort of match, you was never going to get a twenty-five minute, half an hour because it's TV. You might get fifteen to twenty at a push, but you know you're going to get interference. You know this is all part of the progression of storylines, etc. Yeah, so it, to compare it to the WrestleMania match is quite difficult because that was a, it's not fair. A, yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. But the match itself, good match, yeah, but not as good as the Mania. Mainly because of the ending. Mania, he had false finish and then a quick roll-up. It was a three-card and then first match, Jericho Lobler. Yeah. Where this, this was, was more Flair. His yeah. Flair was it's so Flair involved. He has all Yeah, Flair, it, that was the thing. It was like, um, towards the end of the match, Flair got into the ref's face. Um, the ref was like, distracted, as always, um, allowing Randy Orton to run in. RKO Sean. Everyone's laid out. Jericho only gets a two count, which surprised me. So they're not putting yeah, the RK over as. Yeah. Sense. You can knock out the mid, but you're not knocking out the heavyweights with that. Um, and then Jericho, he gets the walls again. He pays tribute, though, to, with, uh, to Stan Hansen. Did you notice? By bracing his head um, in the corner uh, as Sean fights for the ropes. Um, but he has to tap in 24 minutes. Like I said, so you, you weren't getting a half hour classic. You kind of got. 15 minutes and then 10 minutes of interference and everything else thrown in with it. Yeah. So, but all in all, as a Raw match goes and as a TV match goes, probably that's probably the best we've seen. Yeah, from the start. But then again, we're just there to build uh, Sean and Orton. No, definitely. Um, but I suppose... We want Joko doing that going forward. <laughs> we've said that for ages, though. Like, he, he was he got involved like if you think let's go way back to the start he was involved with people like like the, the edges and flares of the world and then he was tag team with Christian then he's not tag team with Christian then he's on his own little mid card run and it's you, you're talking about a guy who's the first ever undisputed champion you're talking about a guy who's won exactly right you're talking about a guy who is now being pushed as a lost cause He's not fighting the mid-card. He's not... that We spoke about it in the last episode. Well, earlier on in this episode, where the book T, because he, of how he's been brought in and how he's been booked, he cannot be any lower than battling for the IC title. Yeah. Where he's even lower than that. He's because Jericho's not even title. fighting for the IC title. Where What is Jericho doing? He had that meaningless feud with Goldberg over back-in-the-day feuds. But That's that... It. But yeah, but that was one of them simple fields that you can create over nothing, and generate loads of heat, and have a pay have a payoff. And they had a, they, the match was okay. Not the best Goldberg match, or Jericho's best match. Not not remotely. But I suppose it at least it was a payoff to something. Best well, yeah, to something. Lance Storm he comes out to cut a promo, and he gets interrupted by Kane being led into the building um, in shackles. So Jr. has not pressed charges, but. Kane is now in shackles. Um, this got to be some form of like class action lawsuit. How America works in that, where you're being brought into your work environment in shackles. Usually, when you have house arrest, you've got to tag 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we see a clip from over in the Middle East as Ivory and Terry entertain the troops. Mike, make your own jokes there. Up next, Intercontinental Title Time. Booker T versus Test. Yes, not Christian. At least not Christian. Um, Test was never going to win the title. Nah. It really wasn't. Is um, there a bit of interference in this one? Yeah, just a tad. Um, all the big puppy dump and his little bitch yeah just a tad but where was Nash so only last week and the week yeah. before Nash was involved in this granted I'm not complaining that Nash isn't here for some nonsensical was that the, was that the payoff it, it must have been oh the apocalypse was the payoff I see uh, so yeah so Stacy and Steiner they uh, hit the ramp and they distract Test um, they uh, distract him with uh, quite an unconventional way so Stacy delivers a lap dance to old uh, Big Papa Dump. That dump pile is steaming. Steaming with hormones and... Steroids. And... What is it? Water. Like, imagine it's a lot of water as well. Yeah. He's, he's like one giant one of them as the chickens you buy that cost three quid. But it's like yay big. Because it's pumped full of water when it's growing. Yeah. That is what Scott Steiner reminds me of. We go backstage, Hurricane and Rosie, they discuss the downfall of Kane, and Hurricane sees potential in Rosie as a superhero in training. We have been bigging up to this moment all episode. One half of three minutes, so minute and a half is now shit. Kevin, Kevin, we can get the word shit on TV, Kevin. Um, yeah, I love this. This is one of the key moments I've been looking out for and waiting for nice since we started. Yeah, because it's the shittest. It's the shittest. It's like you come home from school and you tell your parents, fancy dress day tomorrow. What are you going as? Superhero. And they just run upstairs and your mum frantically runs upstairs with a pair of scissors and attacks all the bedsheets in the house and attacks them. Attacks them vigorously and creates this outfit for you like his fucking mask. It's just a Hulk Hogan bandana with fucking holes put in. I absolutely... Yes. Finally, Raw's getting good. I told you, right? I keep saying Raw's beating SmackDown, and for reasons like this, because Raw has become shit. Up next, the battle over the... mask. Because when you had a mask, we were friends. And now you aren't. You don't like me. Tag Team Dissension has come to a pass as Kane and Rob Van Dam go one-on-one on Raw. For the payoff for Raw. The payoff from Raw for all these months, all these months. But it's one of them again where the payoff that deserves a match that's not on Raw, it's not about the match, it's about what happens at the end. Linda McMahon makes an appearance. Behind us, oh no, no, wait a minute. What's it wrong? Oh, Kane just nails RVD in the chest, and he's only about eight or nine feet away from us here at the announce table. You know what he did to Eric Bischoff. Kane, watch yourself. What is he thinking? Kane, watch yourself. What is going through the mind of Kane? Kane is just staring down below. Just nailing referee Nick Patrick. And this thing has got completely out of control in a hurry. This is not a, I mean, the match itself has got to be over now. No, no, he's not going to, he's not thinking about. Now Kane grabs RVD by the throat. Oh, he's He's going to chunk him off the stage. He's going to chunk him off the stage. Oh, wait a second. There's a couple of referees. And And even uh, Kane was all set to choke slam RVD off the stage, but they distracted an RVD. Now right back to Kane. 
Nice spinning heel kick, and Kane goes down right here, just feet away from us, up on up on the stage. Oh, oh no! Look out! Kane right back up. It's gonna take more than that to stop this monster. Nobody wants to get close to this monster. We got extra referees and some agents. There's Arn Anderson trying to. Laurinaitis out here. Come on, guys, do something. You're gonna have to get in there and stop this monster. So somebody's gotta stop. Get out, dude. guy was back in the day never he was just another member of staff the only staff i ever recognized was uh parson and briscoe like anybody yeah. and tony guerrilla who's the ex he used to, he had the big buff on the hair but like gray he was brown other days and then he went gray and he was always one of the first people out with patterson and um, but yeah that's always i remember that so i never knew who he was but kane ultimately the uh, rogues off the air with kane delivering quite a mean and linda mcmahon fair play to her the mean looking tombstone um, so yeah the last row well as a whole I'm still going to Smackdown still going to Smackdown the Kane storyline got through having a good pro uh, progression test the style is still going <laughs> that's got John the worst thing as well still right. exploded it's one of them fields that kind of went under the radar to begin with because our attention was so focused on Triple H and his Utter destroyance of WCW's mid card, uh, well, their main WCW's main event even. That we ignore the fact that like Testin Steiner is now into like its fifth month. Oh God! And it's still got, they're still yeah, gassing the tank. They're still gassing the tank. So we finally got here, Michael. Shall we? 
get on with the go home show episode number 12 of the voyage to vengeance and we come to our last smackdown of this voyage to vengeance taking the reins on this one's big sexy hit it this is your chance this is your time to shine mike's gonna run through this episode give us your fucking thoughts big sexy take from fresno california your hosts, as always, are Michael Cole and Taz. Start with uh, Stephanie McMahon coming down to the ring to announce the six-man tag match main event. John Cena interrupts. Great. Probably. Role. For me, personally, this is like one of Cena's highlights of his uh, Thugonomics character, where I always remember this promo. I always remember just watching it. For years and years and years, if you ever look on, like, go on YouTube and John Cena Thugonomics, the one is, is Stephanie... Bending over and letting Cena tap the ass. Have a go. That is big. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steph. I had this dream about you last night. Oh, so, sorry. I, I I lost my concentration. I was looking at your target. Yo, 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 I mean, I'll be glued to the boob tube. No, you're gonna squash Sable completely. You, may you and Sable fighting, that's good for my health. Just something about you makes me keep in touch with my... And Sable's just a hoe. You're a diva with class. No, 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 that's okay, that's okay. Here's 20 bucks. Please. Rip Sable's top off. You, uh, serious about that, John? Let me think about it. Hell yeah! You want to put your money where your mouth is? And he did! Oh, man! So, because Alan works on Wonders, Sable, though, she interrupts from the back and basically tells Steph, drink it, bitch. Yeah, and then Steph chases her. And then we, we from behind. Thinks it's Sable. Yeah, reason. it's one of the moments where they cut to the break, and you get you don't know what's gone off during the break, and they cut back, and Stephanie's raging through the arena, and like she just sees blonde. And then we cut to our first match: Rey Mysterio, the filth, and Bill Kidman. The, the filthy Kibben. animals, and even though like not only last week was Billy Kidman signing a crowd, sort of like pissed off that he wanted to wrestle but he couldn't. And all of a sudden, it was like... And then become the one contenders with tag titles. Yeah, it was like, it was all of a sudden happy for Ray to be wrestling, but on the flip side, he was pissed off that he, he wasn't. But yeah, now, it, yeah, very bizarre. Did you get the Matthew facts? No. The first one was that he's considered sacred in Japan. And the second one is defeated both his opponents on consecutive pay uh, So he has, and so he has. Great opening contest, all cruiserweights. 100%. Towards the end of the match, Moore gets a two count. Then came in and gets a tag again and comes in with a flying body press. Which was pretty cool, to be fair, yeah. Matt breaks up the pin with a flying leg drop and Moore gets a two count. Matt then calls for a power on Ray, but he can't power. Oh, wait, wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> Kidman then drop kicks Moore into a 619 from Ray, but he stops to hit Matt with a Hokurana. While Kidman finishes things off with a shoot and star press, which is very fucking dangerous. It's another one. The thing is, though, Kidman's been away for quite a while. Uh, like We've not seen Kidman really since his Jamie Noble feud. Yeah, but 
But you think Might it would have... people's heads at that, yeah. at that speed. That's the thing, right? You, we've spoke about it many a time. You compare that to like an Evan Bourne shooting star where there's full rotation and it's just elegant. Yeah. Where Kidman's is erratic. He's moved to the side. You, you're getting hip. You're getting knee. You get. You could get anything land on your head. You've got a full grown man landing on your head. Yeah, that match. 100%. It was a good match. Um, but yeah, yeah it was... Again, no, it's one of them that you'd only remember because of how it ended. And But again, I'm a, we've spoke about Millie, near enough a year ago. I was raving for Billy Kidman. Big fan of Billy Kidman. I was a massive fan of his work in WCW, but nah, not this Kidman. Anyway, after the match, we cut back stage and Steph charges like an out-of-control Mac truck that they brought to the liver. Yeah, you can see... I saw Granny Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Vince then runs in to bring pull Steph off Sable and she hops in the limo and drives off. Vince, I love it. He's like some he's like what is what is Sable really? She's just some broad that tried banging. suing Vince back in back in the day. He's trying to perceive that he's banging her, but he'll happily let her go to town on his daughter. Vince, Vince is fucked. Vince is really fucked. Oh, yeah, he We'll get, get into this in a couple of years when Steph's pregnant, but he was like, we'll tell people that I'm the father. Yeah, right? and she's like, no. He's all right, we'll tell people Shane's the father. Like, yeah, because that's not just as messed up. Talk about Adam's family values. Just a tad, <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, we cut to the next match. Jamie Noble versus Billy Gunn. Yeah, boy! So let's be fair, Mike. If your Aunt Lucille died and she left you 800 Gs and you had the opportunity... To offer a financial figure to Tory Wilson to get a piece. What for that, Tory Wilson? Yeah. Because older, yeah, boy, has tried 10. He's now trying 25. So, it looks like we find out, obviously, at the end, towards the end. 50. Well, he finds out we're getting a match. Obviously, we're getting a match at Vengeance with Tory Wilson's. uh... Sweet Nexa. Yep. (laughs) I was trying to find a less. Uh, yeah, basically, a Poonani is on the line, and um, they agree. They agree. She agrees on Billy yeah, Gunn. on behalf of Billy Gunn, Billy I accept. Match, I, yes, Billy wins really this match. Let's match. talk about this. It's a really short match. We've not. We've completely. We longer about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it lasted like a minute, and he didn't win with the famouser. Gunslinger, it's called. Uh, it's fucking awful. It's, it's a it, setup move. It's a it's a spinning rock bomb. It's a setup move. It's a spinning rock bomb. We then cut backstage and the uh, APA uh, locker room with A Train and Brooklyn Brawler, who <laughs> fucking hates Doink. Yeah. We then cut to a pre-taped segment with uh, the one John Cena. Pitching yes. Taker's great. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden, it's kind of been building. We've we've seen it for a few well for a few months now. Every now and again, Cena's flirted with the idea of taking on the Undertaker, but now he's turned it up a notch. But he's attacking Undertaker that it's the wrong gimmick. Yeah, surely should be going to a custom bike shop or something. Yeah, pissing on Harley or something like that. Pissing on a grave's not going to oh, affect old Texas Red, is it? Did you hear what he round Midian with? I did. Ranch Dominion. Yeah. Fair play to him. He tried. He tried. Cena could round round Orange with something. Guaranteed to make it sound legit. Orange. That's terrible. 
But that's a good effort. Orange and Dorhenge. <laughs> the Doctor of Thugonomics, Big Sexy Michael Rack. That's my new name. <laughs> so we cut to the ring and uh, Eddie Guerrero comes out, bringing out a beautiful low rider. Yes, very much so. I've always loved him, Paul's. Oh, yeah. He spends about 20 minutes of polishing crew. Tremendous work. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. <laughs> They're not even trying to hide the reaction now. No, that's the thing. They're not even trying. Um, it's like Eddie's over. Eddie's over, over, super, super. And the thing is, though, it's like they they started it with the uh, the, the vignettes we had with the Guerreros. They were like when they were on the streets and stuff, and they were lying and stealing. But it was so funny. There was such a comedy aspect to it. Where now this cocky Eddie douchebag Guerrero. That's what he is. He's a douche. Test. Yeah, he's the... <laughs> test max. <laughs> test max. <laughs> yes. Test max. Oh, te- test max Guerrero. What he is. He's douchebag. He needs to join the, 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 the hall of douches. So Christian, test, Orton, Guerrero, that's that's a six table, and they're all just dickheads. They nick your women, they nick your cars. They're just dickheads. Oh, we need to play. Here comes the pain. He gets into England. He starts talking about going through thick and thin with his best friend Benoit, and wrestling him at Vengeance for US title, which should, should be, be match. the match of the night, a hundred percent. If that's not, then there's something wrong. Like. We always, I always remember the Royal Rumble build-up where I always I always remember I said that for, for me as a youngster, the build-up for Benoit and Angle and the match itself I saw was amazing and I watched yeah. it back and it wasn't the match of the night. The Rumble outshone it. Which I know, granted, it's a Rumble and it's hard to outshone, outshine a Rumble but this should be on a card that is stacked and you will run through the card at the end but compare the card to Bad Bloods card which you had matches made up on the heat of the week before and shit like that like th- this is a card I'm looking forward to Vengeance but this should be the match of the night 100% 1000% all that comes out to interrupt and they uh, join us for some Hugonomics <laughs> who do you think the crowd are chatting for though Chris or Eddie <sighs> I'd say it was, I'd think more Guerrero, because Benoit has got, he's Good got night. the, yeah, he's got the support, but Guerrero's now got this new bunch of support, who maybe have, would have forgot about him, like, let, let's be fair, from 99, 2002, 2003, Eddie Guerrero didn't really do much, he had his Mamacita stuff with China, and the radical stuff and that, but after that, he, he there's Don't nothing, nothing noteworthy, is there? Yeah, there were nothing until the Los Guerreros. There was nothing of any noteworthy. Chris grabs a mic and uh, calls Eddie out for calling him his best friend, but he's not had a phone call in months. But he says anyone who lies, cheats, and steals doesn't have any friends. There you go. When that's your gimmick. He was playing Vince McMahon, wasn't it? Even his missus isn't his mate. Linda McMahon has never been a friend of Vince McMahon. She's anything. She's a business associate and a child bearer. That's all she is. Yeah, and he 
does that whole reverse promo where he starts being sympathetic and then says, nah, fuck you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he admits to lying and uh, says he's pissed off about being number two to Benoit all the time. There you go. If anything, he was probably like number three when the Radicals, because I always saw the Radicals Thank as uh, Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, Saturn. That's how I always saw the Radicals. Always. It's the only way to see them. Yeah, it looks like they're going to go at it, and then uh, Eddie sprays chrome polish in Benoit's face. <laughs> yeah. Trish Rhino then comes out. Best friends again. Best friends again. I'll tell you, this has like been a nine-week thing. Fate in one week, pals the next. Fate in one week, pals the next. So the referees come out, take Benoit backstage, Rhino challenges Eddie to a match. Towards the end of the match, Rhino hits the belly to belly and sets up for the gore. Gore! Gore! But Eddie slips out, puts the away. He's, but he slips away again, and then his arm kind of spasms into Rhino's bollocks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unintentional, obviously. Obviously. Unintentional. Yeah. And then a dropkick can be unintentionally puts his feet on the ropes for the one, two, three. I think he just slipped. I think the mat must have been slippy and he just caught the ropes. He thought he was going to fall. Then we cut to our next match. Uh, APA versus FBI. Why were not Bashing Brothers here though? This is the thing. So we've, we've hyped. No, I say hyped. But we've seen a little bit of character progression from the Bashings. We've seen them debut as nobodies to having uh, Shaniqua to now getting cast to the wayside for a team that's not getting over, which they persistently try. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Nunzio. One of them should be retired. No, but I I like the APA, right? And as we spoke about a few half an hour or so ago, I I marked out for the APA when they returned. But why are they becoming a staple part of anything? They shouldn't be. There's there's an yes we. We're not only a month or two months ago did we speak about how backstage the mouth of Melsa was saying how WB are focused on bringing all this new blood through to SmackDown with the Bashams, with people like Orlando Jordan, uh, with Sean O'Hare over recent times. Um, yeah, we've got the APA. I don't understand. And the, this match was only going to end one way. The APA were not going to lose to the FBI uh, with a mean, to be fair, quite the mean clothesline from hell. Yeah, Bradshaw for for all his faults, old John Layfield has been been able to deliver one fucking mean clause line. Probably the best in the business. Oh, definitely. But I think it does show you where FBI stands. Exactly. Undertaker's been whipping him. Nathan Jones used to kick fuck out of him. Can you remember him? You know what I mean? Fucking hell. Undertaker done. No. No. Come no mercy either. No. Then uh, Brooklyn Brawler comes out of your chair. Yes. Because. Because <laughs> why not? It's Brooklyn Brawler. We're not in New York. Opposite side of the country. Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, why not? So we go backstage and uh, Vince is with one legged Zaki. <laughs> for Angle and Brock. Bully boy him out with him. Possibly try to do it on him because you know, that's what Brock's into now. Well, he's happy, smiley, fucking happy, go lucky, bro. He went and say boo to a goose. He just wants to yeah, sit in. Oh, t- I get a phone night until we'll have the, a date to go out on a bro date or something. I'm like, that, that was what would happen in, in this era. 
And we finally get finally. the last match of this 12-week voyage. That's how many. We need to do a count of how many matches. Six weeks, sorry, how many the twelve? How many matches do you reckon we've we've got watched? Because this is the thing where myself and Michael will. This is why this episode has taken so long to come out. Like the last our last episode we delivered was in June, uh, the early June. Uh, but because we've had to sit and we have literally sat together and watched twelve episodes of Raw and SmackDown. And then had to re- record while the World Cup's been going on as well. So a lot of drinking, a lot of football watching has been consumed. Probably more football watching than me than him. But yes, Michael, him. our final match, six-man mayhem. Again. <laughs> Again. Just dropped Zach Gowan for Mr. America. Yep. It's the same match yep. as Mr. Square Garden. Yep. So towards the end of the match, Paskas, the great overhead suplex, and starts having words with Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, Charlie has done give a fuck. <laughs> then Angle, it's going to be a Russian leg sweep. Brock again though, costs his team the match. The ref chats with him and Benjamin sneaks in. And then they, that uh, leapfroggy thing. <laughs> yeah, that move that's still not going to finish your name. It's a good leapfroggy it's thing good, though. It's a great leapfroggy. <laughs> it's, well, it's too <laughs> It never gets. That's another one. It's like RKO. If you're on my level, I'll smash you in. But if you're above me, that's never put. That's not at this minute in time. That's not doing you in. That leapfroggy thing is not gonna beat Brock Lesnar. Then Shaw comes in with a vertical suplex and half grab. Angle ro- rolls it into a roll up for two. Because, because we have to have the build up to vengeance. It's the go home show. We need to throw the big show in there because people Brock, need to. Brock get over. Well, but people Brock need. Get over. But, that's the thing though like we've had all this emphasis and we've spoke about it for the past like six weeks um, of Smackdown the big show is getting thrown in there because Kurt or Brock can't take the pin that's it very similar very similar to Kane getting thrown into Braun and Brock at the Rumble yep or Kane getting thrown into Goldberg Triple H Armageddon or was it Seth Rollins Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, Cena. Cena. Oh, yeah. So it's the 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 weaker man will always take the pin. Um, so yeah, so SmackDown ends. Big Show looking strong. After Chuck slamming Kurt, after Brock's F five, Mihas hits Kurt in the head. Yeah, Brock Brock tries to. Uh, it was a, it was clever to be fair. Um, yeah, it was. I think. I think. Deep, I think deep down inside, happy, happy go lucky Lesnar. Kurt Angle partners tonight. Opponent Sunday, but tonight it's about survival for these two. Let's just get the vengeance. As Angle comes in off the tag, some tip in the hip for the Benjamin. But how much of gasoline is in the tank of Kurt Angle? These guys warm up, but Kurt is pretty fired up. Did Haas catch Kurt Angle? No, no, no. Haas, bitch, uh, the F5 swung, which cracked Kurt in the back of the head. Haas is pushed in with a low double leg there. And now Benjamin taking out Brock Lesnar. I don't think Brock meant that, but that F5. Of course he didn't mean it, but 
Nonetheless, Angle's been knocked down, and Big Show is now stalking his prey. Kurt got whacked in the back of the head. The velocity that's spinning at a five. Benjamin and Haas have Lesnar isolated uh -oh, outside the uh -oh, ring. Uh -oh, oh my God! Slam to Angle. Cover. Kurt's in trouble. He's got it. Big Show, Benjamin and yeah. Haas with major momentum heading to Vengeance. Someone's got a steel chain. That's the WWE champion. That's someone's problem. Exacting revenge here tonight. Oh, and look at look at this. Charlie Haas, yeah, Charlie Haas trying to interfere, but first trouble. Haas, Haas is going to get an F5. F5 to Charlie Haas from Brock Lesnar, and the champion oh, yeah. is standing tall. Lesnar's got his his sights in on the Big Show. Big Show begging off. Big Show want no part of that F5. These three men in the center of the ring. Big Show, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar meet Sunday in a triple threat match at Vengeance. Both athletes want the chance. Wait a minute. Angle and Lesnar are buddies. I think Angle's questioning Lesnar about that F5 inadvertently hitting Angle in the head. Slapping and Brock Lesnar with a shot to Kurt Angle, the champion. And look at Angle. Go for Angle, slap, go Angle, slow. And Brock Lesnar countered that. Picks up my bookman. This could happen. Double choke slam by Big Show. Will Big Show rule Vengeance Sunday? Will Big Show be the next WWE Champion? In my opinion, that big monster we're looking at, the Big Show, will be the new WWE Champion on Sunday at Vengeance. So yeah, that was it. 12 episodes of Raw, 12 episodes of SmackDown. SmackDown's still with it for me. Yeah? Storyline progression has been happening. We've got US title, Daddy and Vince and uh, Pimping his daughter out. His daughter and his bitch. Do you title take a cedar? Smackdown's had quite a bit going on. Smackdown's quite a bit going on. He's getting billed. Tag titles even, but not not been getting that billed. But it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Um, but all in all, I remember the conversation we had before Bad Blood about the Rose and Smackdowns, and if you were hyped or not for Bad Blood, that was Raw's first ever brand exclusive pay per view. This is now Smackdowns. I'm hyped. Are you hyped? I'm hyped. Are you Mojo Rawley hyped? Because that kid's like, gets hyped over going to the toilet. <laughs> so then, I think before we leave this mammoth episode, which I hope they're not like this, I'm all down for this brand exclusive pay per views. But six weeks between. It will. And it's the biggest party of the summer. So the card then for this Sunday's Vengeance in 2003. Four. The greatest prize on SmackDown. In WWE. Well, you said that about... You said the greatest prize in WWE. No, I said... Oh, oh, so, okay. So, 
for the greatest prize in the WWE is Billy Gunn versus Jamie Noble. For the love of the father. And it's Stephanie versus Sable. The APA Barroom Invitational. I want my invite. Yeah, where's mine? Where's mine? I'm very intrigued on that. Um, because I remember watching it years and years ago and I've not watched it since. Even though I do remember Spanky. Spanky is a highlight when he's dancing on the bar. Yeah. Yeah, he's a highlight. Doing vomit as well. Yes. Um, for the US title in what should be the match of the night, Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit. Four. Shits and gigs. Yeah, and because Vince has run out of stuff to do, he's going one-on-one -on -one with Zach Gowan. Vince loves a payday. Vince loves booking himself to get over. Especially against a one-legged midget. Exactly. In what potentially could also be one of the matches of the night, not Team Angle go up against Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio. The Undertaker goes one-on-one -on -one with the Doctor of Fugonomics himself, Mr. Cena. And in your main event, it's Kurt Angle, it's Brock Lesnar, it's Big Show for the world title. And on that note, Michael, if you want to let people where they can find us on all forms of social media if they don't already. If you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, uh, it's at RAR Podcast. That is it. I've been Dave, that's been Mike. Ruthless aggression.